Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, friends, weebs, fellow dumpster divers. The time has come. The episode we've promised to do since this podcast was born. The show on the series that defined a generation as part of the big three. So strap yourselves in for a very special episode. Of that time, I started a podcast to read Trash Manka with my friends, but it was all a ruse to get my friends to discuss Bleach with me all along, a.k.a. The Trash Bleach Friends Podcast, episode 65, all colour but the trash. Today's episode sponsored by Pocket Sweat. You normally know what this show is all about, where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. But for this very special episode, it's three people discussing 74 volumes of one goat manga. Discussing what's good, what's great, and what's legendary. I am, as always, your forever host, Soul Reaper Sean. Joined by Shinigami Mike and Death of the Endless Phil. How are you both on this magnificent day? So, Phil is endless and he's also dead. These are the two, his two personality traits just laid bare right there. Do you think I'm inaccurate? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I am good today. You are not dying. Not dying, that is true. Uh Oh, oh no. There were backup plans in place for if Micah was uh, still in the realm of the dead. Oh, yeah. I, it, it appears that in my old, old age of 33, <laughs> my body has decided that it's just not okay with functioning normally. I, I was going to say anymore, but I don't think it ever was. And yeah, so I now just get horrific gastroenteritis problems every now and again, which is fun. I, as, as someone who has kidney stones, no, no, it's not fun. Oh, no, it's just no. having internal issues is always great fun just to randomly wake up with those one day for seemingly no reason. The worst part about my one is that you can only get, like, it's, it's gastroenteritis, the one I keep getting. You can only get that from other people. I don't fucking go anywhere. Who am I getting it from? Ruh, ruh. I mean, that's the, when you were first were like, I've got gut rot, I was like, has he eaten raw sewage or something? Like, what the heck has he done? <laughs> Especially because it kept going on and on. It was like a whole week or more. You were out of action. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It fucking sucked, man. It was like, uh, literal bedridden. Literally bedridden for 18, 19 plus hours a day. Literally getting up to use the bathroom and just be awake for a while because I couldn't stay in bed anymore. It, 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 was, it sucked. But I'm alive! Yay! I, I am not in need of a Shinigami to, to, to escort me to Soul Society. I was going to say, if anything, what I'm hearing, bedridden for most of the day, that's plenty of time to read Bleach. Fuck, I wish it was, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to bring the mood down too much, but it was oh. not that kind of bedridden. <laughs> it was the everything sucks, fucking kill me bedridden. Ah, yes. No, I, again, when I, much shorter time scale, but when I had kidney stones the first time, I can definitely rate that. I'm like, I don't really want to move anywhere because I have managed to get the pain down from a seven to a six, and I'm happy with that. It's like, when you're a kid and you get sick, it's like, oh, great, I get to stay from school, get to play video games, I get to just, like, have snacks, and, oh, it's great. When you're sick as an adult, it's like, why am I even still alive at this point? Just fucking end it. End me all. It'll be much easier. More fun, too. Pretty Can't much. Hell. 
pretty much. It was like when I got to take a day off work from COVID because I was fucking exhausted. At least then it was just exhaustion. Like I wasn't in pain or anything. I was just fucking knackered. Whereas, yeah, kidney stones and I imagine gastroenteritis is just pain. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It was uh, very painful. Ah, oh, dear. You've got this to look forward to, Phil. Uh, no, I'm good. I, I mean, that's, you... that's what we thought until... I mean, so that's like a challenge. Make me, don't make me come around and cough a virus in your eyes. Oh, I'll no. do it. <laughs> Joke's on you. I got new glasses that are bigger. <laughs> Aha! Virus you can see the glasses. virus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've got eye protection, Mike. Oh, be careful, Phil. Next, you'll, uh, be, you'll be taking them off and breaking them and slicking your hair back. And then we'll say, the when's, evil, Phil. When's your, <laughs> when's your eyes in transformation? Ah, oh, dear. Mate, I wish I had a transformation like that. <laughs> that is a glow up. That 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 was a full on glam up. He does like, go oh. from just generic specky guy to, Ooh, mama, oh, <sighs> the vapors. He goes from dad to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that's actually not a bad description of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like here he is, generic guy. Could be your dad. <laughs> now here he is. You want to fuck him? I mean, if you if you want to fuck your dad, then that's that's a whole other podcast of issues to resolve. I don't know. We we. I mean, to be fair, we we haven't really discussed wanting to fuck our own dads a lot on this show. Mostly <laughs> I, the mothers. Let's not, not remember us. that. Let's not remember that series. <laughs> to, to be fair, yeah, not us. The manga. There. Uh, less said about Kumo Chan flashback, the better. <laughs> but you can listen to that in our past eps. Yeah. But luckily, this is not that. This is this is a very different manga. So are you ready for today's probably bumper-length super special episode to celebrate the uh, final release of the anime that we have been waiting for fucking years for? Final, air quotes. Uh, oh, there's a bit. I'm going to get to that in a very but, short yeah, moment as well. Because I'm assuming Mike's not read that either. In, uh, much, in much the same way that this, the characters in this story are constantly finding new releases. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The, sh- the series will also do such a thing. Oh, you, you heard we'll, another half we'll, of it. We'll get so to that, I imagine. We, we will in just a moment. So, today, we are discussing, if you didn't pick up on the numerous hints, slash podcast title, slash other notes, Bleach. Slash the part where you said it already. Slash the part where I've said it at least ten times, I think. We're discussing Bleach, which is also known in Japan as Bleach. This is an action and Whoa. show. Yeah, I know. I understand Japanese all of a sudden. <laughs> you did it. You've learned it all. I mean, hey, read this. You'll understand uh, Japanese, English, German, and I think it's Spanish. That these it is Spanish, yep. Yes. It's Spanish, yep. Yeah. So there you go. Multilingual, just by reading this series. Yep. But yes, this is an action shonen manga that ran from August 2001 to August 2016, with a bonus chapter in August 2021 to celebrate the 20th anniversary. It is written and drawn by Tyke Kubo, who has also done Zombie Powder and Burn the Witch. The whole thing has been licensed by Viz, so that means you can buy all 74 volumes of the manga, the art book, the fan books, the novellas, Burn the Witch and Zombie Powder. So anything officially localized for Bleach has been done by Viz. And yes, there is an anime. The uh, original 366 episode run by Pirat is all streamable over on Crunchyroll. And the new season, based off of Thousand Years War, will be streaming, uh, will be airing this season, the full season. Although at the time of recording, 
unknown exactly where it's going to stream. The rumor is Disney Plus and that it won't be simulcast, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Who, who knows? We're recording this several weeks ahead of it airing, so that could change. And it wouldn't surprise me if Crunchyroll put a bid in for it, because why the fuck wouldn't you? Don't forget you've got your live adaptation, Sean. Oh, I haven't got to all of that yet, Phil, because, uh, oh. yeah. Oh, boy. But, you know, what, what else has Bleach done? Well, glad you asked me. Four animated films, one live action film, 11 novellas, two trading card games, four PS2 games, four DS games, a GameCube game, two Wii games, nine PSP games, a GBA game, a PS3 game, three mobile games, cameos in various jump games, 11 musicals, three art books, eight fan books, 130 million units sold, making it the seventh best-selling series of Shonen Jump history and the 12th best-selling manga of all time. Oh, and the winner of the 50th annual Shogakukan Manga Award in the Shonen category. It's done a heck of a lot. Yeah, not that much. I have actually seen the live action. It's okay. I have not. It is on my list. It's on Netflix if you wanna you wanna stream that. Mainly covers the first six slash seven volumes, but with some cuts and snips, but mm-hmm. Oh what you mean it doesn't condense the entire seven hundred whatever chapters. No, into... no, it mainly focuses on the opening arc and I think it pretty much just ends with Ichigo fighting Renji, I think is how that pretty much ends. And then they I, I wanna see a movie that okay. condenses all seventy something volumes into a two hour movie. Jesus that Christ would be no fucking awful. <laughs> It would be terrible. I think it I, could be done. You do it. You'd I mean, the way you do it, though. you would essentially cut out all of Soul Society bar the, like, the whole... You'd get there and it would basically be, oh, shit, it was Eisen's plan all along. Don't <laughs> passing that entire bit. Fullbring gets cut. He just doesn't lose his powers. Yeah. Yeah, and then you basically... See, I, I think you basically cut out most of the prologue stuff. You... Would probably leave Soul Society largely the same. You would cut out basically all of Hueco Mundo. You'd cut out most of the side characters in general. Yeah, you'd yeah. cut out most of the characters you'd in general. You'd keep Uryu, it's, it's, just, but you wouldn't even have him be yeah. on his side to begin with. You'd just have him always be a just have one him, of your arch. Yeah. Chad would just be there. No, Chad just wouldn't exist. No, he'd be there, he just wouldn't do anything. Chad would be an unnamed that, side that's character. What he, that's yeah. what he does already, Mike. Chad would be just the guy in his class for the one shot of his class you have. Yeah, same, same with uh, Orihime. You, you Orihime have, like, might get a line because, you know, he's his girlfriend. Yeah, you, so. you know, you, you get like the the panning shot of the classroom at the start and it's like, here's all these characters that if you read the manga, you know who they are. Hey, look, there's Tatsuki. Going. Hope she gets to do no, no. anything. No, no lab. No. No, and then, yeah, you skip most of it, and then, yeah, just... I, that would be an impossible task, but... Uh, it's funny to watch doable. the shit show. But, yes, so, for this special episode, since we've all read and experienced all of Bleach, it made little sense to do our standard dissection of the first two volumes, as we usually do for these shows. So instead, we'll be doing a broader discussion on the entire 74-volume run, split down arc by arc. So that'll be Soul Society, which is the first 20 volumes, Yukamondo, 21 to 48, Full Brain, 49 to 54, and Thousand Years War, 55 to the end at 74. So uh, warning, spoilers ahoy, if you've uh, not read Bleach and really want to read Bleach and you've left it this long. <laughs> and you've oh, not what? listened to the first few minutes of this podcast. I guess, yeah, there will be also <laughs> that too. 
also because yeah if, if you only watch the anime then you probably haven't seen thousand years war so there will be spoilers for that when we get to that arc but uh for the people out there who know nothing of a big three or that baruto's dad once had his own long-running manga what is Whoa. the premise of bleach that breaks my heart but those people exist mm-hmm. i'm so we're so old Ah oh, dear so the premise Ichigo Kurosaki has always been able to see ghosts, but this ability doesn't change his life nearly as much as his close encounter with Rukia Kojiki, a soul reaper and member of the mysterious Soul Society. While fighting a hollow, an evil spirit that preys on humans who display psychic energy, Rukia attempts to lend Ichigo some of her powers so that he can save his family, but much to her surprise, Ichigo absorbs every last drop of her energy. Now a full-fledged soul reaper himself, Ichigo quickly learns that the world he inhabits is one full of dangerous spirits and, along with Rukia, who is slowly regaining her powers, it's Ichigo's job to protect the innocent from hollows and help the spirits themselves find peace. That is taken from the 20th anniversary with volume one, which hasn't arrived yet, but is meant to be here in the next week. I was really hoping it would be that delivery that I just had off the podcast. <laughs> I love how that synopsis has absolutely nothing to do right. with where this story ends up. I suppose wait, wait, that I mean the like rookie it's... a bit has to do with the first arc at least. But... I was gonna say that's that sounds like a blurb for the first volume. Yes, that's, that's so taken that, from the 20th yeah. anniversary volume one. Yeah, Yeah, so that's fair enough, but yeah. I'm not doing the premise of entire of Bleach. Like, that would be like what Mike just said, just summarize it in two hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> premise, Ichigo saves the day, the end. Yeah, there you go. Job done. <laughs> Podcast over. I did toy with the idea of just saying like, so, what do you think of Bleach? It's shit. Podcast end. <laughs> I see what happens. Would, I mean, I'd murder you for starters. But yeah, like I think I I know this is the same with the majority of shonen out there, right? But I think Bleach might be the winner of the plot that starts as one thing and just ends as something entirely different. Like Bleach doesn't actually become Bleach until like what volume fifteen or seven. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would argue, if you want to get abstract with it, the plot starts that Ichigo has to take Rukia's job because soul reapers are there to keep the balance of souls in our world and the afterlife. Yeah. And it ends with defeating the big bads who want to destroy the balance of souls between here and the afterlife. I'm not saying so there's no anything, narrative... it stays on track the entire time. Uh, I'm not <laughs> saying there's no narrative <laughs> symmetry. What I'm saying is, at the beginning, it beca- it's a about a kid and his wacky hijinks having to fight nasty looking ghost spirits while going to high school to fight that guy from spirited away in numerous (laughs) different forms (laughs) while going to high school and at the end of it it's i will save the balance of the entire at the end of it he's fighting god himself to save god himself (laughs) it's like where this starts and where this ends like let's put it this way if we did our normal format of read two volumes. Oh, you don't even get to Grand Fisher in two volumes. <laughs> it would be I think so it incredibly ends with Grand Fisher. Grand Fisher is volume three. He might appear at the end of two. Well, yeah. It would be so incredibly three, yeah. unrepresentative of the whole thing. Mike, no, you're you're saying that our entire podcast is a not is an old and not relevant. I mean kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you listening to this? It's pointless. How dare you? No, don't go, ignore him. <laughs> You've been here for 65 episodes at this point. You're not going anywhere. What I will say, <laughs> what I will say is I think this is the, the king of just shifting gears in terms of story. Like the first two volumes is in no way representative of the rest of it. 
And I don't, I, I have no, like having gone back and read the earlier chapters again, I, I, have, I have no assurance of any kind that it was intended to do that. Like, I don't think when it started, it was definitely a different story that was being written by like the midway point. Like they, they had no, they had no intention of turning that into that at, when it started. I don't know. It does a lot of seeding for what the first two arcs is all starting I think this sort of, the issue sort of like, as Mike's saying, if you look at it like first two volumes, like we do with all our other series, fucking Bleach just goes nowhere for those two volumes. Yeah, you say it does a lot of seeding, but the problem is you don't know that off those two volumes yeah, just... that's fair if i remember correctly and i have got the volume descriptions open here somewhere but if i right. think volume one and two is essentially like you set up ichigo you set up rukia and then i think it starts to set up orihime and chad yeah, maybe you, you i can't remember chad who orihime's intro chapters yeah where, okay oh no they're in trouble ichigo go save the day and then it's like cool we'll see them in five volumes do they have powers Ooh. <laughs> Like that's because, like, to be fair, to be fair to not so much Bleach, but to everything else we've ever reviewed. If we were just (laughs) doing the first two volumes of this, I'd be like, I'd be verging on nothing fucking happens. I don't think I would go that far. I wouldn't go quite go there, but I'd be verging on it. (laughs) This this thing, I think, like stuff definitely happens. It just never establishes a plot arc in those two volumes. It's so There's no ongoing. You know what you think would be the plot if you read the first two volumes of Bleach? What's that? You'd be like, oh, so they're going to go to hell and fight hell because hell appears in volume two. It does, yeah. It does. Uh, that happens a little bit. Maybe? Yeah. You, you'd think it would play, say, more important of a role than, say, never coming back until the, uh, the anniversary. Until, until, until the anniversary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, no. It was in an anime original film. I right. I've not sure. seen those. It it was like the whole focus point of one of the films. I because mean, not, I think they went, hey, <laughs> "Hell's never been explored. Let's go to hell." Like, yeah, why not? Because yeah. what like the plot of these early chapters? Like, I guess it's the prologue. I guess it's yeah. it's more about closest you'd get to what a prologue would be. Yeah, yeah, it's more about like establishing. A million characters, like which is a thing this manga does all the way through. Oh, so many fucking characters. Like, there's roughly eight million characters in this. Look, look, Tight Kubo <laughs> is a, I argue, the best character designer in the industry. Sure, and sure. boy, does he flex that throughout this entire manga. And, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I will say, I don't think there are any two characters who look alike outside of those that are supposed to. Okay, yeah. I. I I can't attest to whether or not they're supposed to look alike, but there is a fair few, especially in the early chapters, that look very similar. Because they're all just, like, people. I mean, like, they're just normies at that yeah, point. They're like, they're not... normal... Yeah, they've yeah. got, like, random <laughs> anime lumps coming off them. <laughs> like, various we, we've not gotten to shit. the people with powers who need to have weird, funky art styles to show no. how crazy and wacky their powers are. Haven't but got like, to the literal gods at the end. But but he's, but like there's, he kind of sticks to different. When you're talking about like these early chapters, the first few humans you come interact into contact with, a lot of them are very similar. Yes, there's some very unique ones. Like uh, we meet Ed, this giant Mexican fifteen year old, definitely not thirty five year old, called called Chad. Chad. Or- Chad. Uh, Yotsura, so, depending Chado, on, I think it is. Yeah, depending on which translation you're reading. 
but yeah, like we meet him. So he's he's very unique. I'd say he's probably the most unique looking one. But then you've also got like a bunch of other characters that kind of fit this like stereotypical like tomboyish young girl character. Like there's a couple That's okay. of them. Yeah, like it's uh, it's his one of his sisters and oh, get, Karen uh, and Yusuf, right. right? Yeah, like you just get like a a lot of like the they they look similar, not the same. No, definitely not. You can always tell people apart, but the art is a little shaky in the early days. Like, and I I didn't remember it being that shaky when I I to be honest, I actually thought that like faces in particular occasionally seemed a bit weirdly proportioned. Yeah, sure. Like I, I, I just. Like, the art know. is not bad in the early days, like, it, but it is, it's not up to the standard that it is later, which, granted, by the time you hit volume 50, you've had some practice, but it's, like, it, it, it's just not up to the same standard, and, like, it's, it's fine. It's good. But it, doesn't, it does take a little while to get going. That and uh, the early story is just meandering as hell. Like, it just doesn't really go anywhere. And I'm not necessarily referring to just the first two volumes, just like the first chunk of the story. So the first six volumes, which is what I would call the prologue, sort of like before they enter Soul Society, is basically, here's this weird hollow we've got to fight, and maybe also we're introducing a character alongside that as part of that little self-contained story. Like You have Chad, he's got a parakeet that can talk but he's been attacked by a hollow because of it and then you have Orihime who's been attacked by a hollow who was actually her brother ah. and that they're like one or two chapters I mean done. that is also when they give more again this gets forgotten later on but that's when they give more nuance to the hollows and kind of more distinguishing uh, them before they become, oh, they, also, before they you know, become generic foot soldiers in the also mass army more nuance to like what the soul reapers do like oh yes well you've got to You've got to stamp the head of good people so they go to Soul Society all good and normal. You've got to mm. fucking murder the Hollows because, you know, that's how you save their souls, unless they're really bad, in which case hell appears and takes them away, but we'll never mention it ever again. That happens one time, yes. was only They only killed one very bad person. The rest of them were all redeemable. All of them. Yeah, the idea being that, like, you could be a bad person in real life, but you have to be, like, Really, like to be irredeemable to go to hell. I think he was a murderer. Is the one that yeah, goes. To he hell. was a he was a a non repentant uh, serial killer. Yes. Well, I think what they say is all souls go to soul society, even if you're bad in life. But it's only bad souls that go to hell. So basically, when you die and you become a soul, and more than likely become a hollow. If then you like go around murdering people and are really unrepentant, then they're like, nah, fuck you, you're going to hell. It's like, I, all right, sure. Which would suck a little bit if uh, you just got missed by the Shinigami, because we find out that if you are a soul for long enough, you just turn into a hollow. Like, it's just a matter of time. Longer for some people than others, but it is a matter of time. So if you just get like, if you just fall through the cracks of their system and you get turned into a hollow, and then your hollow instincts kick in, and you start eating people, then, like, oh, you ate enough people, time for hell. <laughs> I just, I got through hell through neglect. <laughs> well, that sucks. Mm. Yeah, this is, a, this is one of my kind of problems with the whole system they tried to set up in the early, in the early days. And it's like, it has an, the, the issue doesn't really go away throughout the entire thing. As an it issue with the writing people. of 
inconsistency. It it doesn't go away, but also the whole idea of it does. Yeah. It, it just stops being in any way mentioned or relevant. It's just that, that's oh, kind no, of my point. Like, Let's kill it. It's just it's inconsistent with its rules in general throughout the entire thing. It's essentially every time Kubo, the author, every time he thinks of something new he'd like to add, he adds it regardless of how it was before. Mm. The stuff that he adds very rarely, occasionally, does have some backing in the previous story. But more than likely, it's a retcon of something that happened previously. That happens a lot. And I mean a lot. <laughs> I don't think, at least in the first, the main story, Soul Society slash Commando, he really retcons stuff. Like, I agree completely later on when Fullbring and Thousand Years War, which we'll get to later on in the episode, come along. Like, his whole, the whole Mullabit, his whole Mullabit is a massive series of retcons. Oh, it, it goes a whole mess we could talk about, but. <laughs> I will do throughout this episode. The sheer amount of times. Somebody uses an ability, which is the last ability they can ever do because it'll make them lose their powers. <laughs> that's, that's once, Mike. Twice. At, at, least, least, at least twice. At least twice. I can't think of anyone bar Mr. Kurosaki himself who does that. Uh, Ishida does it in Soul yeah. Society. Uryu. Uryu Ishida. Because he does the snapping he, he the gloves. Oh, yeah, you're right. But he gets trained up to get them back yeah, exactly the point is he loses all his powers Sean. he loses all his powers nah nah he gets them back so does Ichigo and they always <laughs> yeah, give a reason yeah, how he gets them this back this is entirely my point <laughs> if anything they set up in volume one the precedent of how Ichigo can get his powers back which he then does later on oh well, yeah actually no so that's three times because Ichigo loses his powers twice he does use it twice yes. yeah there you go <laughs> well no because they, they explain it every time okay, there is yes. an explanation yeah, they do explain the first time, oh no, it's just you lost Rukia's powers, not yours. Uh, <laughs> no, Alright, sure. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't explain it. They do, but they always have an explanation <laughs> as to why the impossible thing can happen. It's they always, always say, like, no, it's impossible, it's, all, it's done. That's it's how permanent. storytelling works, mate! Oh, they always have an explanation. Like, yeah, just... if they didn't, you'd be like, they don't explain shit! This no, is terrible! Not, I think what, Mike, what Mike's saying is, the point is, when you've done your fifth, this is the uh, the last thing I can do ever, and then I lose all my powers, and then you get them back. It kind of just loses its meaning a bit. It does, and it's always just that tad too, a bit too convenient. It's a little bit. It's like, alright, they wanted to write to get it back. Yeah, you don't. It takes you out of the story a little bit, because you're like, nah. Oh, when's he nah. getting his powers back? Every time. <laughs> I, I disagree on that, but I do think the trope is overplayed a little bit. I think bit. when at the, the end of the Hukamonda one, yeah, sure, that's a reach to get Ichigo's powers back, but that's also because that is very much a... The story's done! Full stop! Oh, you want me to keep writing? Uh, um, oh, oh, wait, I'm still oh, getting we'll get money. We'll get to that, this. I guess. We'll get to that, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll focus then, so this first part will be on the Soul Society arcs I mentioned, volumes 1 to 20, which goes from Ichigo, first encountering Hollows and learning of them with Rukia, all the way up to the Soul Society stuff and the Aizen reveal at the end. Since we're talking through the arc, it's like, this thing starts as boy thrown into the world boy meets of girl. Girl is a ghost. Oh no. Classic <laughs> <Sing> love story. <laughs> no, Mike, no. They're not uh, the couple. And I... Uh, yeah, I we'll am... have a rant about that at some point, I'm sure. No, I'm happy <laughs> with that. I was happy. Okay, I'm... Um, 
I have no problem they didn't get together. I don't. I have problems that anyone got together. How? What? <laughs> your problems that, that the the cut the two who were already clearly interested in each other at the start of the series got together at the end of the series. No, because only one of them was interested. Nah, they both were. Nah, strong disagree. Well, Ichigo is only interested in fighting. He's a fighter sexual, so yeah. I don't. I don't know if I go that far. He definitely. Oh, we definitely have a phytosexual in this. <laughs> we have a phytosexual. It's not it. Empathy does exist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of two. Like we've got two phytosexual, just one more than the other. I say, I don't think it's you guys phytosexual. I think it's more just that's inevitably what his role is, and he kind of accepts that. Sure, sure. He does accept it. Like he. Like we we learn that um, Ichigo is generally a he's considered a delinquent a bit of a bit of a thug because he gets into fights a lot just like when he's out being a regular kid, but he fights for good though he defends people a lot it's like he's a good guy so to speak like he comes off a little bit bland I guess because of that but honestly the writing does save him I remember reading these early chapters and. I didn't remember most of the plot for it, but I got into the writing a lot, and I got back into it because Kubo apparently knows how to write, which is a I... fucking godsend after doing this show for three years. <laughs> he knows how to write one story, which he proceeds to write three times. Oh, over and over and over. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I know way, way back in, like, way back in the early days when I was first getting to this, so this is like, I think before I even came to uni, so like 08, 09. So, like, I think I just about finished up Death Note and was like, right, time to move on to the next manga. And people give me recommendations like, I'll read One Piece, I'll read Naruto, I'll read Bleach. And I remember I tried, like, I tried Naruto and was like, nope, I hate Naruto, he's an annoying brat. I tried mm-hmm. One Piece. Nope, I hate Luffy, he's an idiotic brat. Uh, and then I read Bleach and I was like, whoa, I like Ichigo. I can, he's kind of more mature, he acts more like a, 14 year old i guess whereas the others at like 10 slash 11 year olds and as someone who was always more mature than his years in the school in my school life i could relate to ichigo a lot more and like found him a lot more interesting than stupid kid sitting on a loo going pooping himself while going how do i win over sakura i've got to show up sasuke the uh, character itself is more grounded in reality which is weird considering where the story goes but it, it starts as a very easy to follow, very fun, very grounded, quite lighthearted romp, as it were, as a kid in high school getting into some silly hijinks while also fighting ghosts. Light high, but it also does have its dour moments, yeah. like yeah, yeah, Grand Fisher. Yeah, like the part where Grand Fisher, Grand Fisher we keep referencing is, well, I'm going to get this one wrong, is Grand Fisher supposedly, supposedly, the hollow that killed his mother. He is the hollow that killed his mother, just there's extenuating circumstances you learn right, yeah, volumes yeah. later. You do, yeah. Uh, that's called <laughs> later, yeah, yes. right, yeah, I forgot about that. No, that yeah. is a retcon, I agree. The whole like stuff that happens later with Grant Fisher is a retcon, but uh, uh, I, that's 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 just a straight up ass. The, the whole a retcon yeah. is a retcon. <laughs> but yeah, it's so Ichigo's it, it life is a retcon. Let's just leave it at that. No. Because uh, Grand Fisher is this, uh, it's a hollow, and it's the first time we're introduced to, like, what the closest thing to, like, a big bad of an arc kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, probably the first little arc. Like, it is 
It's the first. It is all of the boss. Yeah, the boss yeah. of chapter one, so to speak. And it's it it just sort of uh, is a microcosm of kind of everything that's actually wrong with this series. How fucking dare you! I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. In no way. I actually really, really enjoyed it. But the fight is really built up. It goes on for ages. It has a bunch of weird ass pulls in it. And it's like got weird story implications, which are being randomly changed as and as and when needed to uh, throughout the rest of the plot. It's kind of just everything that if you can read that and say, there's nothing wrong with this. You'll fucking love the rest of the manga. Hi, yes. Yeah, so actually, one, one thing that was actually quite surprising to me was at the end of Grand Fisher, so Grand Fisher the Hollow runs away, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, I'm being beaten. Run away. As like, you do. Fine, cool, yeah. Fair enough. In the anime, that's basically it. The end. Until later, which we'll mm-hmm. get to. But in the manga, it's like, and here we cut to nondescript location, which obviously we know is Heiko Mundo, and here is Grand Fisher, who looks very human all of a sudden. It's like, ah, so while well, they're not going to actually name it or anything, he's basically foreshadowing around cars, I guess. Kind of, yes. Yeah. I mean, Grand Fisher it becomes one of the weird background stories that goes on, <laughs> much like Ichigo's dad becomes one of the weird background oh. stories that, that goes Talk on. Talk about shit Matt. that goes nowhere. That, that no, drove me the most, Matt. Like, there is, I've discovered by doing these notes for this, there is in theory a payoff to it right at the end of Yukamundo, but as a reader, that, like, every few volumes, and bear in mind, when I was reading this, I was up to date pretty much, so it'd be like, once a year, at the end of a chapter, Ishin and Co, or Grand Fisher, would show up at the end of a chapter and be like, whoa, what the fuck's going on there? And that goes nowhere. Goes nowhere. Yes. I also have a thing to point out in uh, these early, early uh, chapters. The whole premise for this is that Rukia, the, the, the Shinigami, the... Soul the, Reaper the, in Soul English, Reaper, Shinigami yes, the, in uh, Japan, yeah. The spectral warrior that comes here to, <laughs> to, to, to defeat these hollows and... She is, she is the Soul Reaper assigned to this, this area, deliberately yep. by eyes and not that you know that. But she is the Soul Reaper assigned sure. to this area. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, but <laughs> the whole point of, the whole premise, the whole impetus of this whole thing is that a hollow attacks... Ichigo's family, she defends them and she loses. How the fuck did she lose that fight? <laughs> the reason, and this is, again isn't something you discover until I want to say Hukamundo, is that they have their powers severely restrained in the real world. So no, they you actually fuck up the balance. So you kind of find that out in Soul Society when he meets Renji again. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, don't you know, like when we go to the real world, we have to limit our power. Oh, I didn't know it was foreshadowed earlier. I got all said earlier. Yeah, it, but I think with Rukia in particular at the start, there's two things which one of which is sort of shown, which is where she sort of dives in from the hollow to protect Ichigo and gets wounded, sure. which is how she ends up losing because it's like, oh no, I'm heavily wounded and can't fight anymore. Gas. And the other one is Eisen did it. <laughs> Because I feel that just sums up Bleach in some ways. Like, 
all the way up to the end of Hueco Mundo, you sum it up with Eisen did it. It's Eisen did it, uh, in, and in and the then same... all the way to the end after that, you go uh, Yawat. Yowach, however you say it, did oh, it? Oh god, no! It actually does have a weird pronunciation because I'm pretty sure that's a. I'm go could be crazy wrong it, about this. I mean, this. it'll be German, I'm assuming. I I think it might even be Jewish, which would be well. Random, are I you know. thinking Yahweh? Yeah, like oh, you no. Sim- which, Are you telling you know, me the leader of the Germans god. is Jewish? Oh no, is is God? <laughs> Tight Kubo, no. Let's not go for these parallels. Like because that, that's that was the same exactly pronunciation. Kind of what he was going for. Yeah, no, it's uh, exactly, yes, exactly what he was going flashbacks for. Flashbacks yes. to the Graben character who looks exactly like a certain German leader. Like, uh, uh, uh. yeah, like toward the end of it, it does get a little bit Nazi. Just, just a smidge. Smidge, yeah. No, to be fair, I always... Because I know, uh, again, as, as I mentioned, we will be jumping around a lot, but we will be trying to focus mainly on self-society for this first part. But yeah, I know at the end of Hukamundo, one of Eisen's big reveals is that I it was all according to Keikaku. I planned everything all along. And I must admit, I did roll my eyes a bit and go, yeah, okay, sure thing, mm. Granddad. I can believe you planned some of this. I do not, in any shape or form, believe that you planned literally everything and that this is anything more than a ploy to try and unsettle Ichigo because <gasps> sure. it makes no sense why he would build Ichigo up as this final thing because it doesn't serve his plan whatsoever I mean I feel that's just eyes on all over it's like yes I have intricately plotted all of this thing so well I no because Eisen's whole plan and... as we learn later is to get a key so he can kill the soul king Ichigo has yeah. nothing to do with that there's no, no need for him but... to do anything <laughs> I agree and We'll get to sort of that part when we get to Hueco Mundo, because that's a whole fucking problem I've got with Hueco Mundo. But like in Soul, the Soul Society arc, he's like, ah, yes, well, you see, Rukia has this MacGuffin inside her, so I, I need her to go into a fake body, give up her powers, and do this and do that, and then she needs to be executed in this very specific way. But also, I need to cause a lot of infighting for some reason. And it's like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever you say, Eisen. I see. I got some of it. Like, I get the info. He needs to create the circumstances so that you know he can actually just take it and run away without being, you know, having bloody well, Captain I, General shoot him I down. I think the point of the infighting was to keep people distracted from the fact that he's murdered the council. The yeah, like, yeah. He, he, I appreciate whatever. he has a lot of things going on, and it makes sense with his power as well that we learn later that he has a lot of things going on to try and obfuscate what's actually happening. Fair enough. Makes sense. I do also completely agree that the whole reveal of this is that Rukia had a magic jewel shoved up her butt, and that's what Aizen needs. And why is it in there? Who knows? Urahara just put it there for some reason. Urahara put it there (laughs) because he made the magical MacGuffin, which breaks the barrier between Soul Reapers and Hollows and basically lets them become Vizards. Yeah. Reds, however you want to pronounce it. Or, in the case of the other way around, let's Hollows become Arankars. Uh, so yeah. he wants that because essentially it breaks the limit on the power that any given individual has. Soul Reapers can only get so strong, Hollows can only get so strong. But if you get rid of that barrier, apparently you could get limitless power. So Urahara made this MacGuffin and was like, oh shit, I've made a mistake, I need to destroy this. But I can't destroy it because it's too strong. So his genius plan was shove it into someone. Yeah, that's it. It all makes sense considering Urahara is the mad scientist up until the point where, yeah, it's shoving up Rookie's butt. Why not? 
But then I like also have the question of why why should we up someone else's butt instead of his own butt? Like, or how you, you're already being exiled at this point. No, I get I get not putting it in yourself because that's a, the first place people look. But I mean, I that's what, I mean he's he's affiliates with Yorichi. Why not shove it up her butt? Well, that naturally, is. the first place you check is your own butthole. <laughs> then you check the creator of its butthole, and then you check everyone then else's butthole. You check, you butthole. check their associates. <laughs> like, Why not just check the butthole of everyone in the whole world? <laughs> exactly. That, and then statistically, they're not going to get to Rukia first, are they? <laughs> but it is a case of like, uh, why, why, why put it in Rukia specifically? Because... Yeah, that's never explained and these things like oh she's not related no one will ever find it. it's like that's great and all but she's going to be living in soul society you're not you you got no you you can't control this keep it where you can control it in fact say, living in soul society where there is also another equally good mad scientist who could probably after a period of time figure this out in fact i would like to point out here the logical thing here why is it not inside Ichigo? <laughs> uh, because everything's already inside Ichigo. Ichigo has, like, in theory, he's not part of this until he is. So, because bear in mind, he, it's not like he's walking around with Soul Reaper powers. He can't, he has no idea he has them. Yeah, no, and, I, I, and, and his dad can't be a Soul Reaper. Also, can be at that also point because Ichigo probably wasn't born at that point. Because something we haven't really mentioned is Soul Reapers can live for fucking ever, apparently. Literally yes. forever, yes. But they age. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I remember I, as kids, uh, um, when reading this, me and my friends had the basically had the theory of you age in line with your power levels, essentially. So the more powerful you are, the slower you age. So um, See, like, I've got... They never really go into it explicitly. I've got the problem with them aging because i always assume the idea would be that their souls eventually would funnel back into the world of the living or something like that my yeah. my problem comes in the final chapter where they go and here's a uh, rukia and renji's kid and i'm like you can procreate yeah the, what? Fucking, it, but you're oh, dead yeah, it's, no it, it's straight up said that um souls in soul society have like kids and families and people yeah. like that how like, it's just another plane of existence i guess i know it's like no that no the whole point is that you're taking the souls from one world, go to the other. You can't just make souls in this one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a um, fucking what was her name from Sword Art Online situation? No, no, it's not you. <laughs> Get out. There is, there is no walking MacGuffin child in this. The universe the saw that these were the only two happy people. And gave them a child. <laughs> but I don't, is I don't is anyone happy in Bleach, Mike? Is anyone truly happy in Bleach? Siraki. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Yes, you're right. He is endlessly happy. Ah, uh, dear. But yeah, to kind of surmise the prologue then, after the whole powers thing. Oh, then there's the only bits we haven't really talked about in the prologue then. There's the Uryu who shows up, who we learn is uh, uh, a Quincy. Who is the uh, essentially the anti-soul reaper in some ways? That they go, oh, that's a hollow. That's bad, and we'll just kill it. Just and it's gone now. Obliterate the soul. Its soul's gone from the live stream now. Deletes. Bye bye. Which is bad because you need to maintain a balance souls in the real world compared to soul society. Yeah. For some reason, which isn't. I mean, or else you destroy reality, which is where the series yeah. goes at the very end. Yeah, but it essentially goes. 
There must be a balance because otherwise one Yang side like. spills over into the other, and yes. that's bad. And that's bad. I mean, there's, I don't know. Probably just going. There needs to be a balance. Like, yeah, yeah. That's like a kind yeah. of standard concept explored by some things. That, yeah, that's fair. It's not no, but yeah. Yeah, he, um, because he uh, has a hate boner for Ichigo, decides to do a contest with him. It's a hate boner for Soul Reapers. Soul Reapers, but especially Ichigo. Uh, I mean, I think pretty Volume 4 is literally called Quincy Archer Hates You, so, you know. Uh, Sure. Because Quincy's Quincy's are archers. Quincy's are archers. Quincy's always use bow and arrows, and Soul Reapers always use swords. Ignore all the exceptions to this rule. Which is like... Everyone. All of them when you meet the Quincy's later. <laughs> and quite a lot of the Soul Reapers use ranged well. attack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> Powers start getting more and more abstract as the series goes on. This is especially like, noticeable in Fast and Years War. <laughs> like you have Ichigo, main power, using a sword. You have Kenpachi, main power, using a sword. I, I mean, Kenpachi, it's more his main power off. is only using a sword. It's not yeah. that he doesn't have a power beyond that, it's that he can't do it. But, but that's sort of my point, like, Ichigo, Kenpachi, they're like, they are the purest I, I form of, like, power is using a sword. sword. It's using a fuck ton of swords, in no, this case. No, breaking your sword <laughs> is not the same as having a fuck ton of swords. Sure it is. What are you talking about? No. You snap your sword, you've got it's, two swords. This Bankai is literally a thousand swords, like... No, it's not. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> bullshit. Oh, uh, well, but, uh, yeah, speaking of them, after the whole mass hollow party that Uryu triggers, including a Minos Grand, which is essentially a very tall hollow, which I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, they whack-a-mole to beat. Not exactly. Not exactly, no. They they make a uh, pretty infamous joke of Ichigo at this point. Bear in mind that these things are so big, they're so big that normally they have to dispatch, like, the special forces in order to kill them. They're that dangerous. Uh, bear in mind how dangerous this thing is. It'll definitely not become trivial later. And the the famous joke they make is um, that Ichigo just runs at this thing and then gets immediately like kicked away from it. And they're like, what the hell was your plan? He's like, well, I'm just going to cut slices off the bottom until its head got to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the that was the plan. It, it, didn't, it didn't work out so hot. But yeah, essentially no. they, they don't manage to kill it, but he manages to rebuff it. Yeah. Make it but, yeah, the the hollow party happens because apparently there's hollow bait you can use that never mentioned again. Uses. Never mentioned again, I don't think. Nope. But uh, nope. Th- does that. It causes the hollow party. They fend them off. Balance is a bit shaken by that because why wouldn't it be? But then that kind of also moves us on to the, uh, the other... I can't remember if this was going on in the background or not, but then Renji and Bayakuya show up from the Soul Society... To be like, Rukia, you did a no-no. You can't just give your powers to other people. That's illegal. You're well, coming no, back the, with us. The weird thing is, they're like, oh no, some human has stolen her power. But also, yeah. we're bringing you back because you're a criminal. Yeah, no one feels oh. it necessary to like say one line of dialogue to clear up an obvious misunderstanding. Well, no, because I think she does actually say, no, no, I gave him my powers. And they're like, nah, nah, that can't be the case. And then, like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Both of you are dying anyway. That seems a bit extreme. It's extreme, but remember um, that. Yes, yes, I I know because Eisen is puppeteering everything. But 
Supposedly, they're like, yes. oh, we need to kill Ichigo because then Rukia gets her powers back, which she won't because of Aizen. And Aizen's pulling the strings, so it looks yeah, I like never did get that bit, because Rukia, like... uh, Rukia is like, well, okay, I've given all the powers to Ichigo, but I'll get them back over time. And then occasionally it's like, I mean, they are coming back, but very slowly. But there's no real explanation as to why, unless that's because she's got the Kiraku up her butt. I don't know. Yeah, that that's why. Basically, she um, will never recover her powers, was the point, while that's inside her. Oh, okay. I didn't realize because that. That's... was. I don't think that was it, because I think it was... It was, from what I remember, because the whole point was that sucks away your soul energy and would eventually turn her human, and then she would die a human death and the thing would just be gone or something after because like a that. lot of a lot of these early chapters they are actually focused around high school hijinks so mm, for parts kinda, of yeah. oh we haven't even talked about the rest like they're not relevant but like oh, the tatsuki completely. the whatever the glasses guys called the there is girl, the idiot there is guy. two human friends that are actually relevant i i debatable, uh, debatable. unless you mean uh, chad and orihime i mean Occasionally, every now and again, they go like, "Oh, they saw the they saw the Soul Reapers. Maybe they'll do something." Then they go, "But yeah, like the the there's high school hijinks, and as part of this, Rukia, who bear in mind is essentially a ghost, has to for some reason has to interact with the real world while she's recuperating. So as part of this, she gets into what's called a gigai, which is a fake uh, a, a fake body which can just be used to house a soul for a little while." And it's kind of implied that, because she gets that from Urahara, the crazy scientist shop man. She gets black that from market him. dealer. Black market, slash black market dealer, yes. It's implied that that's the thing that's keeping her from getting her powers back. Yes. And he basically, he basically sabotages her, so she can't get her powers back, and therefore can't go back to Soul Society, which is where Eisen, Eisen wants her to be. Like, I'm not sure why they wrote it in the way they did like this. Like, it, it just seems, it, it all seems very, very ass pulley. Like he made it up as he went along, which I wouldn't be surprised if he did, considering the state of the rest of this. Not that it's not written well, it's just made up as he goes along. I don't know if it's made up as he went along. I think it's more he needed a reason for Rukia to not immediately go back. And so they did honest, this. The, the part that gets me is so obviously Rukia is in this body. Getting Ichigo to go around fighting hollows, doing her job for her, kind of thing. Yeah. Fine, no problem. But then she keeps talking about, oh, I've got orders from Soul Society. Soul Society's told me this. Soul Society's told me that. And it's like, yeah. they, they know what's going on, presumably, by the sounds of it. Like, yeah, she's getting text why, messages from Soul Society. Why, why is she suddenly now branded a criminal and being. Uh, like, yes, I know, eyes and. But, yeah, like, oh, she's Jesus. getting, a part of this, she's getting her, like, early 2000s text message on a flip phone, a standard anime flip phone, and mm. she's getting text messages of, like, these are the hollows that have just appeared, and we need you to go kill them. This is actually she has a, she has a, a hollow detector. That's no, not no, a message from the Soul Society. No, no, they, they, do, straight they, up, do send... they do message her, but she also has a detector. Yes. They're straight up bounties being placed on them, because that's, yes. that's a plot point. Like, and so, I mean, who would be giving them apart from Soul Society? But that would also be a general thing, rather than specifically to her. It's just a very weird disconnect. Also, as we do learn, Soul Society takes forever to make any kind of decision. 
They do, it's but like she does takes also a week before they're like, she's a criminal, get her. She does also say herself, oh, Soul Society have sent me new orders. Yeah, so it's, it's, like, it's uh, just a very yeah. weird disconnect. And a lot of it does get hand-waved away later because Kubo Eisen clearly decided he wanted to take the plot in a different direction and went, uh, yeah, that's explained by Aizen. The next big bad, the big bad, or the big bad. I don't think time. it's taking the plot in a different direction. I think it's more just trying to establish the low-level stuff before oh, the no, series no, then no, I... inevitably gets bigger and bigger and more scaled and more consumed. I, I don't believe that at all. I reckon the story itself was meant to remain relatively low stakes. No, it was meant to be. You yeah, read Shonen, right? I do. And when I say relatively Name low a Shonen stakes, that stayed low stakes, Mike. When I say remain relatively low stakes, it's like it starts with high school hijinks. That's a really major part of the early the early chapters. It's huge. It's like it's mo it's actually more high school hijinks than it is fighting ghosts, I would say. And Not really at the very least it's close. And it's like I it just very much feels like that was meant to be the core part of this. And it's completely forgotten later. I reckon there is a conscious moment where the author at this section says, I want this to turn into something else. I want to get bigger and bigger and bigger with this. Or he was encouraged by the magazine to like make it bigger because there really does seem to be a lot of ideas early on. They just get abandoned. I, did, I don't know, because like, as Phil mentioned, they see the Spados early on. There's a bunch of other bits and pieces that get seen early on. I just... Don't get me wrong, maybe that he doesn't have the whole thing planned out, like he doesn't have Eisen did everything, and he just retroactively fits that in for some of the details, depending on if you believe his whole... everything according to Keikaku spiel. But, uh... <laughs> I do believe that he gets to the point where Eisen does his big reveal, and then he sat there while he was writing, going, hang on a minute, there's a bunch of shit I haven't explained. Ah, oh, Eisen did it. <laughs> I, said, I think that's more what it was. Like, some of it had been planned, and then some of it had been people going, oh, I can't wait to find out what happened with this or that. <laughs> and he's like, just say Eisen. Just say Eisen. I mean, Eisen's power is fucking hypnosis, and he makes people believe what he wants them to believe, so let's just say Eisen did it. Oh, Why God, not? Yeah. I, have a, I have a whole thing about that. <laughs> that I mean, that's fair. That It is the second most bullshit power of the whole series, which is funny because he is also the second strongest villain Sweaty. of the entire series. Mm. I mean, you can guess who the other one well, yes, Who I, do you I think know... the most bullshit one is, Mike? Aizen, honestly. The one above no. Aizen. <laughs> the one that you could not be under any circumstance. Oh, uh, no, see, I was going to say the, the Fulbring guy. No, no, his, his, they're, they're a bit... They're, they're like annoying and abstract, but they're not at uh, the same level of Aizen or Yuach. I don't know. Like, oh, I've stabbed you. Hey, now we're best friends. Memory <laughs> because I've inserted myself so into your history timeline. <laughs> I, I had no problem with memory <laughs> manipulation. It's no, it wasn't memory manipulation. It was, was the point? History. Travel. Yeah. It was some weird kind of time travelly bullshit thing, which I'm guessing we'll get to. <laughs> Sounds like you have a thing to say about it. But Fullbring villains have some quirks, for sure. But uh, no, to me, Watch was always number one in the bullshit because he is just God. I mean, and yes, he, he, he is he, also pretty. He cannot lose. And I underline that. He cannot lose. How he does is absolute nonsense, but we'll get to that. But he cannot, in theory, lose. So... <laughs> 
anyway. Back to the beginning. <laughs> back, back, <laughs> but before we're fighting literal gods. Before we're fighting literal gods, uh, let's get to the guy who wants to become literal god. Well, at the beginning of this, you're held up as these ho- uh, hollows. There's no different categories. There's no grades. There's no ranks. Nothing that, like that. No, the the, the, the big tall one, like, Minos no, yeah, Grand gets a rank. That's yeah, it gets a name at the very least. Yeah, and like, and that's fine. Like, it's basically like you get the little ones, and then you get the big ones, and that's it. And, and you're, it's implied that that's the only big one as well, or it's there's very, very. I don't few think of it's them. implied. It's the only one. They're but rare. It's implied they're rare. Yeah. Yeah, and it's implied that these, like, even the small foot soldiery type ones, it's implied that they are really, really powerful, and like each one of these fights is really, really hard, as evidenced by the fact that Rook even loses in the first fight. And I know she like dives in front of the thing to stop him from getting Ichigo, but couldn't just, like, hit it with the sword instead? I mean, one thing I would say, at the start of the series, don't know exactly what it is, but Ruki is not super high rank, remember? She's third, isn't she? She is, no, she's six seat, but also she's power, power level is assistant captain level. Yeah, like they actually say there, at one point. There's the a deliberate reason... plot point where Bayaku is like, "No, no, 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 no! You're not becoming assistant captain. I don't want you in danger." Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't right. want you in danger, so I'm stopping you from having what is presumably mostly an administrative role. He... Wow! We also Take find that out assistant captains, gods. Yeah, for fucking birds. Yeah, uh, captains probably mostly administrative as well. Honestly, uh, kind of. Yeah, I think the thing is, so the way it's sort of described is you probably wouldn't send captains and assistant captains to the real world to deal with hollows because they're, they're small fries, they're small time. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't send the big guns out, especially because they've got to limit their power in the real world already to avoid disrupting the balance, avoid basically what happens with Ichigo and everyone around him mm. getting powers because Ichigo is so goddamn strong. I do kind of like that point, which we find out a in a little bit after this. But I imagine captains and vice captains, they've probably got to go deal with like other really big threats, like in Soul Society, maybe in Hueco Mundo, kind of. Though it's sort of implied they don't go to Hueco Mundo that often. This is where, this is what I mean. When this whole plot point comes to a head and two characters, which we find out are Rukia's adoptive brother, as in. They adopted her. Her, yes. And his second in command show up to, to fetch her. Ren- Aburai Kuya and Renji, yeah. Uh, yeah, they show up. And then we find out that apparently your your sword, it's more than just like a weapon. It it's it's a it's it's connected to your soul. It's you can make it transform and show its real form. It has a name. It has a, name it has a soul of its own. Yeah, it's like it has a soul of its own, which is part of your soul. Don't think too deeply about it. <laughs> so why wasn't? Why don't they just use? Why wasn't? Why because wasn't she using her release? Wasn't soul she using her shikai? Is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> why wasn't she using her magic sword powers uh, in the so, fight so, where she got bitten in half? Just, just to clarify, because it. Well, it largely doesn't matter. You, you have your box standard Zanpaktos, which do actually technically have a name for their box standard form. I don't remember because it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's completely irrelevant. Have, and that's essentially just a katana, like 90%. Yeah. 99%. You then have 
Shikai, which is where you go, aha, here's the name of my sword, and it changes into a funky form and gets some weird wazzy power. Funky form of sword and also sometimes not even a sword. Yes. And then you have Bankai, which only the super mega strong, typically captains only kind of power, which is where I have materialized the soul of my sword into the real world and I have even more wazzy. And uh, yeah, yeah. everyone fights with Shikai. Yes, like that. It like it, it, step one of fight, Shikai. Yeah, and for some reason that's not Rukia's first move when fighting this this hollow at the beginning. And I understand that it's because they didn't exist yet in <laughs> Kubo's mind. I get it. But once they do exist, it kind of becomes a thing you need to explain. I wanna I wanna say I don't think it's because Shikai didn't exist in Kubo's mind. I think it's because Rukia's Shikai didn't exist in Kubo's mind. Because she <laughs> doesn't yeah. really do she isn't really actually in a fight until like the early twenties, as it were, in terms yeah. of volumes. Yeah, until like halfway through Huayka Mundo. Especially yeah. because you find out <laughs> when you then is... find out her power is just a shit version of Hitsukai. <laughs> it is a shit version, but it's also at the same time overpowered as fuck against oh, regular yeah, her... things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean again, she's meant she is an assistant captain in power level, if not in right. actual rank. Uh, so. Effectively her ability is I freeze you to death. Sub-Zero, basically, yeah. yeah. She, oh, just... uh, when she's at her full, full power, yeah. Yeah. Just, you just get frozen. It, it's basically like, I freeze everything around me down to absolute zero. It's like, that's a little extreme. Oh, yeah. this, this, we'll get to story, that. this story has a... I don't think Kubo knew what temperatures were <laughs> when he <laughs> fucking wrote things. Yeah. Yes, hello, I have made something hotter than the sun. But, it's not right. hotter than the sun, it's three times hotter than the sun. But he never does that in the real world, so for all we know. <laughs> I, okay. Job. Oh, if you getting had way something... ahead with that one. There's a reason if why you... he barely ever fights, Mike. <laughs> if you had, the head of a pin was the temperature of the sun. You know how much destruction that would cause, and he's got an entire fucking sword. Well, that was the whole. We'll get to it. This is this is jumping all the way to thousand years. It is, but it's dumb. It, it uh, he he does he does fight towards the end of your commando for a brief moment. Briefly, yes. Oh, uh, I don't. Oh, uh, yes. He, sorry, he, he does his shikai, but he doesn't do his bankai. Oh no, he doesn't do his bankai, which is ultimate bullshit. But... <laughs> which is yes. <laughs> which is hello. All the water in like. 100 kilometers is evaporating. Right. Just All the water is destroyed, but also, here's everyone I've ever killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. anyway. But he, he's away off here. This thing is 700 chapters. It, a, lot of ha- a lot of shit happens. Yeah, we will, uh, we will jump around a lot as we discuss this. But yes, <laughs> one hour into the show, what, more than an hour into the show, is, has anyone else got anything to say about the prologue? <laughs> I mean, I think we've been jumping in between Prologue and Soul Society. I was going to say. So. Yeah, like, well, the only thing worth mentioning is something we did briefly mention is one of the shticks, one of the strange things, one of like the, the cat, eye-catching things about Ichigo is he does use a katana to fight in these early days, but the katana's fucking massive. Oh, he does like, not use a katana. It's a it's not a katana. He can't control his spiritual power, so his katana becomes a massive buster sword, basically. Yeah, it's so essentially it's, a, the buster sword, yeah. It, it, it is not a katana. It, it's a bastard sword or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, it, like, it's a Zweihander or something. It's a huge fucking sword, but which vaguely looks like a katana. Oh, yeah, because that 
there's that whole stupid bullshit mechanic which they kind of reference occasionally but also is kind of just ignored exactly. which is a person's zampacto the, the size of their zampacto is representative of how much power they have and that's yeah, why so when everyone sees it you go like oh fuck he's got the biggest dick around here i was gonna say it is big dick energy but they do also then be like yeah, it's, yeah, it's not about how big your dick is it's about how you use it yeah, because it's, the they idea also go, being, oh yeah, but us captains have such big dicks. We turn around, and we level a city if we don't control <laughs> our power. It's like, I, yeah, all right, whatever. So the logic they use here is that Ichigo just naturally, as far as we know, there's this. This is just random happenstance at this point. Just naturally has such high level soul pressure, soul power that he just can't control it, and it's just spilling out all over the place all the time. Like, that's his thing. He's just, his power's spilling out all over the place. Now, as a result of that, he ends up with this, and because he, he can't control it, he can't focus it at all, because it's just, this is just natural ability. So that gives him the huge sword. It also starts to just spill into the environment around him. <laughs> so he becomes like a battery of spiritual power for the entire town. So his friends and some random strangers nearby, like, the place is a hub of spiritual activity, and a bunch, as a result of that, a bunch of randoms and I end up gaining special powers. And a lot of the early chapters are spent with meandering around a few stories, instances of that, including the classic Don Kanoji. I didn't want to talk. I didn't even know his name. Don Kanoji. He's, he's very relevant if you read the volumes and you want to read like the individual chapters, like the drawing between each chapter. He pops up in those a lot. But uh, it's otherwise, very no. It it is it is just a symptom of like clearly this was meant to be something else as a story. No, if you want to talk about clearly this is meant to be something else, then Chad and Orihime are built up as being a Irrelevant. lot more important multiple times in the story than they ever end up being. Like especially especially Chad. Like, Orihime, Orihime should, especially Orihime later on. She should be the most relevant to this entire fucking series, but Orihime nope. is given some decent power behind her. Like don't get me wrong, she's there's problems. She's there, God. But... She's a God. Yeah, like there's definitely problems Eisen's with interpretation the interpretation of her is that she's a God. And but she is. But Chad she is, is just... but she's not because she's human, so she can't imagine herself with that much power. Uh... Because Orihime can get ends Reverse up time. eventually getting powers being like she can at, at the start, it's yeah, she has like six fairies in her hair clip because yeah. Orihime and Chad essentially are variants of full brain. Not that you learn that until much later. Yeah, which that's, I don't that, mind. That's that how they write. That's how they explain it later on. I but, don't mind yeah. that. But that's she fine. has like that's six fairies, of which a few of them can do attacking things, a few of them can do defending things, and then one of them can heal. Except you later on learn that when we say heal, what we actually mean is reverse reality. Yeah, reject reality. <laughs> yeah. All of her that, abilities whole... are to reject yeah. reality in some form. Yeah. Basically, it's like rejecting the attack coming at her as a shield. And Aizen is the only one smart enough to go, wait a minute, <laughs> you're a walking god. Yes. Well, because the only Even time when you watch later on, goes like, nah, nah he, was, he was wrong. It's not, it's not that strong. Better fix that plot hole. <laughs> yeah, don't they just basically explain it away as like, yeah, Powers could do that, but she, she just lacks the imagination and the capability to do it. Yeah. 
they 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 do something to try and you know downplay the fact that she could just win every fight if she actually put her mind to it. He's too much of a soft grill to do anything. She just yeah, wants she... to heal Ichigo because they're white well, He gets to do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because he's constantly getting hurt, funnily enough. But yeah, the the the, the real annoy one is yeah, Chad, who they build yeah, up as he's going to be a big deal, and then. He even gets a power upgrade later on. And they're like, oh man. And like the stark difference between this you've got Orihime who can literally reject reality and sever atoms, right? sever the binds of the atoms between them, can reverse reality and make someone come effectively come back to life. Chad can punch good. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that good. But then later on, like, you learn, no, no, that was, that was just like. A fu- a not fully realized version of his power. It was never meant to hurt. It was meant to protect. It was meant to be a shield. <laughs> it's a shit shield. Orihime's already got a shield. But I mean, to be fair, at the start, Orihime's powers aren't quite that stupid. They are no, like, it, she has an attack, she has a shield, she can heal people. It's, it's Hukamundo like, where we finally yeah. learn her power. And then, yeah, Hukamundo where it's like, no, actually, she's just shit. And actually, she could be doing everything a million times better than anyone in this series right yep but uh, don't be silly bleach doesn't allow girls to look if i have one major problem with bleach it's bleach doesn't allow girls full stop <laughs> hey hey no you've got Rangiku. don't and uh soy fun yeah. and these are these are female characters i would argue they don't get to really what are you talking about soy can poke you twice and you die yeah <laughs> that's never yeah. used again <laughs> that, that's never used <laughs> Why use that power? You could just use a bazooka. It's <laughs> her. Thank God. Oh, that uh, is so dumb. It's, yeah. it's, it was a choice. Soifon, Rangiku, Yorichi, Orihime, Rukia, Rurura, Harabel, Neliel. Okay, no. Like, I'm Giselle, not... Bamb- Bambietta. The list of females who get shafted by this series is endless. Yeah. I mean, Haribel more than... Haribel is the third strongest the Sparta. She should be kicking ass and she'd just treat as a joke. <laughs> yeah. Shark lady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was pretty much what I wanted to say about the, uh, the only thing that really carries between the prologue chapters, like the prologue volumes, and the main story is Ichigo, Sword Boy. He has friends who also has magic powers. Because he is super magic because he, boy. Because he can't stop farting magic out. And that's about it. Like, a lot, and I do mean a lot, of the prologue chapters are just discarded. And to be fair, we're calling them prologue chapters. They're not prologue. These are the actual first, like, six volumes six of this volumes manga. Before, like, if you started reading this in Shonen Jump or whatever it was in, this is the it's story. About a year. This is about a year. The first year. Yeah, like, it. these basically all just get discarded. From pretty much, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to get discarded. It's just it's more to establish the powers of his clique, so that when they go to Soul Society, you've got a kind of band of friends who are gonna save the day somehow. And but, don't get yeah. me wrong, like establishment is needed, but this isn't. It's not just establishing things. Like there's a lot of story here which just never comes back. Well, I think that's all the issue. You're saying like it's to establish his band of friends to go help him, and it's like. They don't. They, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they go with him for definite, but they really do anything. I don't know. They, they, admittedly, again, a, a long-term series. The problem of the series is that very few characters actually get to do anything, as I've already highlighted. But 
Oh, Either this way, thing is like, like... Chad, Chad doesn't really do anything. Orihime definitely doesn't do anything. It should have takes Uri, out Uri Uri does get to do things. But in the process, he loses all his powers. But we'll get back to that. I mean, this this whole thing is yeah. is very much the wait for Goku trope. It it is wait for Ichigo. In fact, yeah, that pretty constantly. much happens later on. They're actually like, oh, cool, can you just hold out until Ichigo gets in? And they're like, yeah, all right, why not? They even do all a right. scene where, at one point, where the Ichigo does the Goku thing of like, all right, heal both of us so we can fight properly. <laughs> I can't remember if that's Ichigo says that, if that's um, Grimjow slash Okuro. It, it, it's that, one of them, but it, it happens. Because Grimjow is also phytosexual. <laughs> yeah, he is. Very phytosexual. But yeah, to, to wrap up the prologue, uh, Reggie Baikyu show up, beat beat up it. Well, Ichigo beats Renji without Shikai. Whoa! And then Baikuya fucking stomps him. Yeah. And then Rad somehow, because this never happens again, deletes Ichigo's Soul Reaper powers. I was going to say, he does a special move that only he does, which cuts Ichigo in two very special places. And is like, there you go. You no longer have any powers. Also, you're going to die in like 30 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. Because Uryu also does this at one point. Quincy boy, he does it as well. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, in in like you'd think this would be a very important. There's a soul technique. chain thing which comes up in the next few uh, volumes. In but... um, like I'm um, at the start of the next arc. There's this period where there are people running around just having fights in Soul Society, and yes. discuss that properly in a minute. But in one of the fights, <laughs> in one of the fights, uh, Ishida actually is fighting a. Shinigami, but it's like a bad dude. He's like, oh, uh, he's like hurting yeah. people. Uh, uh, standard bully esque character. And in order to punish this man, he shoots him in pressure points all over his body, which, like, no, he won't die, but he'll never be a Shinigami again. I, I think a little I different. But yes. Uh, it yes, happens, it does yeah. happen. I, I, like, believe, I believe you. I've not read it. I just read Skip Red Notes. Yeah, I forgot yes, it as well it, it until I read happen. it recently. But, like, yeah, that just happens. Like, what? Why? If this is a thing you can do, why was there a war? <laughs> How did you not win? <laughs> well, why do you think they killed all the Quincy's, Mike? Can't why have them abusing that abuse. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, why didn't the Quincy's win? Find out in 50 volumes. <sighs> because we found out that the Quincy's hate that. If we didn't say this, Quincy's hate them. Quincy because... Archer hates you, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think we did explain it, yeah. Either way, cue a trading arc with Urahara, the mysterious shopkeeper who is always around there being a kind of creepy dude, but also a very helpful dude. Very bit nice much hat. a weirdo. He's got a very nice hat. If you, if that, that'll be how you remember him in Bleach. He's the guy yeah. with a nice hat. He's, He's the, guy, the, the hat. guy with a hat. You meet his clique, Ichigo and the Ghost Trainee, to basically regain his Soul Reaper powers because shot gas. He only lost the ones that Rukia gave him, not his own latent not Soul Reaper powers. Oh, fucking. Christ, it begins. <laughs> that one makes sense later. No, I, I know. It's just... <laughs> oh. Just because they explain it doesn't mean it makes sense. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I want to run that by me again, Mr. Meat Isn't Food Boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there is a fundamental difference between some explaining something and that thing then making sense after they've explained it. Just because you're correct doesn't mean you're right. <laughs> because it's like, because not necessarily on this point, but it's like, they say, yes, you've got your own latent powers, implying that pretty much anyone can be a Shinigami if you 
unlucky enough, I guess. I, I mean, never that, took that it as was that. the implication, I thought. I never got him that implication. I, this I, is kind of fi- my I didn't figure out why he had them all, but I did infer that. Because he, or- he could already see ghosts before Rukia injected him good, with yeah. soul juice. So yeah. clearly he had something underneath. Well, so basically the whole way the training works is Urahara goes, you. cool, I've chopped your chain I've off. I've chopped your soul chain, so get so your powers you've, you've or got you like, die. Yeah, you've got three days before you turn into a hollow, at which point we've got to kill you. I think, is this, the only way you actually read that. these bit, is this the first time we used to be, I can't remember what their name is because it changes several times throughout the translation, the hollow witch ago, basically. Uh, yes, that, yes, that is the okay. first time. It's actually the yes. first time you see hollow witch ago and the mask. Yes. Right. But yeah, basically the whole point is he's like, cool, you've got three days, otherwise you turn into a hollow, we've got to kill you. The end. The only way to survive it is to awaken your Shinigami powers, which technically anyone could do, I thought, but most people just don't have the power and capability to actually do that before they turn into a hollow. Just because you're a Shinigami doesn't mean you're powerful. Like, no, we yeah. learned that very, very soon. Well, yeah, like, there, there's yeah, a lot you find of that basically day one of Soul Society where it's like, and here is any old Soul Reaper, unless they're vice captain or maybe third seat. Unless they're irrelevant. captain or secretly hiding their power level. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and unless they're captain or um, Ikaku, yes. And, and let, or uh, there's Madarabi as well, but yeah, oh, yeah. unless, Mad- unless Madarabi, they're in yeah. um, Kenpachi squad because he has a cheat assistant captain, essentially. He, but, yeah. he, uh, he has the phytosexual division. He, yes, yes. That, uh... If you're in 11th squad, because, oh yes, there are squads. Ooh, there's the nothing wrong with that. Don't you start picking faults on this. Oh, there's no problem with there being. Oh no, I'm going to pick faults with it. There's problems. There's technically no problem with there being 13 different divisions of fighters. The problem is uh, they all have at least two named characters. <laughs> that's a that, minimum that, 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 yeah, of 26 that, that characters <laughs> to keep straight in your head, Look, and that's not even including the main cast. My my problem is it's 13 with a nice asterisk next to it. <laughs> yes. It is 13 asterisk. Anyway, yeah, they, he does the training. He gets his powers back. His friends also get trained up a bit, I think, by uh, Yorichi. Yeah. Who is a cat. Who is a cat at that point. Who is Ooh. a cat, yeah. Who is totally a cat, a cat with a very manly voice. Nothing else. How, how do they have a manly voice, Mike? It's a manga. They, they reference that they, they <laughs> speak in a okay. manly way. Oh, well. It's a plot be. point. I did I'm, not I'm know assuming that. uses masculine... Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I know it's a plot point later. That oh my god, she's a girl. Whoa, what? Yes. that's a girl. No. Whoa, my god. I, th- I mean, I feel the wait. You're a human. Bit would probably be the bigger part of that. But yes, that. I, I'm pretty that sure she first time Ichigo sees her, she's naked. So I can also believe that. Very oh, wait, you're a girl. Super naked. Yes. Yeah. The f- first time he sees her as a human. Yes, because that's the first. Oh time my god! Let me get to the fireworks factory. No, technically, <laughs> the first time he sees her as a cat, she's naked as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, great. They go to Soul Society. I'm not going to bother dealing with the whole corridor stuff because the fact that corridors themselves are their own mini plot arcs is silly. But either way, they get to there. They try. They immediately go. Well, let's just walk in and fight a gatekeeper who is essentially a very big guy. He's a chunky boy. They win, but get blocked entry because, funnily enough, Soul Society are like no, 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 you can't. Because Gin happens to be in the area conveniently. I, that one is according to Keikaku. That, that, I, yes, I know that one is according to Keikaku. <laughs> that, that was sort of my point. Yeah. 
they meet, they meet up with some more characters who are very relevant, relevant. But not, relevant but not very, including one one arm Sheba and the guy Ganju Ganji Ganju 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 yeah yeah again depending on your translation they meet up with some other people who essentially load them into a big old cannon and blast them into Soul Society to begin the Soul Society arc proper. But yeah. oh gas. As as they're entering, they get separated. Ah, that they do. Did you learn nothing from Scooby Doo, Phil? You never go in as a group. That's crazy. <laughs> Zoinks! Don't, don't you know you never split the pot? Fucking that drive. We haven't got there yet, but that drives me mad. Hugh Kamala was literally one point. We're like, we're gonna invade, and then oh no, there's five paths shooting off this. Better split up. It's like, yeah, no, yes. stop. But like, no, I I don't mind the fact they get split up. Like, so obviously, it's not an intentional decision on their part. It's like, oh no. Yeah events are happening that are forcing us to split. Yes. Like, they are getting quite literally blown away from each other and can't help it. Which basically just amounts to everyone runs around doing their own fights. I was going to say, this send takes into Tite Kubo's favourite style of writing, which is to have about ten different things going on at the same time, and the fights generally progress one per volume, but... Oh, yeah, this is... People uh, are now running around everywhere, so begins the machinations. Well, this is pretty much, yeah, like, congratulations, you're about to read the only plot structure you'll see for the rest of this story. It's, everyone is split up in this area, and they're all having individual fights, and none of them are important except Ichigo's. <laughs> nah, nah, Uryu, Uryu defeats the science man. And and to be blunt, Mayuri is probably one of the strongest of the captains. Sure. Because as the series goes on, we learn he is more and more and more bullshit. That's because he's got Batman levels of preparation going on. Oh, no, no. The fucking bullshit he pulls in Thousand Year War. Um, No. Fucking bullshit he pulls in every single time he appears. I mean, I don't... The dude's basically his bank just with... changes as he wants it. Yeah, to. yes, but he explains that as he <laughs> his bank is it. a giant baby, giant yeah. baby centipede with swords for legs. No, yes. no, my, my biggest problem is the shit he pulls in Thousand Year War with the fucking time traveling bullshit vibe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, no, what? It's... I know he has time distillation in uh, Hukamondo, but. No, in, time travel. in Thousand Year, because it's kind of not really time travel, it's when he's fighting, I'm going to say redacted for the time being. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, Zombie Boy. Yes, when he's fighting Zombie Boy. And it's like, ah, yes, you see, I injected you with a virus, so whenever we get too far into the future, or you defeat me, you get reset back to this point in time. How many loops have you been through? And it's like that. No. I would also say that's potentially not. not the first time in Wyoming nonsense in the series. I don't it's, remember. No, that. it is also most definitely not the first time in Wyoming nonsense in the series. And I take issue with the other time in Wyoming nonsense in the series. One of which happens in this Soul Society arc where we find out, oh, how conveniently we've been sent back seven days in time as we came across. <laughs> I, I don't recall that shot. bit, but uh, that does happen. That, I it's, you, it's because but... it's sort of mentioned very offhandly. So basically, we find out. Rookie's execution, being executed, is going to take place in 25 days. They basically spend 10 days training Ichigo, whatever, and then they cross over and then some stuff happens and they're like, oh yes, in theory, Rookie is being executed in like two days or whatever it is, I don't know. They bring it forward, if I remember. Yeah, they, well, this thing, they, they're bringing it forward a few times, but at this point in time, Yurichi's like thinking, it's when 
she's training Nichigo to Bankai. She's like, oh, I think we've got a few days. We could always push his training, like extend his training a bit if we needed to. And then she's like, oh, but very conveniently, when we were coming through the, whatever the f- called, the portal tunnel thing, it, it was a space-time warp thing, and because we were being chased by the train, we actually came out seven days earlier. It's like, I, okay, I, I don't mind that. I, I It's do. another aspect. It's a sci-fi trope of, like, different dimensions having different time flows. It, it is, but it was never established at any point. It was just told to us after the fact. It was like, ah, oh, yes, actually, we, we arrived seven days early now because we need it to be seven days Also, early. I would argue time frames, at least the well, okay, no. Time frames throughout almost the entire series are ultimately irrelevant. But yes, but that's the other thing. It's like, the timing is just so largely irrelevant. It's like, why even bother? Oh, talking about time frames in this whole <laughs> section. Like, okay, so the whole arc from this point on to like, pretty much until like, the end, end of Soul time. Society, it takes place over like, what, a week? Like, about not long. two weeks, I think. Yeah, like. so in Wait, this which bit, the whole or just like, the, like the whole thing from like soul arrival society. to end to leaving, like just soul society. Oh, okay, just so, so not the prologue. Yeah, it's about a week. Yeah, so it's like a week of <laughs> he gets there, and bear in mind, as we find out, powerful by like normal standards, sure. But we get there and we find out Ichigo is basically he ain't got shit on anyone else that's there. Everyone's so much more powerful. But then through sheer force of like them throwing mooks at him, he levels up. <laughs> and... well, it's because, so... I don't think it's that he's not powerful. I think Because I think the influence is usually that he's around Captain Class. But uh, mm, he is by the end but of he doesn't society, know the, sure He doesn't all. know yeah. the ways to channel his power, which he essentially so... learns by fighting mooks because Eisen planned it, which is bullshit. But... So <laughs> when he first enters Soul Society, he's probably like, third seat because he beats Ikaku. Nah, because he beat Renji without... No, he doesn't beat Renji. He did back in the real world. He beat Renji without even... Yes, but then when he fights Renji in Soul Society, Renji points out, yes, but we have to limit our powers by like five to ten times in the real world. To me, he was always captain class power. The thing I'm pointing out here is that he goes from... Whether it's through raw power or through knowledge of how to use that power or whatever he goes from basically episode one goku to super saiyan three goku in like a week nah nah he didn't get quite that far uh super saiyan two please but, uh, <laughs> like it's, yeah like, it's i mean to be fair they do highlight like, it is a plot point in like i think his final battle and this is Baikuya. and it is a plot point there yeah. where Baikuya is like you could probably beat me but you're fucking exhausted because you've been fighting the best soul reapers all week, so you can't. And, also and then, he's and then like, Hollow Richigo takes over, yeah. And then also, literally just learnt Bankai versus yeah. has had Bankai for who knows how long. Because I think that's actually a point Yakia brings up. So when we learn about Bankai, we're told, oh, it takes 10 years to learn Bankai because you've got to materialise the soul you saw and blah blah blah. And it's like it, Ichigo gets a cheat that lets him learn it in three days. Yeah. Like, All right, fine, cool, whatever. But then Yaki is like, yeah, but do you know why we say it takes 10 years? It's not because it takes 10 years to activate it. It takes 10 years to actually like master it, truly be able to use it properly rather than just being like, oh, I can do Bankai. And I will say as well, I think 
it's probably one of the coolest shots in the series and one of the ones people reference most when they think of distinctive bleak shots. But Ichigo getting his Bankai. Uh, the, and like his, the shot when he first reveal. Uses, Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hella cool. Especially as... I don't know if you guys... like Again, this is probably thinking you way back to when you first read slash watch Bleach. It's not what I ever expected his Bankai to be. No, he expected it to be like bigger and more ridiculous. A bigger yeah. or a silly power or something. Not... It's so not, concentrated it's, it's and honed in. So he's super fast basically oh he's just he's just yeah. very smart looking yeah he is he is sanic <laughs> yeah i and I, I like it but and one yeah. thing i will absolutely credit this thing with no hint of a lie whatsoever this thing may meander a lot but it meanders between like some really really badass moments i like yeah. For Indiv- all of the pacing issues it has, I like most of the fights and most of the powers in this. Like, it has a wow. lot of, like, individual moments where you're just like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I generally like the powers box. Uh, everyone gets some weird wazzy shit. Why not? Yeah, sure, why not? And at least in this point with the Soul Reapers, they're more... Restraint's yeah, not the right word, but they're not... They're, they're not stupidly ridiculous, shall we say. Yeah. It's, I break my sword into a million tiny little pieces of swords yeah and yeah and like, they fine, can sure, fly yeah. through the air at, at a whim <laughs> and, yes and, yeah and then you can make wings out of them and fly through. yeah no let's let's oh move. i'm just gonna go ahead and say anyone can break a sword into a tiny little swords yes <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's uh, the controlling them that's the cool part <laughs> like fights like uh yes uh, i don't think the fights are necessarily always super clear but the, you do tend to get some really good shots at the very least. Absolutely, yeah. Like You get some good shots, and in the moment, admittedly, again, when you look back on the whole thing, it feels a bit sillier, but in the moment, before you've picked up on the narrative arc that Taikubo uses again and again, mm. it's like, oh shit, this is really cool, and this means a lot. Like, Uryu's just defeated the science guy. Whoa, this, that's a captain gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, before you realise later on, oh, this is just... Oh, <laughs> nothing, no, nothing has any legs in hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> a captain who is basically now the equivalent of mook level as far as the series is concerned. Yes, pretty much. It's like uh, <laughs> he yeah. just went out and beat some guy up off the street. That's basically the same effort. Uh, I, yeah, I take Matt Suri's mook level, but <laughs> well, no, that, I'm just no. saying as far no, as the series is concerned, it goes okay. Captains are now baseline. Yes. It's not worth mentioning anything below it because they're just irrelevant. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. There's actually one time a little bit later where they do manage to bring it back to being like, no, no, captains are ridiculously powerful and in a convincing way, but... Is it when Renji fights Baikuya, I'm guessing? No, uh, okay. I do mean a lot later. It's when... Um... Fullbring? No, it's when uh, Byakuya and Zaraki are fighting Yami. There's that, that's the moment where it's just like... Because they're kind of just like... Oh, fucking they're... Yami. I mean, right, yes, that yeah. is stupid unto itself, but he's supposed to be like this really powerful Allow thing. Allow me to make it the joke for the first time of many... The zero uh, for Sparda. The zero for Sparda, yes. The classic zero uh. for Sparda himself. But like in that one scene, they have this scene that there's like there's two of them fighting him, and they're not happy that they're both involved in the fight, and so they're kind of just infighting and bickering between each other, and like just kind of casting this guy off the side, like just so sort of proving how powerful they are by comparison. To be like, fair, it also makes sense combined. narratively because they are always presented as the two strongest captains. Yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. There's that, no way to read, especially as Yami had also been presented as a joke. So, there's no way a reader would ever believe, oh, Yami yes. might win. Like, no, no. Duh. Oh, I, I fully believe it was an accident, but it's well written. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, so y- you do end up finding that the captains are not very powerful, but that's like the last gasp of showing like, no, these guys actually have some power behind them. Because if they become so normalized so quickly. Yeah. They really well, do. they kind of have to be because they end up essentially being the good guys after this arc for the entire run. So. Well, we're led to believe that they're the good guys from the beginning. And yeah. Which is why nobody dies. Bear, bear that in mind. Not a single death happens At in this, this entire arc. In this entire arc. Uh, uh, I mean, the, including at least abs- 46 people who are dead. 46? <laughs> the Council of 46, by oh, okay. I don't include them. The but... most important people who make all the decisions and aren't just a name thing just to hey, make when, guys when, look bad. You know what? When you write, you're right. And yet they do die. <laughs> oh, they, I wasn't including so them, but that's on me. <laughs> now, if you want to put out arseballs, I'll give you that one's an arsehole. There's this mysterious council that make all the decisions, but they're already dead. They're already dead because Eisen killed them and has actually been puppeteering them. So he has to fake his own death so he can <laughs> actually yeah. go be the council. We've referenced Eisen a lot. Eisen is one of the captains of one of these. Eisen is the divisions. fifth captain. Eisen is captain number five. The, the numbers are basically irrelevant. Can you name all the captains, Mike? That's what I want to Oh, God, can I? Probably. Don't care to. <laughs> I, I can Black. picture them. Actually, name them. I would struggle. Uh, I think I can do it. And I don't have a list open right now. So, first captain, aka head captain, Jen Musai. Yep. Soifan. Yep. Jin at the start. Yep. Yeah, at this stage it's Fuck three, four. Yeah. Uh Unahana is four. She's the yep. healy one. Healing uh, four. Five is Aizen. I mm-hmm. think he's right. intelligence. Yeah. Six I don't think they have a special is... yes. Yeah, there's a lot of just generic companies. Is that well, Kyoraku, yeah. the drinky guy? No. Uh, so, uh dog guy? Nope. No, he's not six either. Oh, fuck, I, six. Admittedly, I've not got a list open. I'm pretty sure I know who's six. Six. It's not Ukutake, because Ukutake's like 13. I thought he was six, wasn't he? No, he's, thir- he's 13. Then okay, Kira uh, must be six then. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I know who six is. I've just pulled it up. Yeah, I know who six is. I've not got it yet. yet. Okay, nope. cool. Well, I've said Kiaraku, I've said Ukutake, I've said... I think you probably... Uh, it won't be Tozen, because Tozen's eight. Nope, not Tozen. Well, no, because he's eight. Hits a guy is like nine or ten, so it won't be hits a guy. Uh, uh, it won't be Kimpachi because he's eleven. Uh huh. Wow, you've said every other one. The I think I'm missing, is, I think like... missing two. I think I'm missing two. It's like uh, when uh, when you get it, you're gonna kick yourself. Said the dog. I've said. Have I said all the female ones? Soifan. Yes. I have said. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> ah! It's not Isa. It's not. It's not the bad ones. It's not. Nope. Not the dog. It's not fighter sexual. Kind of. Nope. A bad one. Oh, it's scientist guy, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> no. Is it not? Wait, oh fuck! Who's no. the other one I missed? Ah, there is one, one captain. Left. One captain who is so actually relevant throughout the story. Bayakuya. There we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the one actually relevant captain throughout the story. This is kind of feeding Whoops. into my thing earlier of. Too many characters. <laughs> yes. I get too many characters, but Matt, the guy loves to oh, flex no. the character. Sean, you missed one. You, you missed one. Did you I? missed the zero squad. Not, I don't count zero. <laughs> you missed... Zero are, rele- I think, referred to once in the entire Soul Society arc. <laughs> they are... 
you... I don't even think the reference to Soul Strike. I think there's like at one point you see a structure chart because they're trying to explain like all the different like uh, how, right. how Soyfon Squad, for example, has her own divisions and everything. And they're like, yeah. also there's a Zero Squad, but we don't think of them because they're not here. You forgot about the Keto Core. Like, that's part of Soyfon stuff, isn't it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Do you want to get to the whole? Well, they have magical bullshit as well. And there's they four do have types magical, magical bullshit. Demon arts. Or whatever they decide to call them. There's the shun stepping stuff, and then there's keto, and then there's. But if you cast the keto without words, it won't be as strong unless you're Aizen, in which case it will be strong anyway. No, no, yeah. So if you <laughs> skip the chant, it's like half the power, <laughs> but you need so much power to even skip the chant. So yeah. actually, like, and the number the art of the art tells you how strong it is. So lower numbers are actually like really weak and easy. But when you get up to like the nineties, there's like a hundred of them. They're like so insane. There's a hundred in each type. Yeah, them. it is very. And you never find out what the strongest one any type is for the record. I think Eisen you, you never hear one hundred, but that's a bit. Like yeah, yeah you get like I, ninety something. Eisen, I think there's ninety three, but it's like black coffin or something. Which is yeah, like. black coffin, which is his trademark. But uh, yeah. Uh, to be fair, in the moment. Uh, yeah, this is a thing that happens a lot in Bleach. In the moment, you're like, oh shit, all these powers, and now they can use that. I don't think Ichigo ever uses them, but I know some of them do. I don't think Ichigo can use them. Maybe not. He never uses Ichigo's Ichigo's answer to everything is get Zuga Tencho, and he just fires a black beam at people. Well, and Ichigo it probably kills nothing. Use... What are you on about? It wins the final battle. Shut <laughs> 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 Yeah. Ichigo probably could use them, but he's never learned one of the things when they're trying to break into Soul Society, he's got to learn to control his spirit power. power. And um, basically everyone's like, oh, it's the same as like just when you're doing demon arts, which every Soul Reaper knows, and he's like, (laughs) no, no, I don't know. It's like, oh. I I don't know them because I've only been a Soul Reaper for a week. (laughs) What's this? (laughs) What, What? Rookie, I didn't get to that part of the education. I was too busy chasing around a fucking teddy bear with a pervert version of me inside it. Oh, that does. Oh, but yeah. we're oh, not talking about Khan. Forgot him. He doesn't exist. Nope. Irrelevant. 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 Unless you watch the anime, in which case, uh, also irrelevant. Unless you care about. <laughs> but he's him. in it. He's in it a lot more. He's, than he's the point. in it. Uh, the filler of the anime, and there's a lot of filler if you watch the anime. That's well, so many more. To be fair, that's how that's how long running shows worked in I the two thousand. The, pro- the problem with a lot of the shonen anime is they go, "Oh yeah, let's animate the shonen," and then they go, "Oh shit, we've caught up to the manga." Yeah, in those days, before it is like it is now, with say My Hero, where they just go, "We're just going to do an arc as a season and then end," and then leave there. it for like in, a year or two. In the yeah. old days with Bleach and Naruto, and obviously still ongoing with One Piece, they're like, "No, this is." This is how we make money. So this is an eternal anime that goes on for hundreds of episodes. It's, and it's gonna have an episode every week. Within sixty Rain episodes, literally, I think the first sixty episodes do the entire Soul Society arc in this. So uh, then yes, they're like, about. "Oh, we've almost caught up because Hugo Mondo isn't that far in at the moment." Um, Mister Tight Kubo, sir, was, did you have like any rejected ideas? Well, I had this bounty idea, but I'm not going to use it. Yoink! <laughs> That's ours now. I mean, as far as anime filler goes like thoughts on bount in particular aside that it was one thing i always like bleach actually did it went you know what we're doing filler rather than doing like what naruto quite often did where it was just like we're just gonna have one or two episodes here and there as filler bleach they went whole Fuck you. Yeah. we're having a whole fucking arc we're having 60 episodes dedicated to the bount arc 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what? I mean, that is the best way to do it if you have to have filler. So This isn't a discussion on the anime and filler no. in general. No. It's just my only real takeaway from it was Bleach anime filler is so tiring. Like, it goes on way too long, even when it doesn't. There's like times when they have like three episode arcs of filler anime, and you're watching going like, God, I'm tired. Well, the problem <laughs> with bad. the problem with anime filler is what it always is, is that they can't realistically be any stakes, because you can't kill yeah. off actual characters, because they might be needed later. Right, yeah. no. Fucking, I know we're not talking about the anime. Okay, well, we'll keep it brief, because otherwise this is going to be a ten-hour yeah, episode. There's <laughs> one fucking arc I want to rage at. Is it the one where he gets dragged off in the middle of a fight? That's no, hilarious. That, that was hilarious. <laughs> okay. That was a Actually, it, it might have been. I don't remember when it takes place, this filler <laughs> arc. But it's the arc where basically everyone gets Bankai, but they don't actually say that. Because it's like, oh, oh the, uh... Sam Pacto are rebelling, but they've all materialized into the world. And it's like, but that's, that's Bankai. That, that's literally, no, stop this. Stop that right now. Yep. Didn't watch it, so can't comment. Can it, comment, it was did literally... watch it, it's utter shit. <laughs> all, all, all the Bankai formed, all the Bankai, all the Zampacto, they're, they're like, we formed a union, we're, <laughs> we formed a union. we're going <laughs> on strike. Oh my god, that's surprisingly relevant in 2020. <laughs> we're going on strike because you don't treat us right. Yeah, and basically, they all actually get characters and things. Yeah, like, like they they all and, manifest. And it's like, like, for example, Zabimaru, uh, Renji's sword becomes a big titty furry lady. oh yeah most of them are big titty doesn't yeah. and i could be misremembering this doesn't he taikubo actually use one of them in like uh the final arc in thousand year war like he actually has one of the some toes that he'd never drawn show up and it was like what they were in bound or not bound. i don't remember that one i don't remember that either i could be misremembering oh, that, i feel that was a thing entirely possible uh, i have put as much of that out of my mind as possible <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it it was just like but that that's the choice how you get die, please. I say all, all I remember from yes. what I know from people who've said it is that the filler arts get progressively worse as it goes on, yes, as definitely. they get more and more deranged. Like, that was fine. It not great. It, but it, it wasn't great, but it's fine. And then yeah, you just get really stupid shit like however oh, Sam Pacto are rebelling. However, as we did mention, it does it, it does give birth to the frankly stroke of genius a market at the end of one of the episodes it's because it's literally <laughs> literally right when Twice. Ichigo is about to square off against Ukiura whatever his name is so like, yeah, <laughs> like the, the character that you are the fight you're waiting for the fight they've built up for so long and then they're like it gets to the market and Ichigo says let's fight and then they go no it's time to go back to school yeah yeah and, like the Amaki has like Chad or in a way being like, Ichigo, what are you doing? We've got school. And, and then he puts, like, the right, other guy puts his sword away and just like, ah, yes. That should, this is the way it should be. And he gets literally dragged away, kicking and screaming. And then they do the opposite at the end of the film where it's like, Ichigo, uh, what are you doing? You've got a fight to do. And it's like, oh shit, I'm not supposed to be at school. <laughs> that, it's like, oh. at, least they're, at least they know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. That shit's funny, and it doesn't make it worth it, but god, it's close. Back in the day, when anime used to have a Mackies after the credits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, final thing I'll say about the anime, <laughs> the Amake after each episode of Bleach is actually genuinely worth a watch. It's, it's, it's fun. Stay until after the credits.
You heard it there from Mike. Watch the beach anime. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, yeah. I like well, it. Was good. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> like, to to bring crack, it back but... on the topic somewhat, I I would say the manga's fine. There is nothing wrong with it. But given how much fighting there is going on, watch the anime. Like if you, because uh, the parts that do follow the actual story, like and aren't filler, they follow it really accurately. So yeah, like there's no original anime endings in this. No, yeah, I mean to be fair, it even ends just at the end of uh, Fullbring. Yeah, and hence why it's come back now. Yes. Thousand Year War this season, but uh, we'll get to Thousand Year War. So yeah, uh, but there's like there's loads of fights in Soul Society, and then loads. kind of building up to the big ending is Ichigo progressively fights hot stronger opponents like Ikaku, then Renji, then Zaraki, then not Ichigo, and then Bayakuya. While in the background, you learn that Volizon scheming slowly as Hitsugaya unravels. Oh yeah, in, in the background, <sighs> you've got this whole internal conflict within Soul Society. The captains are like. There's some shady shit going on, and oh, this person. I mean, there is shady shit thing. going on in yeah. fairness. <laughs> but then, oh, gasp! Eisen's been murdered. Oh no! Who could have done a thing? Why is that part of the plan? Why, as part of this, pl- Eisen, as supposedly we find out, it's revealed that he has orchestrated everything from behind the scenes. Yes, at the end of the arc, we find that out for yeah. a long ass time. We learn later on as well. But... Yeah, and yeah. this apparently even includes. Ichigo's rise to power, which again, as I, Sean points I try out, to ignore that bit. <laughs> makes no fucking sense. A, a I lot of his plot makes no sense, but yes. But like the part, in my opinion, that makes the least sense, and I mean less sense than Ichigo supposedly being part of it, it's the part where he fakes his own death. I mean, what better way to absolve yourself of suspicion than by dying? Uh, what? yeah. So what? The the thinking was Mike uh-huh. before that. I believe him, Gin, and Tozen, the three yeah. traitor captains, for lack of a better term. Mm. Evil captains, whatever you want to call them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, him, him, Gin, and the ass-pull captain, yes. What? Whoa. Okay. Well, why is Tozen an ass-pull captain, buddy? I will, like, I will gladly, people? I'll gladly ex- explain my point there after Phil finishes what he's saying. <laughs> I, I, was, I was about to say the blind captain. Yep. They were basically taking turns pretending to be the Council of 46 and issuing mm-hmm. decrees and orders and things. But obviously that meant whoever was doing that would have to disappear for a bit, which could potentially start arousing suspicion. So Eisen fakes his death so he can basically be there full-time doing all his puppeteering. Okay. And everyone will be like, oh, well, it couldn't possibly be Eisen. He's, He's dead. dead. But it ultimately... And like- also it ties into the fact he leaves a note which is like, oh no, if you're reading this note, I'm dead. And it was all hits a oh, guy's fault. Oh god, that it was to poor so Mo- be poor inviting. Momo. Poor Momo. She the, of all the females shat on by the series, Momo gets shat on by far the most. Full on Stockholm syndrome. Pretty much. And never really recovers in the entire run of the series, to be blunt. No. Not really given any panel time to it. They give lots of panel time to her just consistently moping and being like, whoa, yeah, is exactly. my life. Like, they don't even try to redeem her. But that's the point. I mean. Even when they do the time skip to Thousand Years War, there's no, like, she's better now, or, like, she's on the road to recovery, or here's a badass Momo moment to make up for all the shit we gave her in the first 50 volumes. No, no. Mo moment. No. <laughs> well, don't they, like, don't you see her at one point and then someone mentions Eisen or something and she just, like, full has a breakdown again? Yep. 
Yeah. Because she's like, no, like, she's my captain. I, I get why, to be fair. She was his closest yeah. confidant and then total betrayal. But Oh, she Jesus. was straight up head over heels for the guy. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like infatuated with... Which is, which basically, is, yeah. Which is fine because, you know, until he reveals himself as the traitor king, Eisen was like, he, he portrays a super nice guy. Yeah, he does he actually was. look out for Momo. In... Like, I don't mean that as yeah. in, like, oh, I'm such a nice guy kind of way. Like, he, no, 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 he, he was he... actually, like, genuinely. Yeah. It's why it is a shock that he is the big bad. I yes. want him to be my dad. <laughs> and then you want him to be your daddy. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like, oof. Because, I've never yes. felt so confused, but so right at the same time. <laughs> he, boy, does he get a glow up with one yeah, swish yeah. of his hand. Yep. Rips off the glasses. Licks his hair shatters back, them. shatters oh. them in his hand as well. Like, oof, that's a power move. Oof, no, oof. no, the real power move is when you know, right at the end, he's he's revealed his grand machinations, and it goes like, "I'm a fucking stab him," and he just straight up stops it with his index finger. Like Ichigo Bankai, you know, seen him taking down Byakuya and everything. Eisen's just like, "Nah, my index finger just stops this," and then I'm just gonna. Tap your sword and it's going to shatter. That that was the power move. So I understand that they wanted to write this whole like mystery thing going on. I get that, but when you consider Eisen's power, his like individual power that is individual to him, is that he can perfectly hypnotize anyone that's seen him that's release seen his, sword his shikai. Yes, seen his shikai. Yeah. He can hypnotize anyone, and I mean perfectly hypnotize them to yeah, full the, control over all their senses, all five senses, forever by the sounds of things. Until why, he releases it, I think. Point. Why, yeah. why does he need to do any of this? Why? Like, why is he not just? Why does he not just walk up to Rukia in the real world and be like, "Thanks." And then every time somebody... Uh, because he needs the he phoenix. Did... He needs the magical yeah. phoenix to magically disintegrate No, he doesn't. Her. As we find out. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> because when the whole... Obviously, the whole plot is going to be foiled. Rukia's not executed with a giant phoenix weapon, whatever. I, I think the reason it would be BMI is, much like in most plots that have perfect hypnosis and things, generally it's the cracks and the inconsistencies that add up to people going, wait, something's not right. And once you've got that general sense of detrust, distrust, you can't really hypnotize that out of someone. Apparently you can. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we're led to believe that Aizen's like, regular-ass Shikai power is, is, is unstoppable. Yes. I, yeah, I mean, like, I agree with that. Yeah. The, the whole point is, if you see it, you are under its effect already, because that's the whole point, because everyone then just has that sudden realisation of, wait a minute, we've got a blind captain. And he's like, yeah, I'm working with Eisen. Shock. Oh, gasp. my God. Okay, this is what I meant by the ass pull captain. <laughs> All right. Uh, right, okay. I'd okay, like to I... apologise to our blind listeners that might think no. you're an ass pull. But... <laughs> it's nothing to do with nothing to do with me being ableist in any way it's <laughs> no it's um i have absolutely no problem with this guy being blind whatsoever the whole blind samurai blind ninja thing it's a trope it's fine absolutely no problem with that he had to sharpen all of his other senses and because he was blind 
makes and sense. Bank eye his power is that blind. <laughs> he, he completely sensory deprives you, but yeah. he still can Which leads to an awesome fight with Kenpachi, I must yep, say. That, that's a cool fight. Absolutely nothing wrong with any of that. Like, how, how, will, how will you beat this one? Well, I'll just let him stab me, so I just grab his sword <laughs> and then cut him up. <laughs> That's a very, very Soraki way. In fact, even in a Soraki way, he does it once and then lets go. And like, what the fuck did you let go? And like, oh, do it again. I'll kill you <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. But yeah, he, this character, his whole shtick is that he is... He, he wants to seek justice and as little violence as possible. That's his whole thing. Now, I would understand if that was a front because he'd secretly been working with Aizen the whole time. But it's not. <laughs> That's actually his personality. His logic for joining Aizen is, uh, yes, this is, this is the correct way to get the least violence. It's like, what? No, no, it fucking isn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? The amount of people you're going to have to murder to do this. Great, the only reason life. why Great it's an Aspel is because... Kubo clearly wrote this character, designed him, put him in the story, everything like that, and then went, no, hang on a minute. strong disbelief, because I know what you're about to say. <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> He's blind. He couldn't see eyes and shikai. <laughs> he couldn't see the shikai. <laughs> right, no, he was no. working with him the whole time. Yeah, that was it. Look, dis disbelieve because if you were to ask pull it that way you'd be like nah it still worked on him because it's spiritual mumbo jumbo nah, nah disbelieve it's, it's an ass pull i'm pretty sure they do see that he's it's the reason villain. i do think it's an ass pull is because the character doesn't motivation doesn't match up whatsoever and like why wouldn't you just change the character motivation why would you not just say no it was a it was a front this whole time I mean, I would argue you get some delusional people who believe in that greater good stuff and that for all we know, he's just that. That he truly believes this is the road with least casualties. But you're given so much backstory for him that runs completely counterintuitive to that. Completely. Like, you're given a ton of backstory for Tozen. Like, through multiple things. Because he's also uh, the, the dog-headed guy who I don't remember. No, he's not. Oh, his friend. Sorry, yeah, his like, friend. that's his friend. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like... Because um he that because apparently they have a lot of backstory that overlaps with each other we find out and it's just, because they're the freaks essentially sure as much sure. as I hate to use that word but one's uh, a dog and one's blind like yeah like yeah. he even wears the uh, stereotypical basket headdress thing that you see yeah do doggy Japanese boy keeps himself very secret until yeah the, the, that that headdress thing the the basket over the head and I'm not going to be exactly correct here but it's like a sign of impurity and like disease oh, okay. and stuff from back in the day like right. if you were unclean you'd wear something like that and so that's the idea behind that except it gets removed from him in a fight and then he never puts it back on but whatever but yeah they have quite a lot of like overlap in their backstory and that kind of proves that he doesn't actually think this way uh it's just something about it feels ass pulley it doesn't necessarily have to be that one aspect that i pointed out but Either I mean, they're ignoring the blind part, or they're ignoring the character motivation part. I would point out his character is, does also get more and more deranged as the plot goes on until his final moment of clarity. Considering, like he he essentially chases after sight as part of his holification. Like you see in his fight at the end of Yukamundo, he's gone more and more insane. Yeah, and he's like, I can see everything. You're all so ugly. Ah. It's just it's it's such an ass pull of a 
of a moment at the very least, which, yeah, I suppose, again, retcon later, but... Uh, ugh. I mean, if we're going down this route, I think Gin's the worst. Where's that? Just like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm working with Eisen, but only so I can stop him. Yeah. Maybe. Totes. But not, not really, because he doesn't do anything to him at all until, like, right at the end, he's like, I'm going to maybe attack you. Let's ignore the fact that in I the nicest way, when the guy is perfect in notice, helped him in every possible way, waiting like, for the yeah. perfect opening, which there aren't many against Eisen. So yeah, it's I got like, no problem uh, with that. To be fair, yeah. Jin. I was to be fair. I thought it might not be Jin just because that seemed too obvious in many regards. Because Jin was always very clearly very. He's always portrayed as, to his own drum. <laughs> he's he's portrayed as very. Uh, Menacing, I guess, in a way. Snake-like. Snake-like, yeah, snake-like, yeah. Snake-like, yes, that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. So that's why I kind of thought he might not be a villain, and was ultimately proved right right at the very end. But, yeah, he. I I thought it might not be him at first, just because that seemed too obvious, but no, it, made, it works. I've got no problem with him being his motivation. Nah, I, I do. It just felt very... Uh, it felt very like, oh, oh no, he was a good guy all along, honest. Hmm. Like, apart uh, from all those people he murdered, apart apart from all that, yeah, apart from all that, not good he did. Sure, but I can also believe that fits in with Jin's character. Yeah, I can believe that part fits in with his character. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, I'm I do I do understand. While I don't agree on the the Gin part, I think his eventual turncoat is fine. I no, do I think understand his your turncoat is fine. If he's like, no, you know what, you're going a bit too crazy here, even for me. Like, it's the I fact think it's like, no, actually, I was against you all along. Yes, this is my point. Like, a lot of the plot does feel very, very ass pulley. No, I d- d- disagree. On I don't Jim. mean like, I don't mean like that point in particular as such. I just mean like, generally speaking, throughout the entire thing, every so often, it's just like, here's another Trump card I'll pull out, and it's just like, this was a thing all along. I swear, like, was it? Was it a thing all along when? I feel for these two Ichigo artists. was back in most, high school. I feel, as I say, most of it I feel is the whole according to Keikaku bit is nonsense. But for for some of it, but yeah, I for the most part I don't think it's assholes. At least in these early arcs, it becomes them later when he has to backdate things that he never wrote mm. in Thousand Year. Like he has to be like, yeah, I wrote this in Soul Society for Thousand Year War. Like, no, you didn't, mate. No, you didn't. Quincy's did not exist until you were getting towards the end of Full Brain and were like, I need to do something for the next arc. Oh, yeah, you got to remember, this is the thing that she established right at the beginning. There's one Quincy. One. It's Iryu Ishida, the one. friend. One Asterix Quincy. two. No, 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 just, just one. Just one. There no, was, no, there no, was no. two. Asterix, Asterix two, Mike. No, no, Asterix no, there two. was two, but his master died. No, no, no. Asterix two. No, no, no. Not, yeah, definitely yeah. only one. Definitely. definitely. At Definitely doesn't have a dad who is also a Quincy. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't come up till later. Definitely only one. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about him. I thought we were talking about the other. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Wait, who are you thinking of? I know who he's thinking of. <laughs> I'm, not, right. I'm not counting him as a Quincy because he's not a Quincy. What about her? <laughs> She's already dead at the start of the story. <laughs> We're all talking about different characters. I love it. But there's only one. <laughs> there's only one. There's one Asterix 2, and the Asterix 2 is his dad. It's not Ichigo, and, and, then, and it's not and his mum. Asterix 3, and then. 
There's only one. <laughs> Remember that. Fucking. That drove me up to just. And we'll get we'll get to it, but the fact that they try and then be like, no, he was a Quincy as well. Like, fuck off. Just that, that's ass pull. That's an ass pull. Not, not the whole like, oh, Jin was always on the side of good. <laughs> yeah. Fucking no, like, goes a Quincy is an ass pull. I'm, I'm not saying the Gin one is an ass pull. I am not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying it feels like such a shitty bit of writing in some ways. It's like, ah, no, just just have him be evil. <laughs> be done with it. Yeah. Uh, no, I I agree. Like when there's enough ass pulls in the story already, just even if there's signs of it appearing earlier, it feels like an ass pull later. You know, this, like, is, this is the nonsense you've said in Marvel episodes. Where I mean, yeah, it's in the story, but it feels like no, no, an no, ass pull. So I, it's an I'm ass pull. I'm on your side, Sean. Sean. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... I have to admit, I'm not sure what side you're on him. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I agree with Sean. I think it's fine to have Gin do everything he does near the end. And like when he says, "I was on the side of good the whole time," I'm actually okay with that because, again, as Sean says. It's, two, it's to do with his wrong. relationship with like Rangiku and all that, and that is yes. seeded throughout that he that, does. That, yeah, that's that fine. Is, that part is seeded. I have no problem with that relationship. Weird so as I it have, fucking is. I have but, no problem with that, but I understand when Phil says, like, can't it just be one thing? Like, because it always, because it feels like an ass pull at that point. After you've had yeah, to go through so many just random things being thrown in because he, Kubo thought of them at the time. It's like, you get to this point, like, it doesn't matter if this thing's been set up over the last 70 volumes. Like, it just feels so out of nowhere, because everything feels out of nowhere. I think the thing as well is because it's just so sudden, and it's over so quickly as well. It's just like, well, was, was there much point to that? Like, you're trying to be like, oh, look at him, I've redeemed his character. And it's like, have you? But did you, though? Have you really? Yeah. Like, yeah. And who said the character needed redeeming either? Like just, that, that's the thing. It's like actually, the way, the way he's portrayed, the way he acts, you could just have him be kind of evil. Just just have him at the last minute be like, "Oh, you wanted to kill Rangiku? No, I can't let you do that." Yeah, actually, it'd be like, like, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think you were right, but you don't. I already said you don't get to kill her. Now you die. Yeah, that would yeah, be fine. I'd be like, cool. Let's go with that. Instead, it's like, no, no, I've I've been working against you the whole time by doing everything you asked me to until mm. right now. Yeah, I feel like at the end he is also very much like I this I know this doesn't redeem my actions or anything. Like I'm pretty sure he's yeah, self aware. But yes. probably I I don't really remember that part very well. But yeah, you didn't read all seventy four volumes in the week or two before this <laughs> episode, Phil. God, spoiler, Sean. I started reading this two days ago. Well, that's your own. This is your own. This is sort of light all over again. This is your own. No, I had reasoning this time because I'd actually reread Thousand Year War not that long ago when See, we first. I'm pretty sure you finished Thousand Year War before I did because you were reading it probably on the totes legit, whereas I was reading it as the books came out. Bear in mind, I didn't read Bleach until it had finished, well and truly finished. If we're doing confession time, oh, then. No. <laughs> I've I... never read Bleach. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just winging it. <laughs> just reading the Wikipedia synopsis as I'm going like, along. In a blind sweat at my PC, like, what, what the fuck's a Fullbringer? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is a Fullbringer? We'll get to that. <laughs> if we're doing confessions, uh, I never actually finished this. 
Well, yeah, I discovered that in the build up to this fucking episode because I assumed you'd finished it years ago. You're like, no, I've not read the ending. I'm like, yeah, like I knew what? what happened at the end because somebody had like told me that a while ago. But Ichigo got... wins, lol. Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the actual last arc. Yeah, like I knew what happened. Oh, we'll get there. to it. But fuck that last volume. But go on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, like so because what happened was I was reading it. I, I read most of the manga to the point where it got to the Fulbring arc. And then so, I realized so at the time... The end, right? Two thirds. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, like, I, I went through the actual ending and got to the second ending. And then I realized that... Like, hang on, the, the anime's here, and it's actually pretty accurate. So I started watching the anime, and that included all the filler and stuff. And then, so by the time it got around to, like, roughly that part again, I was just like, kind of don't care anymore. Like, I was so fatigued that I just never finished it. So I just never went back and read The Thousand Year War. But I effectively stopped right after Fulbring. I think I watched, like, or read, sorry, read, like, one chapter after Fulbring. And that was it. And so I had to read the entirety of the final arc for this. I knew what happened in that arc. Like, nothing was a surprise. But, yeah, ooh, my uh, opinions yeah. are recent. Let's put it that way. And because, fun fact, I was going to actually read all of this for this particular episode. And I do you mean two, all I want it. to say you two are insane. For, but you both said this, and I think you're both insane. Like, well, I, the plan I mean, was, in the middle of this episode, I made no society. secrets I wasn't going to reread all of this. <laughs> and that's fine. This was, I, I read it for me, because I hadn't yeah. actually read the original arcs since yeah, they were new. I think that's sort of a similar thing for me. Like, I, cause I got into Bleach through the anime, so the only part of the manga I had really read was Fulbring Thousand Year War because I'd never watched the Fulbring arc in the anime. Because obviously when I was watching the anime, I was like, oh, end of the Fuego Mundo arc, that's the end. And like that is the end. And then it was like years later, I was like, oh, go on, let's, let's subject myself to the torture that is the continuation after the end. Well, right, plan... it's, it's not that bad, buddy. Calm down. Uh, the plan for me it ended. was... It ended. <laughs> it, it ended. The plan for me was to read the whole thing. Like, literally yeah. all of it. And then I got horrifically sick. <laughs> that put a downer on that plan a bit. So I ended up reading <laughs> up through Hoikamundo, I think is where I actually stopped reading it. And then I was like, right, uh, let's skip a bunch. Because uh, let's read the bit I actually need to yeah, read. No, I, I, I did read the bit I actually needed to read. But then like I read to, uh, sort of the end of Hoikamundo, like I've, I've not got time for this. And then just jumped ahead until the part where i hadn't seen yet which turned out was right after um right after full right yeah that's my confession so <laughs> i have read this but uh yeah i tried <laughs> i tried to read all you, you of it did. I, and i love you both for trying is there anything else anyone wants to say about soul society art then because <laughs> two plus hours in we're finally at the end of the first the first third i mean i imagine wake mundo is going to be quite short if we're honest I mean, it's 28 volumes, Phil. It is. Yeah, but it's it exactly is. the fucking same. But yeah, so anything else anyone wants to say on Soul Society? Uh, if I remember, uh, I'll come back to it. No, you know what? Eisen does his thing, runs away. Cool moment, cool visual. They I, I say he runs away, doesn't, doesn't really run away. He's like, oh no, I'm working with the Hollows. They've 
want to take me away to Hueco Mondo. As they literally ascend to the heavens. As yeah, they, they, they steam him up, Scotty. Yeah. And yeah, then life goes on. They go back home. Rookie is still alive. Happy end? I, oh, not really my. happy end, but... I mean, everyone is alive. That and, brings well. Soul Society arc to an end. Yeah, that then transitions us into the arc we've already talked about half of, but all we go, Hugo Mondo, volumes 21 to 48, which starts us off smash bang with meeting the Visereds. But you yeah. can't convince me it's not just Soul Society again. Yeah, like... I mean, it is Soul Society again, I completely agree. It's not just Soul Society. Tai Kubo has one plot, and he wrote yeah. it three times. You faff around a bit, and then you go to a place and split up and do fights. It's it's more specifically, insert female character has been kidnapped. Let's there go rescue that too, her. Every arc has a Princess Peach, yes. It's Rukia for Soul Society, it's Orihime for Hukamundo, and it's Uryu for Thousand Years War. <laughs> Uryu uh, is the I would, Princess Peach. Okay, I would say at the very least, it's different in Thousand Years War. There's nuance to it in Thousand Years War, but it like is he, he hasn't been, the same result. He hasn't been Princess Peached, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Ah, dear. But, but yeah. back in the real world. Back in the real world. Taikubo's not made enough characters recently, so <laughs> yeah. here come the Visareds slash Vizards, depending on which version you're reading. I so introduce us to Ichigo's new power-up, turning half hollow. In fairness, this has been seeded. Yeah, <laughs> hollow Ichigo has. has appeared a whole bunch throughout this whole thing. Actually, really not. He's not literally the much. key reason to fight is fighting Baikuya. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's he's got yes. like some that, sort of hollow juju going on. Yeah. So, and we meet him like way back when he's training with Urahara. The thing is, in these early days, yeah. it, before this point, it is implied that the reason why he's got some hollow juju going on is because Urahara did that to him when he yeah, was because he did basically turn into So yeah. yeah, when he's training to regain his soul reaper powers, he does basically turn into a hollow because we did say, oh, he's got to turn into a Soul Reaper, or he's going to turn into a Hollow and get killed. They do wait until, like, literally the last second. Oh, of course. I mean, that. like, in every scenario bar one, it's always an, oh, shit, you got to do this, and they leave it to the last second. Like, oh, okay. to the extent that when he jumps out of the pit they had him in for doing this, he's he's got the Hollow mask on. It's like, yeah. oh. like, oh, no, he failed, and then... And then it's like, no, he's fine, he's just got to smash this mask face and the mask appears a couple of times not on yes. his face very specifically like just a couple of times people are like oh man you'd be dead because this thing like his sword went like right into his torso but fortunately you had this mask right where the sword went through and it's like and oh. when we say a mask it's like made of bone i guess and it looks like a skull yeah well, that that's the the essentially how all the yeah, the Visereds, anyone who's been any human who's been holified or um any hollow who's been humanified essentially Gets very bone aesthetic. Yes. Yeah. Dead equal bone. Yeah. And then, yeah, sort of as he's undergoing that training to regain his Soul Reaper powers, you sort of. They never call him Hollow Ichigo, but you see White Ichigo. Yeah. They, they, like, they call him like 20 different names throughout the yeah. whole thing. Like, he never has an official name. It's like color inverted Ichigo. Yeah. I much. think Ichigo upside down is. Like is the, the the last one they settle on, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you, you have him in Ichigo's Soul World, where he's where you've also got Zangetsu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
which is a metaphor, right? Like that's a yeah. metaphorical area. Yeah. Like this isn't yeah. like a place where he actually goes. That's his. Right? That's inside his soul. Like, like it's it's his his hidden internal world. I guess the way. For- yeah, that's how I always envision that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like it, it is not a literal place he is transported to in some way. Which is a sideways world. Then they're standing on. It, it, yeah, it's like skyscrapers. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's full of water. Sometimes oh, it's not. It, it's all. The point is, it reflects his soul at that point. Kubo wants it. you to think he's deeper than he is. <laughs> I mean, that's fairly standard like, tropes of like yeah, how you do exactly. like someone's it's, turbulent. They're water. There's water. They're flooding in there, etc. Right, I'm sorry, but you want abstandard, abnormal, abstandard. That's a word. Abnormal like depictions, so no one gets it. That's what you want. You want it to be artsy and unreadable. Got it. I want it to be original. I mean, are you saying this isn't? So so the only time you actually get hollow Ichigo, I suppose, is that fight with Byakuya where after Ichigo gets his ass kicked a bit, suddenly hollow Ichigo's here to start a party. Yeah, it's kind of like a a Jekyll and Hyde-esque personality. Yeah, but then... um, you know, Ichigo fights off. He's like, no, for you. No one has control of my body except me. And then, yes. End of Soul Society. But uh, as we learn from the Vizareds, you can take control of that power as we meet yeah. a whole bunch of Soul Reapers who used to be various captains and vice captains, but all got exercised because. Exercised? Not the right Exiled. Word. Exiled. Exiled. That's the word I'm after. That's because the one. they had uh, hollow powers. Because- which because we also learn Eisen. later on. Turn back the pendulum arc, oh boy. Because Eisen. Because <laughs> Eisen. Without having read it, so I would defer to one of you two if you had read this bit. I think it's because he's testing yes. what the a prototype Kyoraku could do, and that causes Kyo- these lot to go. Kyo- yeah. Kyo- the the, the yeah. cute, the, the, the little the, sphere, the, the thing that was McGuffin. not Rookie's butt. The, the thing that was not Rookie's butt. Hence why but, these people all become the Vizareds as they would become to be known. Yeah, he, he had something similar, I think is the point. He he discovered Urahara's research, research. Yeah. And was trying to replicate it and he'd been testing it on some Soul Reapers, like just random moot. Yeah. Obviously that was raising suspicion, so then obviously some higher ranking people went and looked and Oh, gasp, suddenly we've got captains and vice-captains turning into hollows. <gasps> but, ah, they managed to fend it off and stay themselves and became exiled as a result because... I was going to say, Eisen manipulates the council because I don't know if at that point they're all dead or not or if he's just magically well, hypnotised them. But... Uh, no, at that... Mm. I, I don't think we ever really establish when he murders them. Yeah, it's not he clear. Does. He's in control at this point, and that's all yes. you really need to know. He, he's preparing things at the very yeah. least. And this is also early on where you learn that, oh my god, Ishin Kurosaki, he's a soul reaper! What? Is, More specifically, is, uh, he's a, cap- cap- a, a former captain, you're right, sorry. Uh, because he's yeah, he... wearing the white captain cloak mantle yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, it probably has a proper name. I don't remember. Which which leads to the thing that drives me most at the wall in Hukamondo. 
I may have said this earlier episode. I can't remember. It's been hours. <laughs> where at the end, like the end of every other, every couple of volumes, you'd have like a chapter that would end with Urahara and Yorichi and Ishin wandering around the background, being like bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. We're gonna, we'll save the day. That goes nowhere, really. Mm-hmm. Well, nowhere. because I think he this... fights Eisen at the end and loses, but no. So basically, what happens is while Ichigo goes Dumb. off talking to one of the visor probably shinji because it's usually shinji yeah, usually shinji he's, he's talking to one of them con's running around in his body and gets attacked by the Arancar version of grand fisher, fisher who is mm, back who's back and is our introduction to the Arancars, which are the hollow versions of the visards like they're hollow yeah. again soul reaper powers and oh conveniently this talisman that Ishin Ichigo's dad gave Ichigo before he left is on Ichigo's body, obviously, which Con is in, and like reacts and saves Con and then Ishin appears and kills Grand Fisher. And Con's like, Oh my god, you're a soul reaper. And Ishin's like, Oh, what's up, Con? And you get the reveal of like he's known all along it's not actually Ichigo in Ichigo's body when it's Con. Can't wait for that to go somewhere. It goes absolutely nowhere. It goes nowhere. It's the most frustrating it's, it's part. Like, yeah, like, they keep referencing it throughout the entirety of Yukamondo, like, this is going to be a thing. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, like, Ish- Ishin turns up, it's like, yeah, what's up? I'm a former captain. See you at the end of the arc. Like, all it really does, why Ichigo had his own Soul Weeper powers. Kind of, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's the son of a Soul Weeper, so it makes sense. And he's only the son of a soul reaper. Oh, only, only, only the... the son of a soul reaper. For no reason, uh, at this point, it is revealed that there's actually two Quincy's as well around this uh, time. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure right. dad showed up beforehand. The, the dad has shown up before, but the dad's basically just been like, stop being a Quincy, it's point. Yeah, so, so there like, is... Quite literally, I think his words are, there's no money to be made in it. <laughs> Also, there's Disagree. like there's a rivalry <laughs> between like the Quincy dad and Ichigo's dad because they were back in school. They were oh no, we don't find mom. that one out until fucking thousand year war. Is that thousand year? Okay, well, I it, I mean, yeah. I think you find that they were both had ties to his mom before you learn what his mom is. Like they don't explain why. Just uh, maybe, but yes, the whole the whole point is because of the mom. Yeah. The point is, I, I don't know even why I'm mentioning this, but there's only two Quincy. Just right. Only, only two ever been Quincy's two. Asterisk. There's, there's only ever been two. There's only ever been two. O- o- yeah. Only two Quincy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was another one, but it died. So. Yeah. Right. Right. It, right. It. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some real. Uh, <laughs> oh, Foxy called. Uh, there, there are multiple uh, transgender cap- characters in this. No, Wait, I was going to say the. That's the, not what the I was um, referring to. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say the twelfth uh, captain, Suchi. Suchi. Oh, was the, in the science. The, the science, science cap- boy. Yeah, who who nice actually guy. refers to people as it. Oh, he does that. Yeah, because he's like, no, no. He he's like, you are my my test subjects, my experiments. No, there's definitely a part later on with one of the. I mean, unless you're talking the, about uh, Quincy's, where they refer to themselves as female, is like, but you're a guy. That's not okay, Grizzly. Like, uh, twenty thirteen or fourteen, whenever that came out, like, no, no, they can, they if they say they're a girl, that's that's their choice. Yeah, yes, 
that there is that. I get that you're a creepy science dude who probably doesn't see things that way, but you know. To be fair, if you're talking about how it refers to Nemu, that's that's a whole different. Not Nemu. That's uh, it's one of the Quincy's. I'm just saying that's that's a whole different. Thing. Oh yeah, Nemu is a thing. Yeah, it's his. Um, technically, it's his second in command. Technically, his daughter. Technically, also his daughter. Which I feel is not the right descriptor here, but sure, let's go with that. What they say. His creation, for sure. <laughs> his yep. creation based on his DNA, which Who... is kind of like a clone, I guess. But... It's like, it, it's, it's kind of abusive, yeah. but it's not. No, it is hella abusive. If, if Momo didn't exist, I would say Nemu is probably the most unfortunate character in this universe. But Nemu's kind of cool with it. Nemo has no problem with it, probably because she's never been given the emotional capacity to not be cool with it. Probably because he, gets he didn't give her that emotional capacity. Yeah, it, she, he he's just... made to her. To be fair, this is where you start to really learn that Kurosuchi is very much... You think Aizen is all according to Keikaku. No, no, no. <laughs> Kurosuchi live, lives on a plane that none of us will get to. Yeah, he's got Batman levels of preparation. <laughs> that, no, Batman wishes... Batman wishes. <laughs> Batman doesn't for all time, essentially. Batman is ready in the moment. He doesn't prepare things years well, in advance by injecting everyone is... with science studio. Batman is limited by his human lifespan. I yeah, feel like exactly. if Batman had lived as long, <laughs> they if would Batman have Batman was same. a soul reaper, maybe, but, you know. So there's two Quincy's Astrid. Yeah. yeah the only, only two, though. There's only, only two Only left. two. Only two. Oh, uh, no, 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 sorry, there's only one, because uh, Uryu's lost his Quincy powers. Oh, right, so yeah, yeah, only, yeah, you're right. So yeah. there's only one Quincy, Astrid. But it's it's fine, Quincy's are, mo- as far as I recall, mostly irrelevant. Yeah, that, not relevant stop. at all. <laughs> Never be relevant. I, yeah. think he fi- I think he fights a few Arankar mooks, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like they, um, yeah, they all got killed off, like, 200 years ago or whatever. So. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think we actually mentioned that, because... Largely, but the whole reason why there's only two Quincy's asterisks is because there was a big war between the Quincy and the Soul Reapers. Because the Quincy was like, You guys are shit at your job, we just want to go killing a whole bunch of hollows. Oh, yeah, we, as, if, as if we didn't need any more allusions to a certain event in world history. Yeah, sure. the Soul uh, Society just decided to genocide the Quincy's at well, one point. The reasoning was because. And I'm not saying it's a good reason, to be clear. Quincy were like, we just want to kill all these hollow. And as we said earlier, Quincy's killing a hollow obliterates the soul, which disrupts the balance. So if they just went on and did their plan, they would majorly upset the balance. And we're led to believe that the soul reapers were like, no, guys, seriously, you can't do that. Stop. But they were just, the, the Quincy wouldn't have it. So it was just like, all right, we've got to oh. kill you then. So luckily they killed them all. So they killed them and all. they made except... sure that yeah. there's no way they could come back. No. So anyway, there's not. one Quincy asterisk. Anyway, one Quincy, but I don't know what we're talking about, because it's not relevant to you, Commando. So, you know. But, you, you know, Uriah's dad's like, hey, you lost your Quincy powers like a dumbass. Let's go train. Yeah. So there's two Quincy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, you've hammered this point into the fucking round enough. Right. Yes. There is oh, one just, slash just two Quincy. We'll put war. a pin in that conversation and come back to it in an hour. Right. <laughs> Fuck me. So the Espada show up in Kamakura town. So the first Espada we meet uh, outside of Grand Fisher are uh, the first. Sorry. 
yeah, no, my bad. All right. So just to clarify this, Arankai is the general term for any Hollow X Soul Reaper who was actually Hollow to begin with. Espada are the strongest ones. Espadas are like the equivalent of the captains. Generally, the top ten. Yeah, effectively, it is, it is the top ten and only the top ten asterisks. Effectively, they've got the the Soul Society structure, but over there. Yes, they have exactly. the ghost version, I guess. Look, look, all right. I mean, he 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 drew he drew the Visorades, and he was like, "I've got a taste for this now." Mm. So then he started drawing <laughs> the Espadas. <laughs> yep. Oh dear. Oh. I, I, to be fair, again, I know I praise Kaikuma's character designs because he's amazing, but all the Espadas look p dang cool. Bar the one I forgot. All of them look pretty dang cool. Ulkiora is a look, considering he's essentially, if you tried to describe him, you just go mopey emo boy. Ulkiora is a whole ass mood. Ulkiora is the, the most emo. Ulkiora is great because he was definitely a fan favorite. And yes. uh, not to give the game away too much, but you also find out that they get to release their powers in much the same way Reapers do. They, yeah, so. they have an equivalent of like Shikai slash Bankai. Yep. Well, they have an equivalent of Shikai, when, where they get to like go into their true form. Yeah, they, and... they like kind of turn more towards their original hollow form. Yeah. But also, that's a one-time deal. There's no going back, except there is. Except but, there is. But, but, the, yeah. but the thing is, <laughs> Ukiora was very much a fan favorite at the time. So everyone was like, oh man, what's his like released form going to look I was going to say, like? he is, he's the second most popular uh, Sparda. Uh, you can probably guess who number one is. And like everyone's like, oh, what's his form going to look like? And then when he finally does, it looks kind of shitty. It, <laughs> and it's uh, kind of was... the same, but he's like longer. Yeah, and like just a few extra features, but like mostly an, an extra the same. Horn or something. Yep, and the fan base weren't crazy about that, <laughs> which you can tell because he's the only character, the only uh, Aaron Carr, as far as I know, that gets two levels of release. That yeah. Yes, but there's an asterisk there. <laughs> like with <laughs> everything, the asterisk. The asterisk is much like, say, with the Digimon video games. In I think Bleach Brave Souls, they were like, "Well, we need more units to feed the Gacha, so why don't you just design us what the second forms of all of them would have been, <laughs> so you can summon the f the second forms of all of them in Brave Souls?" So, okay. to be fair, I don't think Orkiora's design is much of an issue because. The, there is a, another character design in that fight, which I think more than makes up for it. Oh, you mean the... Um, I, I mean the thing form. which we'll put a pin on. Hmm. Okay. Okay, I can't be a boy on about, but uh, well, who, to be fair, this is the part in the notes on. where I'm going like, oh man, I mean Ichigo or Grimjow, depending on the scene. But okay. either way, there's there's a lot... This is the part where like character overload really starts to kick in a lot when you're trying to just read descriptions of the volumes. Oh yeah, because... You you have all the characters that have already been introduced, and then you get like ten Vizards, about twenty Arankars. At Here's least. the thing I would say: when you're reading them, when I'm reading the manga, it's fine because again, he's very good at keeping everyone distinct visually and everything. So when you're reading the manga, you just go, even if you don't necessarily remember all the names, you go, "Oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that one. Oh, it's that lady, etc." When you're just mm -hmm. reading names on a Wikipedia page. Yes. The Scepter Espada, this guy does this, and then the Sexta Espada, and then there's Blas Britta A, C, F, and G, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, oh yeah, the, way the, the Espada are Spanish. 
The Espada yeah, Espada. I mean, I've got no problem with that. Like, yeah, sure. each world well, is like inspired by a different culture. So, like, Hollows of Spanish, Hollows of Spanish, Quincy, uh, yeah, Shinigami, Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like the all of the Aaron Car thing is kind of like you've got a box of chocolates, right? And you think, okay, oh, I'll just, I'll just have, I'll just have one, and like, oh, okay, this is nice. I'll have another one. I'll have another one. And then it's like. <laughs> You look back at the now empty box of chocolates and you think, oh, fuck, did I eat the whole thing? <laughs> that was a lot of chocolates. <laughs> you, you've lost me with this metaphor here, like, Mike. You have one at a time and it seems but fine. They start showing, I think the point is, they start showing up a couple of times and then much like with Soul Society, you then cut to oh, a no, scene where just, they're all fucking about there. 20 of, yes, yeah. yeah, it's like, there's one at a time and it's kind of okay, but then you look back and you go, Fucking hell, that was a lot of Aaron Carter. The, the one that gets me, and it's it's skipping ahead a little bit, but the, to be fair, a lot of it is just it, they train and then they go to Hukamundo. But uh, then at the start of Hukamundo, they're like, and now we're going to introduce the triple digit Espada. And this was the point where Sean had pretty much caught up with the volume releases as they were coming out. So was reading one volume every three months. <laughs> so 10 chapters every three months. And the news that I was going to have to sit through fights with Espada 101, Espada 103, and Espada 105 <laughs> did not sit well with a younger Sean. <laughs> oh, <especially laughs> Fucking those. get on with it was the phrase that came to my mind. Those fights. Like, and it is, there's a lot of just random this fights. Is, I think when you get to the, first, the 30s is when this, this is the longest arc at 28 volumes. And when you hit the 30s, this is where it starts fucking showing. It's and just Especially in one fight, which I'll get to in a minute. So many of these fights, they're fun to read. Like, they look good. Yeah. They're good-looking fights. But they're all the same in the sense of, like, structure. It's like, I'm powerful. No, I'm more powerful. Ha ha ha, you can't beat me. Ha ha ha. Oh, I know, I lose. It's going to say, about halfway through this, you start to realise, I've read all this before in the Soul Society arc. Yeah. But uh, this, is the, this is the end. We're building up to the fight against Aizen, so we'll get there. And then it's... you keep saying that for years. We'll get there. <laughs> It takes so long to get through the Hoikamondo stuff. I figured out the worst the worst defender to me, and I don't know if you two will agree, is bloody Saziel Apollo. Which who, one's that? Uh, he's the science equivalent of the Espada. So oh, pink oh no, like, totally, I agree with you. One hundred percent. I was gonna that make fight, that point. I think in the context of real time, like if you're reading this as it came out in Showing Jump, I think that fight lasts a year. It's on and a off, going to other bits and pieces. Long fucking fight. Like I was gonna make this exact he same. He doesn't point. die. He just keeps going. You go. We beat him, but then he's like, "Nah, I've got regenerative powers." We beat him. Nah, I do this. We beat him. Now, and because they all split up at first, so there's like five. The five of them who go there split up. But by the end, pretty much all of them, bar Ichigo, have been swallowed up by this one fucking fight that just never ends. Yes, it just keeps going. And that's including extra characters, which we've added along the way on the protagonist yeah. side as well. Nell and her band of... Nell and her entourage. Band of merry fuckwads. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... An another female character who gets shafted by the series, but I'll get to her in a minute. But oh, that, God. That, that, I, there well, is let's get back to the so first much. female getting shafted by the series at this point in time. What, oh, Rukia? you hear me? Okay. No, Rukia. <laughs> I thought you meant Rukia. No, this, of this arc. Oh, Ruki gets shafted pretty hard in that fight, in fact. Oh, man, well, I mean, let's, let's go through it then. Okay, yeah, uh, so I, I've already expressed my distaste for the Seattle Apollo fight. It goes on forever, sure. and then fucking science boy from Soul Society shows up and goes, I stab you with the Sword of Infinity, because Nemu is also drugged with the drug of infinity. This, this leads back into the whole, like, <laughs> preparation so of Batman. doing this? 
This is well, Nemo's life. Jesus Christ. Which is actually kind of amazing. Horrific. <laughs> Horrific, yes, sure. but very on brand. Because <laughs> the idea is, like, Nemo is filled with this poison, which makes I mean, her... Fair. Probably not one poison. Oh, no, she's filled with multiple poisons, but like the flavor of the week this time for Nemo yeah. is a poison which speeds. It's called the superhuman poison because yeah. it speeds up your perception of everything massively. So one second equals a hundred years. <laughs> and so when. So at the end, the fight ends because mumbo jumbo, whatever, the. Science Oh, fuck, he has the voodoo powers as well. I forgot he, he does, does that yeah. stick as well. Ah! I hate that fight! <laughs> Worst he fight in the series. Somehow injects himself into Nemu, uses her as an egg incubator, no, he and eats hatches Nemu. out of her. That's what happens. He eats Nemu. Oh, no, yeah, sorry, no. You're right. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Eating people is a different part of the fight. Uh, Actually, yeah. it was... Um, <laughs> Karachi's Bankai ate him... Ate the other guy and it didn't. He got better. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, out of her, and as part of like eating and incubating inside Nemu, gets infected with this poison, the superhero, the superhuman poison, whatever. And so it's actually kind of like that. That's a very on-brand crossy thing to do. Like just in case she ever betrayed me or anyone ever betrayed her, they'd get infected with this poison. So then he's seeing one second every. He's having a hundred years, taking him a hundred years to yeah. experience a second, and then he stabs him. Slowly. <laughs> Very slowly. So it's like, how many hundred years is it going to take? I was going to say, I've started experiencing this heart. for the next millennia. Like, Jesus yeah, like Christ. Minimal, yes. Oh my god. And, so, and, and I will say, as an aside, imagine, Mike, if you're playing the Breach Gacha game, Brave Souls, and you're like, <laughs> I like most of the uh, uh, Arankar, but not him, and he's the only one you ever summon. <laughs> fucking livid uh, there's so uh, much and that's another thing wrong with the Arankar, uh, the Hoikamundo arc they they pull out so many ass pulls and I know you say there's a lot but there's so many ass pulls there's, like, there's a whole section of it where no we can't fight in here we can't use our powers in this room what? you're made of spirit energy why can you I, yeah I don't recall half of these but I, no, I, I do recall that there's a lot of like the, the one of the biggest possible is obviously this point is then the upgrade to Orihime's powers, which we then Aizen then elaborates to us that no 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 they were not they're not just weak ass fairies that any mook can just shoot down <laughs> no no she can reject reality which essentially for the purposes of this arc means she heals people and that's yes. all she does. I have no problem with the concept of her rejecting reality. I've got no problem with her rejecting reality, and I've got no problem with her being a healer. It's just that there, there's more you could do. You yeah. could save the world. I mean, the whole reason for her being Princess Peached is yeah. because Ukiura discovers that she's got this ridiculous power, and she thinks, and he thinks, oh, that might be useful to Aizen, so kidnaps her. Well, I'm pretty sure, Aizen... I, I can't remember what Aizen's logic is, but Aizen is definitely like, yeah, we need her... Like, I can use that yes, somehow. That's an action. Like, compared to everyone else who has bog standard powers, he's like, no, that's actually kind of useful. Yeah. And uh, just foreshadowing of how over fucking powered Fullbring people can be. Yes. But yeah, like, so, and that's fine as like a. The fact that he never uses it is not fine. But, and he has every opportunity to, is not fine. But yeah. uh, besides that, that's, that's the impetus 
of the arc is fine. It's just the way they go about doing it is so meandering and long. In fact, I have no proof to back this up, but I would not be surprised if Kubo literally didn't know what he was going to do after Hoikamundo, so he just kept making fights happen and kept extending fights. I don't think he don't know if he planned to there to be an after. I get the sense because this was back in the days where it's changed since there, but this was back in the days where Shonen Jump management's idea was we've got a successful series, so you keep going. You yeah. keep going. We, no, we're not allowing you to stop. You keep going. This was before say, like, the likes of Demon Slayer or Chainsaw Man and all that got to end on their own terms. This was in the era of, no, you keep writing until... This was in the era of One Piece and Naruto, which were still ongoing. The big three, yeah, were dominating. Yeah, like, it just, it's so very drawn out and like you can't help but think if you think of the as we are doing think of the the entirety of the plot of bleach it's like so much of what happens in that arc is completely irrelevant completely to the overall plot some characters get into some fights that's it it's all it's it's all a very slow big build up to ichigo versus aizen which you always know it's going towards and it's just all the pieces are in play and they've got like a chess game you've got a have all the pieces engage and interact, but ultimately, you know it's going to be king versus king at the end, and everything else is just set that's dressing. A, that, that's a stalemate. King versus king is a stalemate. While, while I kind of agree with what you're saying, Mike, I think part of the problem is if you say, oh yes, the fights are irrelevant, then you just cut out like 90% of the It's, it's a show in manga. It oh, is no, the fight no, I, fights. fights. I, I get that. The fights, like in all of the arts, the fights are great in the moment. It's just no, when you reflect yeah. back on it. I totally understand what you're saying. Like, they're not important. A shonen needs fights. No, but the thing is, even in shonen, you get narratively important yes, fights. Some are narratively important. Like Ichigo versus Saizen, obviously, because so, you know, he's the big bad. And but, you can even argue that a lot of the fights on the way to that point can also uh, be narratively nah. important. To a lesser extent, but they like build on a narrative. It's just I, that so many nah. of these fights you could wholesale lift out and zero would change. Just absolutely zero. It also it probably also doesn't help that he fights the same people multiple times. Like he fights Grimjar and Okuyora, I think, three times each throughout this. See, those ones I don't mind so much. Because I, they, I they know, are narrative building. But you you get to a point where it's like I mean, literally there's a point at that point where they're just uh, almost queuing up to fight him, like Okuyo's like, I'm going to fight Ichigo, and Grimjow's like, nope, and throws a Pokeball at him and locks him in the Dimensional Cube for 12 hours, and like, no, <laughs> I'm fighting him. And then after he beats Grimjow, fucking Noitora, I can't pronounce it because it's a double N at the start, Noitora shows up and is like, no, I'm fighting him, and Ichigo's like, no, I'm fighting Grimjow, go away. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. They're literally queuing up to fight him. As part of this arc, a bunch of the captains have come into Hoikamundo. To help later out. on yeah at first yeah, the, the society is like no 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 we're not you have fun on your own kids and then later on they're like maybe we should we you know. changed well, our this mind is, this is also after they've sent a bunch of captains and vice captains to the real world to keep an eye on things to head eisen off yeah. the pass yes yes because yeah. we find out that eisen's real motivation was to full metal alchemist style sacrifice an entire town's worth of spiritual energy to create a key to go to the soul king's dimension and overthrow him and become the ruler of presumably the universe become I, I know that's what at the time people assumed that was going to be the final fight of the series ichigo versus soul king that, yeah. that's what it was all going to lead up to yeah which, which it doesn't in fairness no. because 
I mean, it's Soul King's another difficult. thing, which we'll get down. Down, we'll get to Soul King. We'll get to Soul King. Uh, yeah, we'll as... get to Thousand Year War eventually. In, In a like thousand six years. hours, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say though that the some of these fights are some of my favorite in the series of like just visuals and stuff. Like uh, Noitra or Noitra or fucking however you say his name, the the praying mantis man. He his fight with Zaraki Kempachi is my probably my favorite in the whole now, thing. And now, and is it your favorite because it's a good fight, or is it your favorite because of the ending punchline? Mostly the ending punchline. Yeah, and it's also just thought. fun to see. Like Sir- this, this anime should have been about Soraki. Is all I'm saying. It's fun. No, it shouldn't. To- it would have been like I love Kempachi, <laughs> but he can't lead the series. It's just fun you're, dead, to- you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. I just enjoy people enjoying things. <laughs> he enjoys fighting so much, and oh, it's great. It's it's wholesome, is what it is. Wholesome. <laughs> not the word I would use. But... Look, I have no problem. Like I love Kampachi, and I love his fight against Noitora. It just on the one hand, yes, it's hilarious, but the fact that the ending punchline is undercuts the entire fight by him going like because he doesn't have a shikai or a bankai, so he's like, ah, yeah. oh, man. You, if you keep fighting like this, you're going to actually kill me. And he doesn't have his eye patch on this time, which eats his soul due to further weaken himself. But he's like, but you know what I learned one time? Or like how I can fight stronger? And the toy's like, no, what? It's crazy delusions of a dying man. Like, I can hold a sword with two hands. And he's like, like you fucking what? Kendo. Gerizai <laughs> taught him one lesson of Kendo because it made him do it to become a captain. Like, right, you got to learn Kendo. He's like, all right, I'll take a lesson of Kendo. And then he's like, (laughs) of course, the kendo stance, you hold the sword with two hands. And he says, do you understand how much more powerful a weapon is when you hold it with two hands? (laughs) And he goes like, yeah, obviously it's more powerful. Who wouldn't think that? Like, no, no, I don't think you understand. (laughs) So fucking dumb. And then he holds. I mean, it fits his character completely, but absolutely, it's it's a beautiful moment, and just cleaves him in half, just annihilates the guy immediately. Just... <laughs> it is my favorite moment of the entire series. Oh my god! To be fair, I know it's a lot of people, but it's... on the one hand, I do love it because it does fit the character and it makes complete sense. <laughs> on the other hand, it just completely undercuts so much. It's, it's just the it's the moment of no, no, no. I don't think you realise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the equivalent of Ron Swanson saying, I heard you say I wanted a lot of bacon. What I said was, give me all the bacon. <laughs> Same sort of energy. It's great. Oh dear. Uh, but on the opposite end, you have Rukia's fights in this arc, which aren't good. Rukia gets to win once, and it wasn't in that fight. Rukia gets a, what we're going to call, I call the Ferric victory, where she fights... I, I think it's Aranero is the one she fights, but these are the forgettable the spoilers. The one that pretends to be her brother, and then and they no, try to come up with her superior officer when she first joined. Yeah, yeah. Her, her first fling. Friend slash uh, boyfriend yeah. slash idol figure, yeah. It, um, it was her, her superior that died because it's the fucking stupid thing this series does on a couple of occasions, in my opinion. Where it's like, no, no, you can't interfere in this fight. This is a battle of pride. Let them die. Also, also is Ichigo, but with black hair. Uh, I don't know if that's ever yeah. it, explained. It, or... It's not explained, but it does 
come up once where they're like, oh, that's why you like Ichigo. Looks like him. Like, I get that. It's just, and then yeah, it's, never it's, explain just, who it's him Blackhead until, Ichigo. Like, yeah. But either way, like, Bubsy Doo, like, oh my god, it's you. And then, oh no, it's a ruse. And she gets sta- literally stabbed through the heart and killed. Cough. Uh, implied to have been killed. But then with her last gasp is like, no, no, no. Like, you're exactly... Does some mustering up courage slash you're exactly where I want you to be nonsense and stabs him in the head. Yes. And ending that fight. It's a Fyrick victory and that's it's how that ends. Than that because her sword has been cut in half, but ah, uh, no, because her power is like magic ice powers. She makes Which I'm fairly sword... sure she still hasn't used at this point. She has a bit, but I don't think she it has. really gets. Oh, she might have used it in the first meeting with Okuya and Yami. Yeah, yeah, but um, like she's she's been stabbed. This Aranka, who looks like Kyan's leaning over, like ha ha ha, we win. And so her sword's been cut in half. She's impaled, and she's like, ah, no, because I activate the second form of my Shikai. She's got like a bajillion forms of it. Three, I think, but yeah. yeah. Yes. Point is more than one. More than one, yes. And her sword starts to reform where it's broken as an ice sword and conveniently pierces the guy rather than not how that Freezing him. Either way, it's a fairy yes. victory because the implication is that they both die killing each other. Yes. And it's like, whoa. Holy shit, Rukia sacrificed herself. Also, again, sucks to be a female character in this universe. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that that just drives me mad. Like, everyone else gets to beat an Rankar, and Rukia is like, nah, you, you win on a technicality. Like, mm-hmm. uh, come on, Ty. Just, she was the main heroine of the series. Let her have something. It's one of those, um, <sighs> yeah. they, they keep saying that she's, like, super powerful, but you never really get to see it because of stuff like that. Gets one fight in Thousand Year War where she almost gets the flexor stuff, but even then, I think Baiku has to bail her out at the end. Yeah, kind of like, okay, this is great and all, but because you've literally only just learnt this power, you're going to die if you're not careful. You've literally learnt this power that involves you going to absolute zero. Um, (laughs) Like, yeah. Let's uh, let's slow, slow, steady on there. Like, warm yourself up a bit. Steady on, or you will quite literally just shatter. Yeah. And it's like, know. yeah, good job you killed your enemy, because otherwise, you know, another enemy comes along while you're deactivating this power, you're just fought. Yeah, and then another enemy comes along while she's there, and is like, better kill that one, and then Baikuya kills off Eyes McGee, who, yeah. in a, an example of the perfect opponent for the perfect guy, is like, aha, I've got a million eyes that make you do what I say, and Baikuya's like, that's convenient, I've got a million blades, stabby stab, I win. Yeah, that's yep. the, the end. That's, a weird one. <laughs> that's again. Those are a couple of the forgettable around cards you just get. I wrote ten of them. Oops, better sweep some of these under the rug quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. Just Most a lot of, of extra fights fights. But speaking of around cards that get forgotten, fucking Nell. Hmm. Okay. Irrelevant. But she really shouldn't be. She shouldn't be, but she is. Given a lot of panel time for someone who is so irrelevant. Because it's a great twist. Like you, the first time you meet really her, she's a babu. Who's been playing with some other hollows? At first, they're like, "No, we'll save you," and they're like, "Oh, like, it's your friends." It's and some. Then... It looks like a like a child with. And I do mean like a toddler. Yeah. With yes. a like a cracked hollow mask. 
on her head. And she ends up forming attachment to Ichigo because he saves her or like gets helps them out, I guess. The the other the other Goombas also go off and get involved in some of the fights, but no one really cares about Pesh or whatever the other fucking other ones are called. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about them. I don't give a shit about them. They're they're comic relief. They're there sometimes. Good for them. I skipped ninety percent of their dialogue on my read through. <laughs> don't blame you. But yeah, uh, so Nell hangs along, and then at one point, there's the magical reveal of, I think it's Noitora, who was like, oh shit, that's the one that I brained and broke the mask of, so I could take their position, essentially, in the Espadas. Yeah, she was like the whatever number Espada. I think it's it's four. I think four is what they're meant to be. Yeah, she was three, but yes. I was going to say, was she? She was number three. Neutro is five. Okay, my bad then. Uh, I thought they replaced like for like. Like with Luppy, another Rankar who just gets shafted. But don't even need Which to talk about Luffy? her. Luppy is the one that takes over for Grim Jow and then Grim Jow just fucking murders. Oh yeah, that. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, for the, you know, three chapters that Grim Jow's in the doghouse for. But yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. at one point Nellyel has I think it's a, like emotional resonance at some point because either Ichigo's getting beaten up or she sees Noitora or something like that and transforms into her proper form, which in, is in like a fucking centaur style mm. thing, which is badass and awesome. And so a great if you're into reveal. big titty centaur ladies, then this <laughs> manga's got you covered. If you're into big tittied monster ladies, I think it's got you covered. I'm into cool female characters, and at that point, she goes from an annoying whiny baby into a cool female character, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's a cool reveal!" And she for that I, fight only for that fight only because I think she destroys Noitora or what's left of it because I can't remember the timeline of fights at this point. I've lost track of, but either way, the fights that fights someone saves the day, and then reverts into a fucking baby. Yes. And that's her done. And yeah, uh, the reveal for her being number three is, or was number three, is um, because they all have their numbers tattooed on them. That's actually yeah. a plot point later. And uh... <laughs> and uh, Noitora reveals that he's number five because Ukiura is number four, four, three. And so, like, he's like basically he's right up there. And the idea being, and this is again a plot point, the and the the idea the idea is that unlike the captains of the Goto 13 of the Shinigami. Oh, look at you using the correct terminology. I literally read this like a day ago. <laughs> <laughs> but like, unlike them, this is supposed to be like a... It's an actual suppose, rankings. Yeah, like it, it's supposed yeah. to be an absolute ranking. So one is the highest and ten is the weakest. So you met Yami earlier. Of the top ten, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. There are like a hundred and... X named Aspartas. Yeah, then it gets complicated because the three-digit Aspartas are a different ranking system, but... And then you get the zeroth Asparda. Oh, we haven't got to that yet. Wait for it. Save that torture. (laughs) (laughs) And and so the idea is that this is an absolute ranking system. So Noitra is number five, and so he's like, oh, look how powerful I am. And then Nell does a transformation. And then, like, she's wearing, like, her rags that she's wearing, covering up the illegal parts. And uh, some wind kicks up. It's not illegal she transforms. <laughs> not anymore. I mean, it is for a shonen jump. And then, some, then like, a breeze kicks up, because apparently there's wind in Hoikamundo. And it blows the back of her shirt up, and she's got, like, the number three tattooed on her lower back. And so that's like, oh my god, she's, like, two places higher than him. And then proceeds to, yeah. <laughs> Get completely uh, win, wins, wins the fight and then just yeah. wins the back. fight but like reverts back before she could actually kill him because 
I believe yeah. the Kimpachi fight happens after this. And yeah, it, and then that's it. That's the last. I think I uh, again. You guys have read um, Fazenia War. I don't think she comes back again. Really, outside of I, not in any meaningful the character way does. <laughs> the character does, but she doesn't get to do it. Oh anymore. no, she never transforms or anything. Which is fucking that? Why would you again? Again, Shaft's female characters. Why would you have such a cool character that just fucking throw them away? Because uh, they're not Ichigo. They're not Ichigo, but you know th- th- they're doesn't... less marketable to young boys. Uh, are they? Is a baby marketable, Mike? Are you are you going? Hey, kid, hey, young girls, buy yourself a baby now and like take care of her. And one day she'll grow up big and strong. <laughs> I thought you said buy yourself a baby now. Don't buy babies. <laughs> <laughs> that like, is illegal. That that that's illegal. Don't don't be doing that. Like if if this podcast stands for anything, I think we should stand for not purchasing babies. <laughs> Nah, do what you want, folks. Oh no! If you want, if you want to, I mean, what is adoption but purchasing a baby for free? I think I've run out of Arancast to complain about. Bar the one, <laughs> uh, no, you can never run out of Arancast to complain about. There's infinity of them. <laughs> no, no, I feel we've covered all of them, bar bar our favourite, <laughs> the biggest ass pull in all of Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> there is some we haven't talked about, but to be fair, the story doesn't really get to, to fair, explain we, we those really a little bit later. Go into that much detail. For all the Arancar, anyway. No, I mean there are a few like there's Stark and there's Barrigan and there's Talibel, but they're part of the I mean, next. Part you know, the, yeah, really. the fights with Grimjow and Okiara. We could go into them largely. He fights them. It's pretty cool, but I. I again... think the only thing to note is when he fights Okiara, he he Ichigo. This is dies yeah. again. He dies throughout the series. That's the whole point, Sean. <laughs> Every time his soul leaves his body, he dies. But he gets a hole blasted through his heart like a hollow does. Uh, yes. Well, yes, convenient, because he turns full-on hollow Dang in this you. fight. And you find That's out that, ah, oh, well, you see, the hollows have ranks. And Ichigo, if he turned into a hollow, oh, he would be the biggest, baddest rank. He'd be a Vasta Lorde or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, or whatever the fuck they call him. I'm amazed you can remember that, Mike. It's a stupid um, name. It's just a pretty badass character design, and it's just like... It is pretty cool, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, here is Hollow Ichigo, who has exactly zero sanity. Like, just full-on animal instinct, just obliterating everything. Screaming, spewing spiritual power in every which direction. Blasting sarrows every which way, which is the... Energy laser beams. Beams, that laser beams, yes. Yes, oh, your Dragon Ball Z style energy beams. Yorihime is so strong. She's been suckling on Ichigo's <laughs> energy, spiritual juju tit for so That's long. Oh my. Oh yeah, I thought that was going a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it isn't the whole way he gets turned back to normal Arahim is like, oh no, Ichigo, stop. Oh. I mean, she can reverse reality. I'm pretty sure she can. She, can, she can, but she doesn't do that. She 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 just goes, Ichigo, no, and he's like, oh shit, I'm human again. I the, is at the end of this fight, Okuyora going, do you hate me or Ihime? She's like, no, and like, ah, I am human oh, after oh, all. Oh yeah, because that's fucking weird relationship. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It, that is a weird relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all Stockholmy in various ways. <laughs> Very power oh, relationship, yes. Kidnap, kind of, Orihime. In the sense that he yeah. basically turned up and was like, Sup, you're coming with me. If you don't, I'm murdering all your friends. But also, you can't tell them anything. So you just 
get a day to say goodbye, but you can't actually say goodbye because that's telling. You. And then we're leaving, and then you're going to be. He's nice? Now. Question mark. Like he's he's considerate. He has he, a conscience, I guess. He's he's, he's considerate, no but also he's just, you know, like nah, we're, we're doing what I say, and that's that. He's soft, abusive. <laughs> he's he's nuanced, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sure. <laughs> I, well, yes, they actually because... go through a lot of effort to try and make Grimjow. I mean, yeah, but that's because Grimjow and Okriora are the main two interacting with Ichigo. They actually get backstory. Okriora yeah. is probably the most nuanced of all of them in that he gets the most time to actually showcase a personality that isn't just win the war. It's also because I feel like Okriora kind of... It's implied he doesn't give that much of a crap about all this power struggle that's going on within the Espadas. Yeah. Like everyone else is like, no, I want to be the top dog. And he's just like, nah, whatever. Eisen wants this doing? Yeah, sure. Cool. I'm on it. Yeah. The stuff they give Grimjo for his backstory is actually pretty good because it does go into the It goes the into like details of hollow life, doesn't it? I yeah, can't like, remember it, but I'm going to guess it was it a dog-eat-dog style? Yeah. Something like that, okay. yeah. yeah. Like... See, he, he used to be a panther-esque hollow, didn't he, or something? Well, that's what he became. He was just like a regular ass hollow, because that's how it works. You're a hollow, you eat other hollows, you become a Minos Grande, you eat other Minos Grande, you just basically just eat everything until eventually your power becomes so much that you start to solidify into whatever form, and yeah, it just takes like bajillions of years to do it, though. Come a fat git, and then you get to be the Zero of Sparta. Pretty much. Okay, right. Fucking. Okay, here we right, go. Okay, so, okay, go on. Let's do it. Let's the, do it. The, f- the final one we've not really talked about outside the ones involved in the latter fights. Fucking Yami, who is. You first meet him very early on. He's one of the first you meet alongside Okriora. And essentially, he's introduced as Okriora's minion. He's a mere rank 10. He's the 10th most powerful Esparta. Bear that in mind. But then on the day that he shows up. That's the like without any kind of power creep or training montage, Ichigo can just beat him easily. Yeah, he easily. is the mook. He's shown to be like the the goomba that they stomp repeatedly throughout the series. I want to point out a logical inconsistency. Go <laughs> He's the tenth forward. most powerful Espada, but Ichigo can just beat him. That's fine. I'm totally fine with that. Then why does Ichigo have any trouble with anything he faces in Hoikamundo? Shut up. Because <laughs> he's, he's on amazing. their territory, and that yeah, negative because pro- probably him. they have to limit their powers when they're in the real world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they clearly don't give a shit about that. So that's no, not no, it. clearly, yeah. I, I, I only can think. I can't remember if it's a thing they mentioned. I think there's something in Hukamondo that counteracts his powers a bit, or like there's less Reshi or some other nonsense. Yeah, there's less spiritual. Juju. Something that doesn't help Soul Reapers in Hukamondo, because otherwise, why would they not all just go there and eradicate every hollow? I mean, they Balanced. do on occasion. They do have, like, I wouldn't call them raiding parties, but. You, you know what I mean, though. Like, why would you not just. Like, why bother going to the human realm? Why not just go to Hukamondo and take care of business in there? Yeah, I think they do sort of pay a little bit of lip service that way. It's like, yeah, we do occasionally send teams here, but, you know, there's just that many hollows and. You got all the Menos Grandes, and you know, they're tough. Only captains and big squads can deal with them, and there's like a bajillion of them here. And... <laughs> no. Either <laughs> way. Yeah. Either way. Anyway. But 
yeah, so you, the Yami appears throughout the story, mainly presented as old Kriora's minion, basically. Big oh, dumb Mr. guy. Big dumb guy, big dumb fists. Hit people hard. He Hulk or a smash, except he gets smashed. Oh. And that's pretty much his arc throughout every appearance you see him until his last appearance, where he gets very annoyed that he Tight Kubo is just treating him as this weak, worthless piece of trash, and very annoyed that these two captains have no real interest in him whatsoever. And he's and we learn that he gets more powerful through rage because he's the Hulk. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. No, no, I'm not the Ted for Sparta as the one fades away. I'm the zero for Sparta. He's like, he's 10 when he's in his sealed form, but in his release form, he's the most powerful as Sparta. He gets beaten immediately off panel. I mean, he get, yeah, he gets destroyed off panel by the two strongest captains. I, no yeah. shit, I'm glad he did. I wouldn't. When they were like, for a brief moment, hinting at the idea that it was going to be a yammy fight, I was like, no, I'm good. And Tycho was like, yeah, I'm good too. No, no, way ahead of you, bud. Way ahead. <laughs> it's just that, that of all things in me is the biggest. Like, I'm imagining he sat there going, I, he's like writing his way through and he's like, got, right, well, these three are going to go off over there in the invading force with Aizen and all of that. And it's all done. And then the other is like, what about yammy? Like, what? You know, yammy, the 10th one. And he's like, oh. Yeah, I need to get rid of him somehow. Um, um, uh, what if we raise the one? <laughs> and he's the zero. I've solved it. And then he just dies because I don't have time to write this fight. <laughs> I like the idea of that. He's like looking down his notes of stuff he's got to draw. And he's like, all right, yeah, doing that fight, doing that fight. Yummy fight. Piece, don't piece want of paper to. just Next. falls and covers the one on the ten. Like, <laughs> My God, it's genius! <laughs> it was in, it's in front of us all along. <laughs> yeah, it's very silly. Oh. It's very silly, but I'm super glad that they don't do the fight. <laughs> yeah, it, it's also the scene I I point out earlier, which is uh, in the earlier in the episode where it's like the Kimpachi and Byakuya just sort of having a tiff while fighting this guy because supposedly he's the most powerful one, but they're just like, no, we're our thing is more important. I am fairly sure we've referenced that before in this podcast as well. Yeah, like, not this episode, but in, like, the history of this podcast. We've oh, made probably, jokes yeah. Because that is, of all the punchlines in this series, of all the stupid, idiot, stupid decisions... That, Ooh. That, Ooh, that's a, that's a bold claim right there. No, I stand by that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, that, that was... Even me, even younger me reading this at the time was like, no, no. It's a little silly. No. In a, in a manga full of silly things, that one is definitely one of the silliest. Yes. And clearly they knew it because yeah. he dies off panel real quick. Yep. As we transition over to Karakura Town, fake Karakura Town. Ah, see, Soul Society aren't all stupid. They did, they could come up with some plans that actually fooled Aizen. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't Soul Society, it was Urahara. I, I think it was a combination of Urahara, but either, they, they came up with their own scheme, which was we'll make a fake town that Aizen will go to with his Arankar minions. And... Like when, when they cross over into the real world, actually they're going to cross over into Soul Society, where they've made a replica of Karakura Town instead. Yeah. But only in that limited area, because he is actually in the real world, but they've replaced that part of the real world with a part of Soul Society where they made the replica of the town. So yes. there's no one in there. So the town is sitting in like a little pocket dimension somewhere off to the side in soul society yes and they replaced it with like a perfect puzzle piece copy of karakura town right there yes. just to fool him into teleporting into that one spot 
As to why he couldn't just leave again, I don't know. But besides that... Because uh, Captain Genucide then traps him in like a... I fell into a burning ring of fire. I mean, sure, but he doesn't exactly do it quickly. I think it's also uh, Eisen says, oh, it's irrelevant because he had two things on his docket for the day. Uh Murder everyone in the town, murder all the captains of Soul Society. And he said, I was going to do it this way around. Now you're just forcing me to do it the other way around. Oh, well. I was going to say, he still needs them all dead, so it makes sense for him to hang around and not do anything and let his minions kill everyone. The real tragedy of this scene is that they, we forced him to reorganize his day. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, rude is what that was. Like, he, he, he literally says, it's irrelevant to me. I was going to do this anyway. You're just making me do this bit first rather than this bit. Mm. They're both just as easy for me because I'm motherfucking Aizen. But yeah, fake Karakura Town is like another... It, it's another arc on top of... On top of your soul society and your hoikamundo, it's yet another time of just... It's just fine. I don't know if it's another art, it's more just, this is now... Because this is clearly the end at this point. Like, you can see at this point, this is the final round of fights. Like, this is actually building up to Ichigo versus Aizen. It's just another excuse to get the rest of the characters involved. Like, at this point, I think Ichigo's fighting Okiara or Grimjow, possibly. Yeah. So everyone's trying to delay Aizen... Yeah, so you have like Itsugaya versus Haribel, Kyoraku fights Stark, and you, you finally learn a bit about Stark, like the little hollow that goes around with him is actually his gun. Yeah. Yeah, because his shtick, his released form is wearing a pimp coat and having two guns that shoot giant laser beams. I, 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 I like Stark. I do too, it's just silly. Stark's very down to earth <laughs> as the Orko, but... As opposed to number two, who is on the complete opposite end, who is fucking Barrigan, who is death incarnate. Literal death incarnate, yep. And gets beaten by Soifon firing a massive bazooka at him. Because that's a Bankai. Because that's a Bankai, which she understandably, as head of the Secret Services, is not happy about. But why didn't he just, just poke him twice? Shut up! Give, give her a, uh, a poke with poke. him and only him. I think it makes sense because if you touch him, you die. So it would be you poke him once, and she'd die before she could poke him twice. Give him a poke, and then when they're not looking, another poke. Two Has to be in the same place. Slightly trickier because I'm pretty sure Yuri, when she fights Yorichi back in Soul Society, Yorichi yeah. is a fucking oh, yeah. tattooed flower Pink nightmare caution. by the end. Yeah, you get touched once, you get like a butterfly tattoo in the yeah. area, and then just give him the old dull poker. Yeah. Give him a one poke, except do it twice. Look, all right. Uh, Soifan's my favorite character, but yeah, she. Yeah, I don't get why she doesn't just do her the thing. The old doubly doodly, pokely doodly. <laughs> I mean, do you know who the most who the most popular character in Bleach is by the end of it? I would assume Urahara. No. No. By the no, end of it, as of the last official poll they did, who do you think was the most popular? Uh, I would assume no Ichigo. Honestly, I w- I wouldn't know. Like, I don't know who I could think of would usurp him as false. Ichigo was the most popular at the start, but he got overtaken by someone else as the series went on. I can believe that in places he got overtaken. In the, la- in the final character poll they did, uh, Hitsugaya won. Oh, that's uh, actually not surprising at all. Hitsugaya okay. was first, Rukia was second, and then Ichigo was third. People fucking loved him, some little ice boy. Hitsugaya, I mean, I loved it. Hitsugaya, when I first read this, a younger me, before... Uh, Soifon became my favourite. Hitsugaya was originally my favourite. 
I'm pretty sure I have a plushie of Hitsugaya somewhere. There's a reason why he got his own movie. Yeah, he. everyone loves him because he's cooler Ichigo. <laughs> Both literally and metaphorically. Oh, one thing I was going to say, which I'm surprised they did not pull, unless I'm blacking out my memory, with Hitsugaya specifically. Right. He's got his whole shtick of, he's got these ice flower petals behind him when he's doing, when he does his Bankai. Because he's a kid, unlike everyone else, his Bankai has a time limit. Yeah, sure. I Except mean, there's an asterisk on that. It's just like, whatever. That's fine. I thought what they were going to do is, like, he'd be getting into a fight and then, like, oh, I'm losing this fight. Oh, my timer's about to run out. Like, no, 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 you fool. It's not a timer for my Bankai ending. It's my timer for fully unleashing. And it'd just be ridiculous. Unless that actually happened and I just blocked it out. I mind. don't believe it does, but I, I do know his fight in... something to that. His fight in Fazenia's War has some bullshit, I think. I, yeah, I thought it was pretty much exactly what Mike said. It was like, oh no, it's not the end of my Bankai. It's when I become even stronger. <laughs> it's like... I don't think it's that what? cut and dry, but I think it no, is a there's, fair there's probably a little bit more nuance to it, but it was basically like, oh, cool, now I can... Dude. It might be that he loses control of it, so to speak, so he can go past don't it, think but it gets anything dangerous. like that. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but either way, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't actually get to do a lot in New Commando. I think his main fight is against Haribel, which he also struggles with somehow, even though it's ice versus water, which should be <laughs> yes. an easy victory. I mean, most of his victories should be easy victories, if you think of it like that, because <laughs> he can use all of the moisture in the air <laughs> to just freeze it, and he can change the weather. They'll get fucked, I guess. But, yeah, like, uh, we, this, this is where, yeah, we get the string of the final fights. So, Soifon fights Barrigan, Shinchi fights Stark, uh, Hitsugaya fights uh, Haribel, Dogboy fights Tozen, and this is where Tozen finally gets the ability to see, because he goes so deep into the power well, beyond Bankai to Holofication... I can see, oh, you're so ugly. And then he loses, like, oh, I was mistaken. All along. It's like, it's like, yes, I can see now. It's like, yeah, you don't know how to use your fucking eyes. Pretty <laughs> much. That's, I mean, to be fair, that's a logical reason to beat him, at least. I have no problem with that. Like, like now yeah, I can no, see. Yeah. And like, okay, you're better without sight, mate. Dead. Yeah, you, you don't know how to use them. <laughs> so now you're relying fully on that and you get fucked. I cannot remember who Jin fights in this battle. I, or if he even does. I know he, they he save does. him to fight Aizen. Because like, I know Aizen obviously doesn't fight Aizen doesn't really. Like, he gets... He does a little bit with the cap, um, Captain Gemrusai before Gemrusai locks I, him in I fire. I don't think he even really does anything there. He just sort of stands there and lets it happen. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I can wait. I'm in no rush. He does fight Shinji because the Visor Edge show up later yes. in a battle of who can out-manipulate the other. Because Shinji's power is also... Magic manipulation, except it's more fucking with your senses rather than fucking with your perception. Shinji makes you fit, see, like, Shinji is like you put on those goggles that turn your vision upside down and back to front. That's, that's Shinji shtick, if I remember. Something like that. As I say, but unsurprisingly, he loses to Aizen because it's not a super relevant fight. I mean, it's like, oh, maybe he'll do it. Oh, he's got this crump card, and then Aizen's like, nah. Because, again, why would Aizen ever lose if he's got perfect hypnosis over everyone? And th to be fair, this is also the part where we learn, because Unahana, who escorts Ichigo back and heals him up on the way, is like, ah, but we you have to be the one because you've never been hypnotized by Aizen. And I'm like, pretty sure they've been in the same room multiple yeah, times. They, they, have. they have, but Aizen's never released his 
Shikai. But why? Because. Because. Yep, good talk. <laughs> there you go. L- literally. All the reasons you'll need, I think you'll find. <laughs> that That is literally it. Unless it's like a thing where you can't do it if the person's already clued in, I guess, but they never say that. No, they don't. They just say you have to have seen him release his Shikai, and he just do have doesn't. A logical question here. Right. Which I did find myself asking a lot throughout this. Okay. Up until Aizen's death, pretty much. What does everyone else think his Shikai is? If it's like some amazing reveal. They do explain it. Like, basically, he. Because the way he does it is like he gives a big demonstration every year or something to like all the new recruits and everyone comes and watches it and is like, oh, yes, look at how pretty my Shikai is. It does this kind of thing. And I don't remember what he says, but he, he like, lies, basically. It's like fireworks or petals or something silly like that. I, I thought it was something watery, but yeah. Like, I, I think he basically says, oh, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a useless Shikai. It just looks pretty. But the point is, that gets everyone to look at it, which is yeah. right. the, the whole shtick, which he sure, conveniently sure. doesn't tell anyone. But also, let's put an asterisk on that until we get to Thousand Year War. Sure, sure. Yeah, this, this goes on. I think in the middle of this fight is where you get turned back the pendulum, where they reveal the Visor Ed's history before they show up. Yeah, yes, oh, Eisen has been puppeteering this for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the fights happening, and it all builds up to Eisen v. Ichigo, because it always was building up to Eisen v. Ichigo. Uh, because, yeah, on his way back from Mundo to the fake Karakura town, yep. Ichigo is getting trained in that little tunnel where time is passing differently. So he's, he's getting healed, he's time. not getting trained. No, he's getting trained because his dad's there. Because this is where he learned... Oh, where... sorry, you're on about the second magical tunnel. Right, my bad. Oh, is there a second magical tunnel? I'm the forgetting. first magical tunnel is when Unahana heals him, like, just fucking kill him in the back of the neck, and Aizen's like, ah, I saw that coming. Oh, so sorry. I yeah, put a magical you. shield on the back of my neck. The, yes. Like <laughs> if the... you tried to decapitate me anywhere else, I'd be dead. Yes, sorry, I do remember that. Because, yeah, they're like, you're the only one who's not been hypnotized. So as soon as we come out, we're going to come out right next to Eisen. You got to fucking kill him because otherwise he might hypnotize you, and then we're screwed. Oh, in fairness, it's a sensible plan. But... Sure, sure, it's sensible, yeah. but it's also Has like, oof, like it's a lot of pressure on one guy. Yeah, you, you got you got quite literally one shot, one opportunity. Uh, at this point, it goes like, ah, fucking, it's just Tuesday. <laughs> sure. Yeah, fails. They fight a bit, I think, and Eisen wins. They, Aizen fucks off to real Karakura, having decided that the Arankars are all totally worthless. I think he actually kills Haribel, or mortally wounds Haribel. Probably. <laughs> well, she appears yeah. later on, so maybe kills. not. Kills. Yeah, kills, yeah. like everyone in Bleach. Definitely dead. Then they go back to there. This is when, as you were saying, he gets trained by Shin. I completely forgotten all of this until I was reading like the synopsises. Oh yeah, because there's some weird, weird bullshit where like, Ishin's like, Ah, uh, but you see, we have basically the same Zanpak toe. Yeah, yep, that's a so, thing. So, you you got to learn this skill from your Zanpak toe, like I learned it from mine. Even though, yeah, it's like the same, but his as oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, because he goes into his sword again. He goes into his soul world, and he's like, "Subzan gets to. I need you to teach me this skill." It's like, no. How did you learn about that? <laughs> 
if I remember correctly, isn't it like, and I can't remember if it's in this part or if it's at the end of Thousand Year World, but there's like a bit where he's like with Zangetsu and Hollow Ichigo and is like, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to kill the right person if you want to, if you want to save, like, if you want to get that final skill. And he's like, yeah, I know what the answer is. And they don't say, but the implication is it's him. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I remember there being something like that, but that's how he finally learns final Getsuga Tensho, which he. Unleash it, and Eisen's fucking cocooned himself at this point because he's. Oh yeah, he's broken. He's got the Kyoraku up his butt. Uh, yeah, he into that he effect, yep. broke the barrier, became God. He's quite he's literally. Like, I have transcended. <laughs> he, he is quite literally evolving at the scale of like minutes. Like he is the end of evolution. Yes, the film. Yes, he's becoming the perfect being. And then Ichigo does final Getsuga Tensho. He's like, no, no, I can't. I can't sense his spiritual power anymore. That's not possible. You can't be a more perfect being than me. No, dies. In the side, no, it's Bleach. Does. Doesn't die. Yeah, gets, nobody dies in Bleach. Gets no, because, doesn't because lose the fight, but does Very really. specifically, at this point, Eisen has become immortal. Yes. They actively cannot kill him, they say. Yes. He's, he's fused with the Kiraku, so I think because this is where Jin does his final betrayal and takes yes, the Kiraku away from him, but it's too little too late because he's soul too fused too late, with it. Yeah. 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 Either way, he gets final Getsuga showed. He doesn't die, but for all intents and purposes, he loses. He's, he's beaten, but not dead because he can't die. Ichigo yeah. loses his powers because that's the trade-off for using the final Getsuga Tensho. Which is why Zangetsu was like, no, I don't want to teach you this. We'll yeah. be apart forever, and I love you. <laughs> Like, he he has his Terry goodbyes right. to Rukia and all of that lot. And then that's it. The story's over. The end. The end. But why is there so much left of this <laughs> podcast? But why is there still like another half of the manga to go? Uh, uh third, but pacing issues aside, and Hukamundo is where pacing issues really do rear their ugly heads. Where they go to die, yeah. Yeah, pacing you hit the thirties and pacing goes off a cliff. But uh, I do still like, for the main, Hukamundo. It has a lot of cool characters and a lot of cool fights, even if it indulges itself in those characters and fights way more than it needs to. It's just so drawn out. And so yeah, pointless. like, each individual fight is fun. Like, if I was watching a fight montage on YouTube, it'd be like, ah, oh, that's those are cool fights. Those, those are great fights, those are. If I was reading it week to week... Just yeah, another yeah. one and another one. <laughs> Give me some plot. It's, to be honest, it's probably not even. Oh, it's another one. It's like oh, it's the same one. Same one, yeah. It's like oh, we're still on this fight. Cool. It's kind of like right, right back at the start of the manga when you're fighting uh, Grand Fisher for the first time. That fight goes on. Like it's, it's a volume. It's like it's like an entire volume for a fight. Yeah, As, like it's it's. And it kind of, it comes back here as well. I mean, that's interspersed with, like, learning Ichigo's backstory as well, so I think that's fine, because there is plot happening at the time of the fight. <laughs> learning Ichigo's backstory. Good joke. You learn Ichigo's correct backstory, yes. You learn his current backstory. <laughs> it's just very much one of those, once you come to the other side of it, you realise a lot happened in that, but, like, not a lot happened. He did a lot yeah. of things, but nothing was really accomplished through a lot of it. It's like, oh, just draining. Arahime was rescued, which is relevant because she does nothing. Sure. Yeah. Aizen was beaten, which 
great. It's irrelevant because he does nothing. Eisen <laughs> is arguably the most important character in the series. I, no, I agree. I was being facetious. I, I know you were, but that is arguably the only thing that does happen. Eisen gets <laughs> locked up and sealed a million miles under Soul Society or wherever the fuck it is. He seems yeah, cool it with is, it. Though. It is in Soul Society. I mean, he's yeah, not he dead. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he has achieved partially his goal. He's immortal he, now. The so. Every single time you see him on panel from now on, he's got a big old smile on his face. Because it's all the coin to Kekaku, Mike. He's he's real cool with it. He's like, oh, I'm actually quite into bondage, so joke's on you. He actually says it at one point. He's like, you know, uh, sure, he beat me, but I'm immortal. I can wait a few thousand years. I can wait, and you'll need me in the end. That's kind of one of my problems with that kind of thing. It's like every time you see the standard bad guys chained up in the middle of a vast but empty room and there's no way they could possibly escape like they're absolutely going to need him at some point i was gonna say he doesn't escape no he doesn't escape because they do actually kind of i don't want to say foreshadow but like there there is a part in thousand year war where it's like ah yes we're going to release let's say four four of your seals so -hmm. you can just give us a hand and then, like a moment later, I forget what he's called. One, the captain who was doing it at the time. Kyoriaku, probably, because he's now yeah. captain. He becomes uh, yeah. captain general. He's like, wait a minute. When the fuck did I undo this number of arc? Oh, no. <laughs> but either way, that, the manga ends. And the that end. is the end of Bleach. And then really not. the Shonen Jump when That's nice. So what happens next week? <laughs> yeah. And then you get full bring, because we need to give Ichigo his powers back. It's it's very, very obvious that they really wanted to end this here, like the like Kubo wanted to. And it's very obvious in everything that's written after this point that this is tacked on. It's not necessarily bad, it's just... Ugh. It finds its way as it goes on, but there is definitely a sense at the start of like, oh... Yeah. Okay, better better undo what I just did, but Yeah. So yeah, uh after it ends, um then it doesn't. As we begin the shortest arc at just a mere six volumes. Fullbring! Everyone's favourite, right? Uh yes, the canonical filler arc. No, it's not fill it's very relevant. It's the get it to go back to where he was arc. Yeah, Yeah, I get that it has plot relevance, (laughs) but it's but it's an right, excuse. Right. It's, it's filler. So the problem is to spoil the whole of the Fulbring arc. Spoiler. Who cares? So the whole point is Ichigo wants his power back. So he becomes this newfangled thing called a Fulbring, which is essentially what Chad and Orihime are. Yeah. They're basically people with special powers. Which Fine, I, I actually no don't problem. mind as an explanation. But yeah. Then... I mean, we find out that Chad's already joined the group. So Yes, but so Ichigo's trying to get his powers back. Then his powers get stolen by the bad guy of the Ark because the bad guy of the Ark used to be a substitute Soul Reaper like Ichigo and wants his Soul Reaper powers back and does it by stealing powers from other people. Uh, so Ichigo loses his powers again. Oh no! And then he gets his powers back because Rukia and other people from Soul Society were like, hey, we found this way to give you your powers back. We just need to stab you with a sword again, which is injected with all our soul powers. Gives you your soul powers back, which basically means the whole of Fullbring is irrelevant because they were already working on that and just needed to stand with the sword. Also, let's forget everything the fact else that in Fullbring is irrelevant. The whole thing started because 
this is pretty much exactly what Rukia did at the beginning of the whole story yes. to give him her powers in the yeah. Yes. As I say, I agree that yeah, they were going to stab him all along with everyone's juju to give Ichigo back his juju. Like he he was getting his powers back, regardless. Shit was happening in Ichigo's world before they were doing this. Like he jo- he joins them not start to start off with getting his powers back, but because shit's happening, he can't be clued in on it because he doesn't have his powers anymore. Like he uh, can tell spiritual shit be happening, but he can't tune into that world anymore. So yeah, basically that's the point. He wants his powers back because he feels powerless. It, no, it's because stuff is happening to him and his friends rather than he feels powerless, so to speak. Like to me, there is a distinction there. It's not like I'm weak again. I need powers. It's more my friends are in danger, and I know if I have these powers, I can help them again. I mean, he gets his powers back because he needed to for the story to continue uh, i mean yeah. sure sure but you know i'm trying not to be that cynical like since when <laughs> wow <laughs> just for me that's not even the issue like sure th- those are the methods by which he got his powers back one other both combination whatever like that honestly doesn't bother me about this the thing that bothers me is the sheer amount of bs you get in such a small space of time considering how short this arc is. I mean, I feel the only BS is with the two main villains, whose powers are... Rare, like, they try to define it, but they don't really, and then they go against what they're defining it as. Yeah, oh. it becomes whatever it needs to be for the moment. Very much so. It's, it's shit like, I stab you, and then I'm now a part of your history. Uh, like, memory manipulation is one thing, but yeah, they keep going. That's the thing, because that would be the easy explanation. But they go, no, it's not actually that. It's yeah, it's I inject myself like, into your past somehow. Like, Which is yeah, like, how yeah. can you do that with more than one person? You literally can't be everywhere at once. Yeah, uh. <laughs> but the the problem for me is that you have that, but then layered on top of that, you have I think it's Jinjo or Gingo. The the other main villain who's plot twist or well to be fair plot twist they're all villains but yeah Gingo the leader of them whose power is flipping essentially reversing what's been done I no think power. it's something like that so then he can flip the power you have or flip it so you're not powering I don't fucking know <laughs> that was the problem I didn't fucking know what their powers were I struggled to... and this is only six volumes this should not be this convoluted but in six volumes. Let's not forget that the character who has that power from the first time you encounter psychic Pokemon in the Pokemon TV series. Look, all right, Ruruka's in a cool. dollhouse. I like Ruruka. I like most of the full brain cast. I think they're, again, Taikubo flexing on character designs, but I like most of the characters. And I feel that most of their powers are kind of cool and fun outside of the two big villains, even if they all do get immediately Goomba stomped when the Soul Society shows up because they're not remotely in their league. Like, you've got fucking Video Game Boy and uh, Veruca, who is the only not evil one of the bunch, really. Considering her fight, she just goes, I'm just going to tell you the plot and then bugger off. And and then she appears again right at the end because got to bring the full brain back to prove that it wasn't totally irrelevant. Oh, sure. But uh, I, I like most of the characters, even if they aren't do a lot. I just... I like this as a plot arc. I think it's a nice little condensed bleach experience. But considering how many fucking mille- millennium chat, this is the only time he's not writing the same plot over again. <laughs> and it's only six volumes. It's nice. It's got the best volume covers of the whole run of bleach. 
it's nice it's condensed i just hate the two villains having very hard to explain powers that don't really make sense i dare say bordering on nonsensical in in their entirety i would completely say nonsensical if it was just memory manipulation that's fine i can believe that you can cut someone and change their memories it's that they go no it's not actually that it's Sure. And then Taikuma sure. does what he loves to do, which goes, not not quite, because it's actually this vague abstract version of that. And like, no, stop. Just, just say course, memory manipulation. Just say it's Of course, it ends with a sword fight, because why wouldn't it? I mean, it, I mean, fairness, it's Bleach. If it didn't end yeah. with a sword fight, yeah, what? I, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't it end with a sword fight? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, just why wouldn't it? <laughs> also, the fact that the end is, the end is like Ginger's going to Ichiko, like, but don't you know? The Soul Society, they, they just manipulate and abuse the substitute Soul Reapers. And they just mislead them and all that. And Ichigo's like, yeah, I knew. What's your point? What's your point? And like, oh, slice the end. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit of a non-plot in general. It's mostly just, here's some wacky shit we can put on a page. And then he's got his powers back now. We can forget that happened. That's, that's, they the, needed that's an arc to get him back there. You couldn't just have them show up in the, in the immediate next chapter and stab him with a sword. That would be... He gets a slightly annoying outfit variation. I, get, I mean, he gets full bring powers and then they get taken away with a chapter or two, over the volume or two, so... I can't remember what his full bring power is. That's how short if he has. full bring power is he becomes a soul reaper. Pretty much. Is it? I thought it was different. He gets a sword. It's pretty much that, yeah. Like, he gets a sword. He gets a soul <laughs> reaper sword. There we go, then. I, as I say, I just... It's very like full brings themselves aren't forgettable, but it goes full bringers. Yeah, well, he he has some pretty nice looking. I want to say gloves and boots and maybe a shirt. Yeah, he he gets a different design. Obviously, gets but... a new outfit. Yeah, the bigger plot arc of this is the whole. You learn it's been seventeen months, so they've all grown up and changed appearance slightly, and you see the school cast again for a few chapters because back he's back to being Human now, so we're back to focusing on the Humans. It, or Back he made his hair high even fucking longer. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hair's gotten longer. I think that's like... <laughs> How do you show time passing? Ichigo has a job now and stuff like that. Yeah. It's all just a bit... Alright, <laughs> let's get back to it. Yeah, I think the, the only thing of note, I guess, is the Fulbring get their powers from Hollow, essentially. Or something daft like that. It does. It don't even need to explain. I got the impression they got their powers off by siphoning it off others, but it doesn't explain how they got them originally. Yeah, like it doesn't. It's it's like the their origin lies in hollows. I think is what they say. I, I, the best I always got of it was there's loads of spiritual energy around, and they're just particularly good at absorbing it naturally, and that's how they get powers. Yeah, because they yeah, use like but, a conduit to focus their spiritual powers. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, they consume spiritual powers, but the point is they say, do you know what else consumes spiritual power? Hollows. Sure. Uh, all right, cool. It's not super relevant to anything, in fact. It's not, but do you know who has a hollow inside him? Ichigo. Oh. <sighs> that got deleted along with Final Getsuga Tencho. They're gone. Nah, nah, nah. Definitely nah. gone. Definitely, definitely gone, Asterix. Definitely Tell you what we need to do. Oh, right now. Do, do you know? Do you know what we've not mentioned? There's two, uh, two Quincy's. Yeah, I was going to say. Can we just, can we just quickly have another check in on how many Quincy there are? Well, as as a matter of fact, as we go right, to right. Asterix the Ark, Thousand Years War. Uh, no, there are there are two Quincy's. In fact, there's an army and they're invading now. You're going to die in five days. 
Oh my god, who would, who could possibly have seen that coming? That I I mean, as a starting point to an arc, to be like this race that we have established way back <laughs> are now here. Oh, Not shit. the most bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I sure, but like where they been though? Yeah, it, oh, it does develop into absolute. Like. <laughs> they've, they've been in whatever the fuck <sighs> their version of Hukamondo is. I forget what it is. Oh no. Oh no, Sean. Even fucking worse than that. No, even fucking worse than that is the whole 777 year bullshit. Yeah, sure, no. do, do you know where the Quincy have been, Sean? In Soul Society. That That is the grand reveal. It's, oh yes, we've been in Soul Society, but Ever so slightly to the left of it. Pretty much, yep. So we're technically yeah, not visible, but no, no, they are very specifically in Soul Society. In their own dimension of it, no, yes. No, very specifically in Soul Society. I, you can't just be, I'm slightly to the left, and then... Uh, and yeah, that's exactly dimension. what they did. Got it. Got it. They, they went, because we're ever so slightly to the left, you can't see us, even though we're living right next to you. In your dimension. No, this is like trying to say that werewolf spirit world in World of Darkness isn't isn't another dimension. Like, no, no, it's it's another dimension. You're in another dimension. Got it. Done. Nah. I mean, technically speaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> technically speaking, is the entire subheading of this arc. Yeah, like I, there's a lot of ambiguity in this arc because I feel like Kubo didn't care to make anything too solid out of it no the, the, the more ambiguous you are the more shit you can just say happened and get away with well that that's the quincy powers in a nutshell like we've gone at this point from like the original days where they're fighting captains and they're very specific like it's still a sword but it can split into fragments it's still a sword but it splits into a boomerang to you fight the hollows and they're all like well, now we're dealing with like elements, like I control water, I can control death, I can control these things. And then you enter a thousand years war where, hello, I'm John Cena, as long as I have belief, I'll never die. Hi, I'm the silence from Doctor Who. Hi, I imagine it and it's real. Yeah, it does jump the shark shark a little bit, doesn't it? Just, just the wee- uh, hi, I'm your watch. I'm omniscient. Yeah. It's gone from... In the early days, Quincy were a group of people who could use energy bow and arrows to kill hollows. Right. To gods. They, they're gods. They're just gods. They're just they're regular all... dudes who could, like, shoot hollows kind of good with magic powers. Like, like I, to tie back into a point Mike made way, way back in the episode, like, I get the concept that everything does scale up like Gurren Lagad is the big example of that of how it all just goes from one guy in his drill underground to throwing galaxies at each other mm-hmm. Thousand Years War feels like we went one step above that it's like no, no you've gone too far now <laughs> too it's far worse in my opinion it's worse than that because it's like you don't see any progression with these people like the only progression you see is with Ishida with Uryu himself and he mostly Not just really gets... does Uryu progress? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he mostly just gets stronger versions of shooting a bow and arrow good. Not <laughs> and... really. Like, no, he he just asked he asked for something in the final chapter in the final. Like, yeah, it basically he's like, "Sup, I'm signing with the Quincy's," and then he fucks off for like two hundred chapters. But what I mean is, he just you then left. Uh, these guys will come in at the end, and oh, by the way, we could do this the whole time. Like, what? What? Why? What? Why didn't you 
do something earlier than now. Like if this was, yeah, you on about, you on about, yeah, I was going to say, you on about the Quincy's or the Soul Society? Because with oh, the Quincy's, Quincy's in general, it's because they're very much hamstrung by the whole. In seven hundred and seventy-seven years, his body will return, and seventy-seven, his mind, and yeah. seven, his powers. Yeah. The thousand years, yeah, yeah. And they literally time it to the fucking day where they're like, yeah, we're going to start this war before your watch is fully restored. And then it literally in this exact moment when he's fighting Zero Squad, his powers will fully come back. Sure thing, buddy. Sure. Ah, Zero Squad. Glad you timed it to the second. Uh, Well, I mean, we meet them fairly early in this one. We do. They're pointless. They're expositions (laughs) for how things got invented. Like, this one made the mod souls with, like, Colin and all that. This guy is the inventor of Zampactuto. Don't think about that one too hard. Oh, no. I want to think about that one too hard. (laughs) It just invalidates the entire fucking series. It sure does. (laughs) It's like, I know where every Zampacto is and who owns it and what its abilities are. And if your sword breaks, it can't be restored except under these very special circumstances. Apart from all those times where the swords break and they just come back. Oh, no, he says, no, that's fine because they weren't totally destroyed, so they could be restored. Oh, sure, totally. They, they weren't really destroyed. But the fact that he makes all of the Zanpakuto and their abilities is like, right, that, that's a problem. <laughs> what, what a... You made Aizen, just, got it. Just, just broadly to everything. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, no, no, this arc's totally what you get to see a scene of like Rukia flowing upside down in the bath of healing juju. So you get to see a buff. What, yeah. what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, you do kind of open a point there. This, 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 this manga, right. it does do a fair amount of fan service throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah. But it's yeah. never distracting. It's not defined by fan service. Like it does it occasionally. Like cough Rangiku. There's a lot of big <laughs> old Yeah, but like, and then I mean, there's a whole bit later with Orihime's costume in the final fight. Where yes, it is needlessly like... designed like that. Yeah. Hey Ichigo, do you want to say anything about Orihime's costume? And it's like a bit revealing, isn't it? It's like. <laughs> But Urahara said you'd like it. Oh no. <laughs> Urahara wants the teenagers to fuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, Yorichi wants the teenagers to fuck. Oh. Everyone wants to fuck. Hey, that, I mean, again, this is a, another whole batch of characters introduced here. Uh, he oh, keeps yes, it. I think they're slightly less than Hukamundo, uh, but it's still a whole bunch of Quincy's. But then, for me, the one that gets me, the. Uh, You've gone too far with adding new characters. Is that right at the end they're like, oh, by the way, Yorichi has a like a brother, so enjoy just smaller male Yorichi. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, why? This is like volume seventy or seventy one at that point. We don't need another character at this point. The series is over. <laughs> just stop. I mean, just they're making stop. new characters all the way up until the end. It's the the they, even right at the end, uh, Rukia and Renji have a kid. <laughs> new character right in the final I've chapter got no problem. Well, okay i had problems as i said with them having the kid i've got no problem with the whole epilogue chapter and ichigo and orihime have a kid etc but we'll get to that oh man i can't wait for but but ichigo oh don't be silly that's that was the anniversary chapter which uh we're not really discussing today's episode so Mm-hmm. The, the the chapter that's like we're totally doing more bleach honest totally doing more bleach i didn't forget hell it's like here's this one shot totally honestly a one shot it's like 
but you just set up a whole plot arc. I mean, I, it, I mean, to be fair, it also ties into because his burn the witch, totally unrelated. By the way, it's a uh, Soul Society London. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh, is he actually outright said that? Now? It's actually no, it's actually in the manga. Like at one point, right. they're like, "Here it is. Here's like East Wing headquarters, right? Okay, but... Soul Society East Branch." That's fine because I remember reading Burn the Witch and going, "He's just written fucking Bleach again." I don't think it's that he's written Bleach again. That one, like, there are differences in that one, like with the whole dragon <laughs> stuff. But there is there is also a point Burn the Witch where he's like, you know. I missed resigning characters, and then he just, well, just makes like, an entire panel of captains, and they never. Well, show yeah, up but that's the thing. Burn the witch felt like he went. Burn the witch is to bleach as Elden Ring is to Dark Souls, as I like. <laughs> right. That's basically, they've that. taken everything from one series and they've just crossed out the names and put a new one next to it. Like, no, fair. they're not fighting hollows; they're fighting dragons. They're they're not captains. They're Get what the fuck whatever the swaddliness are called in that, yeah. yeah. But you know what? There's there's still thirteen of them and there's not thirteen. Uh, Alright. I think there's eight. Point is there's a whole organization behind it yes. and there's cap the equivalent of captains and the equivalent of soul reapers and there's the equivalent of hollows and there's the equivalent of Zampacto it it's a whole thing. But uh, I I the dragons are the equivalent of Zampacto those probably. Actually no, I, I Oh no, they have their city. I can't remember. Either way, it's it's all side London. I haven't read it. And I fully assume that either when Bleach returns or when Burn the Witch Season 2 happens, the two will cross. Like, more bluntly, like, a character from one will appear in the other. Maybe. But that's that. But that's that. That's not... That's We're only focusing, we're only focusing on the original 74-volume run here today, so... Oh, totally. <laughs> can forget about those. I mean, if you want to go into like, stuff like that, uh, Zombie Powder has Soifon in it, just... He just steals that character design for later on. Okay, so back to this though. But back to back to Fazi's <laughs> War. So, so there's several thousand Quincy's now. But, but why though? Because he needed a new army, it's and just... Quincy's at least aren't a total asshole. They're not. To- um, I would argue that the way they are presented, they in fact are. Oh, the, the way of getting the back in, sure. But at the very least, it's something that's established. It's not. Let's invent something new. I mean, yeah, like, the word Quincy has existed, but these are nothing like any Quincy we've encountered before. <laughs> no, nah, they, they all use bows and arrows, Mike. What are you on about? Uh, Shut up, Sean. <laughs> they don't use, all use bows and arrows. They, they very specifically do, Mike. They just Except throw the bow they... away. They use the arrow as a sword, and then they use the sword's ability <laughs> to do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> it's like, there's actually a point in Hoikamundo where... It very much looks like Ishida's about to pull out a sword, or he has pulled out a sword. Well, no, that's that's what he does. He's like, here's this sword. He's like, he pulls out a sword, and then the guy goes like, I can't actually remember what he says. But like, oh, that's useless to you. Like, oh, if I'm all the way over here, and he's like, yeah, we don't use swords, and he fires it like a like an arrow. Like an arrow. He's like, yeah, it's an arrow. You yeah. can just use it as a sword. He's like, oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only arrow that's bladed. Like, yeah, it's, it's an arrow. But they all, every fight in the final arc is melee. <laughs> so they all just like hit each other with swords. I mean, at this point, I don't know if anyone's hitting each other with a sword at this point. We're just, we're beyond sure. swords by the time we get to you, here. You have the whole daft thing where they're stealing Captain's bank eyes as well. Yeah, that's I never got, like, I get that. Okay, so I get that they've developed the tech to seal bank eyes, as it were. Sure, you need an advantage in this war, otherwise the Soul Society would mostly curb stomp you, bar 
you know, the big guy. But <laughs> I, so I get steel, ceiling bank eyes. I can't remember how on earth they ever fix that or undo it or anything. I don't think it they just uh, kill the people that have them. I don't think it's that. It's something daft like that. I, if I remember correctly from reading the descriptions, they talked about something about they injected themselves with hollow DNA. Yes, because they couldn't. It. Like one of the big things was they couldn't steal Ichigo's because he has a hollow inside him. Because Eisen put a hollow in him. Ah, uh, <laughs> but he. Uh, but you already had that. Well, no, because Eisen. <laughs> it gets I... into the whole retconning. Bullshit uh, that do we want to finally talk about the big retcon? The big uh, which thing? one? The big his scam. Mom. His mum. <laughs> yep. His mum's so, a Quincy. So it turns the out end. there was actually more than one Quincy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, it's it's even more. It's layers of bullshit because way back your watch was like, I want to purify the stock. He's sure. he's not Hitler. Oh, yeah, so he's not Quincy's, Hitler. But Quincy is a blood It's line a bloodline thing. thing. So he yeah does something that eradicates all of the non-pure Quincy's, ignore the part where it doesn't because Itch goes alive. Oh no, because that doesn't happen just yet. No, he does that before the story, the events of the story. Because that. that's how his mum is so weakened yeah. that she can't kill Grand Fisher. No, his mum was so weakened because she had a hollow inside her. No, I'm pretty sure it's the whole... She, she has the white... <laughs> Hollow in her that eyes and release. Yeah, that, the that, world, that does happen. Which is yeah. then gets passed on to Ichigo because that's Ichigo why she has to marry Ishin and why no, Ishin can't you're... be a captain. Okay, 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 okay. Right, I only right. just read this. Go on, Mike. Go it's on. still confusing. It, it's not confusing, it's just dumb as fuck. It is very dumb. So, this is a, absolutely a retcon because we know that Eisen was essentially experimenting with the whole Aaron Carr visor thing hollows. a while ago. Just experimenting with hollows in general. So one of the things he was doing at that point was he was taking dead Shinigami and sciencing their bodies and trying to and turning them all the way into hollows. Uh, this eventually, through trial and error, uh, culminated in a all-black hollow, which they rather confusingly decided to name white. And yes, and this was like a super powerful hollow, I, I guess, and they were having a hard time controlling it. That starts attacking, attacking, I assume, Karakura Town. I don't think it's ever actually named. And Ishin just yeah. happens to be in the neighborhood for some reason. He was out investigating. Yep. And so he starts a fight with it and he starts to lose. And this is when Ishin and Ichigo's mother meet each other for the first because time. Because she's a Quincy. She's a Quincy. And she, like, starts to help, again, for some reason. And because she's a Quincy, it's a hollow, sure. <laughs> and basically mumbo-jumbo happens in this fight, where it turns out the hollow jumps on the mother character, whose name I don't remember, and somehow gets inside her, and then just lives in there, and is like... Stranger, stranger, danger. Not okay. It, it bites her or something. And she basically yeah, becomes her. infected. Yeah, like infected, like a, a, a like an infection or a virus or something like that. Yeah, and that's when Ishin then decides that he's going to devote the rest of his life to 
all of his spiritual energy and everything to saving her life, and he doesn't care if he can't be a Shinigami yeah, anymore. Uh, Urahara's there because he's already been exiled from Soul Society at this point. And yep. He's like, this is what's going on. The only way to keep it in control, keep her alive, is if she has a captain class Shinigami next to her at like all times. But they would never be able to use their Soul Reaper powers as long as she's alive. Um, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Like, no, zero hesitation, kind of. Pretty much. He's like, that, I will devote the, the rest of my is. life to this. I don't care about the consequences. And it's like, okay, uh, came on a bit strong there, dude, but I guess they're married now. Yeah. And then like, the kids. They get married. They have kids. Ichigo first. He inherits the soul reaper powers from his dad, <laughs> the Quincy powers from his mother, the hollow soul that was infecting his mother is passed on to him, so he is all made free. By so technically speaking, if that was made out of a dead Shinigami, he's got like three parents. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get the stupid bullshit of because of how the Quincy's work, he has the blood of Yawak in him because yep. that's how Quincy's work. Yeah. And like they therefore he has been a Quincy all along and oh, he's been using Quincy pals without even realizing it. And, uh, 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 that uh, flies in the face of everything we've known until now. I just and then the the thing that really drives me mad because it's one thing to like retcon in he's a Quincy yo so he's now everything because so he's now everything but you go okay fucking stupid but hey I guess this means we'll get to see your new set of Ichigo powers Ichigo form nope he yeah, he, he uses like blood vein or whatever the fuck they call their defense power like once as a like an oh my god you didn't die because you used blood vein and that's our power. I don't know why they're bleed now, but there we go. And I, <laughs> and then that's it. He never uses those powers again. So I also just realised why we got onto this, not really a tangent, but onto this point. Rant. Rant. Uh, so we were talking about Yawak purified the bloodline, which I'm pretty sure bit. is exactly how he describes it. He's not Hitler. And it just doesn't make sense from like a logical point of view. No. There was a day of reckoning or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I've just killed a bunch of Quincy who weren't pure, which Enough. just so coincidentally included Ichigo's mother. Which also happened during the fight with Grand Fisher, Grand Fisher coincident yes. coincidentally, so she wasn't strong enough to finish that fight and it killed her. Well, I don't think she was strong enough anyway, but... Yeah. Just, whatever, point is she, yeah, happened she during did. the fight and she did. Yeah. And somehow this... This equals out to basically everybody feeling guilty for her death. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, it's like they all die, except Uriu, who apparently is pure blooded enough. And his, go, and, he, and his dad. And his and grandfather. His grand. The, the old sensei, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, they, they survived. And Ichigo. His, his mother didn't, though. And Ichigo. Yeah. His mother very specifically didn't. No, no, his mother. But Ichigo did. But even Ichigo though he's did. not. But because he's got the blood and can share senses with Yuach in another plot point that they write uh, and immediately. Uh, uh, it's, it's okay though, because all the Quincy got wiped out two hundred years ago anyway. So yeah, yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's only one left. There's only there's one. Only one. <laughs> and it's all the Shinigami fault. Def definitely not an alphabet of them. <laughs> can can we have the rant about the other? Yeah, well, Which have as many rants as you want. It's Thousand Years War, buddy. Yeah, Thousand Years War is basically just solid rants. It's all bad. So, so you know, I... it's got moments, but 
after Ichigo's had the revelation of like shop, gasp, you're a Quincy. It's like, didn't you see the signs? It's like, think you've seen him before. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, it's Zangetsu. But he's got a funky mustache. It's like <laughs> uh, well, uh, Kubo likes creating himself some characters, right? This is the one yeah. that he clearly got lazy on. <laughs> because when you see Yuach, or however you pronounce his name, the big bad of the arc, he looks like long hair, kind of greasy long haired, black hair. Oh, like I forgot this was guy. a plot point. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And you can't help but think, whenever you see um, Zangetsu in his, like, his old man form, as it were, we see like in, in like in a when, when you see like the personification of yeah, Zangetsu, he looks very very similar. Yeah, it's, it's just like he's clean shaven and he's wearing glasses. Yeah, and so then at this point he says, "There's been signs all along. Wait a minute, you look exactly the same as Zangetsu." <laughs> and and then you have like this thing where Ichigo's talking to Zangetsu. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I never wanted you to find out. I never wanted you to be a soul reaper. Ah. Except all those times I helped you on the way. I, I helped you along reaper. the way because I couldn't bear for you to lose and die. <laughs> I mean, there's ass pulls and then there's just like nonsense. <laughs> I mean, that's this arc. <laughs> right. Okay. If we're going with ass pulls and nonsense. <laughs> I'm having my Ken Pachi rant now. Which one do you want to go for? Oh, the Ken Pachi one. Go my for Ken it. Ken rant. I'm, I, I'm I, going to ignore basically all of, all of the other stuff to do with him. Okay. Basically, there's a whole thing where he's getting trained. Everyone undergoes a training montage or whatever to get more powerful. Sure. And he gets one where he's getting... found out he's second Ken Pachi, and he gets trained by the first Ken Pachi, which turns out that's Unahana. The captain of the fourth squad. The the mild mannered, mild heals everyone, non violent, yeah, doctor character. Like, all right, cool. And then, so basically, it's like, ah, yes, Anahana, if we need you to teach Kenpachi the art of killing, it has been decreed he needs that level of strength, and apparently this is a big deal for some reason. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, you get their little training montage going on, and. Basically, in a in a monologue slash flashback of Unahana's, you find out that Kenpachi is so goddamn strong. Like, he is the strongest. He is so strong, he intentionally and subconsciously limits his power to be around that of the person he's fighting. So you find out, basically, and biggest-ass retcon, oh yeah, he is actually like, the strongest dude ever. He just, you know, he doesn't even know it, man. He just intentionally doesn't fight at full power because he doesn't want to win. And that's I don't why... think that's a retcon or an ass pull, considering he <laughs> does that repeatedly throughout the series. And that's why he lost to Ichigo that first time. But it, it, he does that by putting on hand, like, knowingly putting on handcaps, like, he puts on the eye cap and... If you're putting on physical detriments, I can believe that you mentally handicap yourself as well. Nah, it, it's, it's just so... No, I, I totally believe that. To me, the ass pull in that one is that Unahana kills him, and then just wakes up, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're fighting, and then Unahana kills him, and wakes up, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're fighting, and this never really gets addressed, until Kimpachi finally kills him. Well, yeah, because then there's the whole thing where it's like, oh, yes, only one of you will survive. And it's like, 
why? why? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing I was gonna point why? out. It's like, it's like, okay, we want you, Unahani. You are secretly the most powerful, whatever. So we want you to. You, you, you were at one point the strongest yeah. because you get this oh. title by, I think, beating or killing a hundred other people in a battle it, royale style thing. It, it's yeah. basically you are the strongest. You get it by beating the previous yeah. one. It's the yeah, and the then, only squad that determines captaincy that way. I don't think it. It, it's the only squad in history. It's not necessarily. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But it, it's why it's the phytosexual squad. Yes. Well, they, they set this up so she was the best, and she's now teaching him how to do the violence properly because he's been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> but for some reason, this involves them going to an underground chamber somewhere and fighting to the death. Over why? Because. The theory is, by him dying over and over and over again, he'll stop limiting himself quite as much each time until he is back at his full fighting capacity because he was subconsciously limiting himself for no fucking reason. Why, why, does, why does this have to end with one of them dead? No, I agree. That's, that, to me, the bullshit isn't that he subconsciously limits himself. The bullshit is that, yeah, that why did she have to die? Why did there's no no reason for it at all? No, it's just like yeah, I get that they were training and stuff, but like usually when you train, you don't go for the death blow, you know. <laughs> you I just... mean, to be fair, then the other Kampachi thing in this arc is that they try to explain the two ultimate mysteries of Kampachi right at the end of like what is his bankai, mm-hmm. and more specifically, who the fuck is Yachiro, his assistant captain? Yeah. And never properly result to me. The interpretation was always she is his bankai, but maybe yes. not. That was one of the leading fan theories at the time that Yashiru was his bankai, just like sort of made flesh kind of thing. Yeah, and that was because like Yashiru, you find out why you never actually see her fight. She's got some heft to her as well, like even though she's a tiny little. You little do girl. see her fight. She, does, she has a fight. She fights the silent guy by just going. I'm just going to punch randomly over here, and oh, I hit him. Just, just like oh, her instincts just caused her to punch where she thought I was, and her instincts are bang on. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That was the leading fan theory for for a while, at least. But the only thing we get close to confirming any kind of origin for her is Unahana's other name, family name, is also Yachiru. Yes. So it's like, daughter, sister, no idea. Mother, I don't know. Doesn't be, I don't think it, I mean, you've both read this recently, I don't think it gets explained. It's it, doesn't. Just, it doesn't. It's just a name drop. There's, there's clearly something more going on, but we're not going to say it. It's like, I, I guess, like, my first instinct was was it, is Yatru their two's child? I, no. That, that was my first I could see it, though. I could see where you're coming yeah. from. I mean, yeah, to yeah. be fair, here's the other thing, because according to my notes, Kenpachi uses his Bankai in, like, the penultimate volume or something. He sure does. Yes. Now, I'd have thought I would have remembered what the fuck that was, but I don't. Giant axe. It's a giant axe, yeah. Is that, it's, it, it's I always thought much, that was his Shikai. It, it's very much in the no. same vein as... Ichigo's, where it's just like, it's the it's it's another weapon which is just bigger. Okay, I always thought that was a Shikai rather than actually pretty much exactly the same as Ichigo in that regard. Yeah, it's a fancy outfit and a new weapon. Well, now I remember. 
it's quite dull. Yeah. It's one of those things. I feel like there are times in writing where you deliberately don't reveal something because it's more mysterious yes. that way. And I feel Kimpachi always worked better as a character who I completely didn't agree. know his sword. Like, if you were going to go down that path, I feel that the Ichiro theory is probably the best route to do it of be like, that's his Bankai slash, that's his Kisampaktu Turg all along. Yeah. Like, they should have. There's a lot of things which I don't think Kubo had ever any real intention of revealing. Yeah. Definitely with Kimpachi, I think that's the case. Yeah, a lot of the stuff as well. Because like, a lot of the end chapters is just like, this is this person's Bankai, I, this is this person's sorry, Bankai. I, I have to apologise to you, Sean. That wasn't his Bankai as such. So his Shikai is a giant act. His Bankai is that, but he turns red. Oh. He goes Super Saiyan. Oh. He, oh. he basically does an Ichigo. Well. Yeah. Pretty much exactly the same. Except Never rather than getting smaller, he gets... <laughs> A little bit bigger and redder and yeah yeah it's it's not great but like there, there's a ton of stuff which in those especially in these last few volumes that that is revealed which um uh you have the hitsugaya one with his petals mm-hmm. so you find out that actually it is a timer but it's not to his bankai stopping it until it unleashes its matured form, but he doesn't have the capability of doing it as a kid. So he went and aged himself up. Oh god, that was a... You do see... Uh, yeah, You do see adult Hitsugaya. Adult Bishonen Hitsugaya, yeah. Is this before or after he becomes a zombie? I don't remember. Because that's remember. a... Oh boy, that's a... A plot yeah, point that, because that's a thing. there's a among the many many Quincy's of many varying but that was a bullshit. There's essentially the Gal Squad led hmm. by uh, Bambietta who uh, gets immediately slaughtered because in the realm of gods her power is merely I make bombs and that frankly is that's <laughs> amateur hour level. So that's that's like that's like Soul Society level of powers. You can't be coming up to the final arc with powers that weak. So she gets <laughs> annihilated. And then we learn that the rest of her squad, who all have very weird powers, uh, but then Gazelle's Gazelle Guel, because they're all, as well as being letters, they're all named like first name, last name, same initial. And her power is zombies. So she brings back a whole bunch of characters from the rest of the series, including Hitsugaya as a zombie, and a couple of other captains, I think. Uh, it's about, I think Rangiku might be in there as well. Like a whole bunch of characters from throughout the whole course of the series. Like some Espadas are in there, some uh, other Soul Reapers, some other Quincy's. Like, whoa! I understand narratively it's meant to be like a like a victory lap sort of thing. Of like, look, remember all these characters? Remember the fun times we had? <laughs> but it's just more padding. Well, so the problem is as well. It's like, I mean, hey, it's, remember this the third time he's writing this story, Mike. By this it, point, you should know what to expect. It's so bad. It's like, hey, do you remember this character? And it's like one of the visors, but not even one of the relevant ones. <laughs> they're a captain now. Also, now they're a zombie. And it's like, I, all right. Who I mean, no, all the visor reds got restored to their position after the eyes and stuff. So yes. that's essentially how they replaced the ones that lost. That ran off. Yeah. Yeah. Off, yes. But, so, like, Shinji yeah. is now thinking Eisen slot or Jin slot, one of the two. Yeah, but I'm thinking of Punchy Punch Man. Yeah, they all get restored to their old positions, but... Saitama? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be no. silly, that's, uh, that's he, your watch. He, he's not Punchy Punch Man, he's just Punch. Yeah. 
But you know, to, to be fair, what annoys me there is they're like, oh shit, that's actual, that's an actual thing with consequences because they're dead, they're dead, and then a bloody it, 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 as much as someone could be dead in Soul Society, but yeah, then kind of already dead, aren't they? Science Boy shows up and is like, oh, I'll just inject you with this juju, and now you're now you're not dead, and, and now say, you're like, the, stu- the stupid Wah-ha-ha. fucking stupid fucking time traveling virus bullshitty thing. <laughs> It's like very, very easy just to gloss over a bunch of the stupid stuff in this arc because there's so much of it. Well, it's also because I don't remember them ever establishing how that causes him to win the fight either. It's just like <laughs> it happens off screen. He's like, oh, yes, I've injected this you with this virus. Every time you get too far into the future or you kill me, time resets to this point in time. I don't remember that. I take your word for it, but I do not remember time stuff. I just remember he injected them with science juju and that fixed them. And that generally is how it goes. And then Gazelle without zombies is completely yes, powerless because, against so, him. Yes, because we were doing the Batman thing earlier. <laughs> so, as said, the Quincy's, the, the, they're in Soul Society. They've always been in Soul Society. Always there, just... I think their exact wordings is in the shadow of Soul Society, not but whatever. To which Mr. Science Man is like, no, no. I must now do all my work because he's realized this before anyone else has just like a huge room, which is completely lit up, is wearing the weirdest fucking costume, which is just constantly emitting light. Mm. So wherever he is, there's no shadow. He's more extravagant with every yeah. time. Yeah. Like he, he's just basically he's like, I need to work in a place with no shadows because there's motherfucking Quincy's in the shadows. <laughs> it's like, Sure. Sounds like the ravings of a paranoid lunatic, except they're correct. <laughs> yeah, that's thing. You're like, mate, you're fucking crazy. And then it's like, oh shit, he was right. I, I, it's a bad sign when the crazy rantings are actually accurate. That's uh, that's a bad time. But but hey, you know what this arc does do that nothing else in Bleach really does. What's that? Someone dies. Oh, someone man. dies. Oh man, someone, someone, and not just die. someone. The someone, Captain General himself. I I would say so. Absolutely should not have died. No, no way. No, he fights and kills your watch. Oh my god, it's, it's been resolved early. Except as it turns out, that was a fake your watch. That was your watch's brother? Question mark. No, it. It's someone able to do perfect imitations. Yeah, I guess. Uh, d- uh, sorry, you're right. You watch his actual brother. That's another plot arc that we haven't got to. <laughs> uh, let's just let's just cut that one off now. His brother's god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're both god. They're both god. But yes, his brother is actual literal god. But yeah, and then so you watch actual you watch shows up and kills Yanamoto. Uh, also, his assistant captain got killed as like a message. But you know, oh, that happened right at the beginning of the arc. He didn't really do anything. So boohoo. Sucks to be him. That okay. Side note: the the assistant, the vice captain of first company of yeah, uh, of yeah, he is kind of the most done dirty character throughout this entire thing because he's never given any screen time. You're never given any indication that he's any good at anything. Even in the anime, he's like always shipped off to these weird side roles. It's like, man, poor guy. <laughs> just can't catch a break and then at the beginning of this arc he gets fucking murdered <laughs> I, I don't know i'd argue soifon's um assistant captain is also pretty shat upon at least he's meant to be a joke yeah he's he's supposed to be incompetent that's true 
Like, this guy's meant to just be, like, a perfectly competent guy, but he's given zero opportunities to shine, and then he's actively shat on, and then yeah. fucking murdered. And then he dies off screen. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even get to die on screen! Uh... He's dying, and then it, it cuts away. <laughs> he's dead. Sh- Shinsei becomes the new head captain, which makes sense, because he is roughly been portrayed as one of the strongest slash smartest of the captains yep. and you wouldn't well, make Apache the strong captain. because uh him and ukitake were trained by uh Jen Musai, Jen Musai, yeah. because they well. both have dual blades yeah they, 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 they were are, an experiment they are the only two shinigami that zanpakuto that comes in a pair or yeah. something Something like that. all those other guys you have shut up Two weapons. Oh, crazy. Not real, Not true true weapons. Like, Ikaku is right over there. Literally has three. No, it, Ikaku's isn't two swords, though. It's a sword and a sheath. But, no, no, he... But he's... But when it, when it, when he shikai's, it's like a three-part pole. Yeah, but by that logic, when Bayakuya shikai's, it's a thousand swords. Exactly, there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> not a thousand swords! Yeah, it is. His bad guy is a thousand swords. His bad guy is a thousand swords. Okay, no, his Bankai... His Shikai is a thousand pedals, then his Bankai is a thousand swords that become a million pedals. Yeah, makes sense. Yep, exactly. I mean, it makes more sense than the fights of this arc, where, as I, as I mentioned earlier, they're each more nonsensical than the last. Honestly, this makes, like, as much sense as any of the filler arc fights of the anime. I, having not read of yeah, having not seen that, could not refer to it, but I All refuse the... to believe the filler arcs are this silly. They are very silly. Um, I, I know we're not talking about the anime. Do they fight that. someone who's literally, my power is I imagine it and it's real? Kind of. How the fuck do you beat I imagine it and it's real? I oh. mean, I know they do because he kills himself, but... Oh, oh, okay. Oh. This, is another, <laughs> this is another tangent about the anime, Bountark. The main right. bad guy of the Bountark, I don't remember his name, but the whole, the bad guy's thing is that they have, like, these golems, they're called dolls, which are, like, these sort of like spiritual creatures. Otherwise, they're just regular humans. But they have like these, these like these golems with them that have like a particular power, and they have like a, they have like a thing, a focus, so they can control them and stuff like that. And but the problem is they're like it's a symbiotic relationship. So if you kill the doll, you kill the person that's connected to it as well. And that's like that's their big weakness. The main bad guys doll is literally the wind. You can't cut that. You can't break that. And so they're like, oh, fuck. How do you beat the wind? You can't, really. Except in the final fight, they go down, they go to square off against each other, him and Ichigo, obviously, and he's like, what I will do is I will condense my entire doll down into this solid sword <laughs> so that I can fight you with it. He, he cuts the sword in half. He fucking dies. One job. You were winning until you ha- when you fucked up that bad. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. That's like a 60 episode arc or something. I don't know, like a long ass time. Something and it builds like, up yeah. to that. He's com- proven to be completely unkillable. And then he, he does that. But I mean, speaking of completely unkillable, you watch. Yeah, uh, I mean, it actually has a lot of the same, like parallels, a lot of the same feelings. <laughs> Because as as this goes on, there's whole as always in Bleach, there's a whole bunch of different battles. It Rukia finally gets to go full power and almost kills herself in the process. Yeah. 
You meet Basby, who is totally not Quincy Renji. Yep. Renji gets a whole new bank eye apparently his Zampacto is a dick and keeps lying to him. <laughs> yeah. Believable. Ichigo gets a whole new kit because his Zampacto broke, so he gets a whole new one. Well, he's a Quincy now. They need to sell more <laughs> toys. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, uh, your watch reveals his one of his final tricks, which is actually I gave everyone their powers, so I'm just gonna suck them all back, bar a few that you know do sensible things like take shelter. Sure. So he sucks that all back to repower himself, and it introduces essentially his elite four, who <laughs> fight zero while he fights the captain zero. Some of the other peace pawns and pieces of the battlefield didn't get die fight because there's a legion of something or other, I think, that then invades the battlefield. So there's a whole bunch of like the remaining Quincy's and Soul Reapers and Espadas because I think Carabelle comes back as well. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of them basically get roped in. Yeah. Oh, and Fullbring as well. There's a few Fullbrings as well who get roped in as well. Yeah, they, they try to bring them all back. Like, all it's, the it's, the, it's the final, as Mike said, the victory lap, the celebration of the people who are yeah. left. Like, Ruruka is used to escort people back up to Zero Squad, because the reason you can't just get to them is they're fucking miles in the sky. <laughs> and the, do you know how you get there? You get in the fucking cannon. <laughs> yeah, you get in the cannon the first time, or you get in the lift the second time. But while all, all this is going on, you watch kills the leader of Zero Squad, and then we finally meet the Soul King after all this time. Here he mm. is. The most spiritually powerful person, the one who holds reality, and he's a crystal. Yeah, he's just a dude in a crystal. Who you watch just tink dead. I no, went. no, no, no. No, he doesn't, Sean. I'm pretty sure he does, and they try to write around it that it wasn't that simple, even though it was. It, I mean, in general, yes, it was that simple, but Yoach doesn't do shit. It's Ichigo. Yeah, no. It, it goes like, ha we've stopped you, and then stabs the Soul King. He's like, but why? <laughs> and Yuach is like, because you're a Quincy. <laughs> you can't disobey my command. You want to murder the Soul King, too. And it's like, so fucking dumb. So begins all these revelations that I completely forgot, even though I read these volumes less than a couple of years ago, uh, which is that Every all of the elite Quincy's are parts of the Soul King. I get like you is you watch the Soul King's son. Apparently, I didn't didn't remember his, that one. His brother, I think. What's the point? Some no, some his, relative, his brother's yeah. another one of the Quincy's that is like his mirror image. That's Hashwealth, I think. But it, what? Uh, yeah. Something slightly different. Everything's yeah. something slightly different. That's how Tight Kubo fucking writes in this arc. Yeah, and then so it start doing the whole Ukate. Why was he also always ill? Because that was the Soul King. He had a part of the Soul King in him, which is how they restabilize reality. He had some weird deity that was. He worshipped. has the right hand of the Soul King. Yeah, worshipped by the residents of part of Soul Society. I, I'm I'm not entertaining yeah. the nonsense at this point. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> just he. That's that's what he does, and then the other part, like. The guy who went, there's a bloody Centurion style Grand Elite Quincy who, when he dies, gets bigger and they can't kill him, funnily enough, because he keeps getting bigger. That's oh, pretty much where, that's where everyone else gets roped into, isn't Ichigo, at the end. And the, the that's Viking supposedly guy, yeah. the heart of the Soul King. Ugh. Bear in mind, these started as people who shoot arrows <laughs> with energy. <laughs> 
I mean, this started as we need to purify this hollow so that their soul can pass on. And now the series ends with you're fighting God. Remember when there was only one? <laughs> Quincy? <laughs> yeah, there was just one. One left. Just no, no, one. when we started, there were none. There were no Quincy's at the yeah, start. Yeah, they, like... they, they all died out 200 years ago. Exactly. Ah, oh, Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> but yeah, like, Uriu gets what is meant to be his final climactic battle against Hashwealth. Sure. <laughs> that sums up that fight. Just, uh, whatever. <laughs> the thing that I remember when I was reading these things, because it's clearly building up to the ending, but I also remember as I was going through them, I was like, I want to say Uriu uh, versus Hashwealth is either 72 or 73 of 74. And I'm staring at this going, we don't have enough time to end this. Yeah, yeah, the ending just kind of happens. It does just sort of come out. We're of getting there, but if you if I didn't know where the end was, and you said how many volumes do you think there are Bleach, I would be saying like, well, your watch's fight is going to be a few volumes, like Eisen's was, so probably seventy eight or seventy nine. Yeah, but um, no, um, the time has come, Mister Kubo. You have to end your story now. So Q volume seventy four, aka Ask Pull Central. <laughs> yeah, because as it turns out. Well, firstly, they freed Eisen earlier, so you watch having successfully beaten everyone, including Ichigo, go- goes off to see Eisen, the true hero of the story, and that's stupid. Why would you pick a fight with Eisen? You're, in- you're an idiot. You know what his power is. And uh, Eisen, funnily enough, uses his powers on your watch. Let's not, <laughs> yeah. let's not get in start into how does perfect hypnosis fight omniscience, because... <laughs> Later on top of that, in Uryu and Hashwell's final interaction, they're like, ah, because we all want your watch dead, really. Here is shiny silver, pure silver, super silver. I can't remember what it's called. A magical metal that all Quincy's have in them that can stop a Quincy's powers. They're... You remember how in Doctor Who, when they're like to beat the master, you like inject these four chemicals into a Time Lord and it kills them dead? Yeah, it's that. Just fire this pure silver magic nonsense arrow at your watch, and that'll disable his powers temporarily. He's got omniscience. How would you do this? Uh, just... Isn't there also like a bunch of shit in that fight? Where and I could be misremembering this. This could be a fever dream. But wasn't there like he can reach into the future and break? No, that's the stuff? epilogue. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> it's like. Because there's like one part where he's like, aha, here is, I'm going to fight you. And then his sword's broken. Like, oh, I broke it in the future. That means it's broken now. <laughs> what? I, there is, yeah, the epilogue, which we'll get to in a moment, uh, tries to also have a part in your archer's fight. Because d- why did you write someone who has omniscience? You can't beat them. <laughs> but the way they try to get around this is it's a combination of he picks a fight with Aizen, who can perfect hypnotize him which fools his omniscience so Uryu can shoot him with the magical bullshit arrow that literally only got introduced in this final volume that disables Quincy's powers temporarily Mm -hmm. which basically frees him up for Ichigo to do and slash and congrats you did it, you beat your watch until the epilogue where he comes back 10 years in the future and then Ichigo's baby just goes puff and eradicates him from existence. The end. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds about right. It's like, it, it's like, this whole manga has, there's been plenty of ass pulls, don't get me wrong, but it's, 
it's made linear sense up until now. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a bunch of retcons, like, oh, that didn't happen that way, but it made sense. I, I can't help but think his entire last, like, arc was just Kubo writing more and more ridiculous shit to see what he could get away with and trying to get himself cancelled. I think it's probably just he's like, I'm done. I want out. I am writing this ending as quick as I can with as many ass pulls as I need. I say, I don't know how like how much he wanted to keep writing this or not. I assume not by this point, but I think he was trying to make it so the stakes are so unfathomably high that you could not follow this again. You literally, how do you top your watch? You can't top your watch. You can't top what the Quincy powers have been because they're all, we've gone beyond concepts to just the godhood. But the problem there is like, yeah, how you can't write a satisfied, there is no, I can't think of a way you could satisfyingly write a way that they beat your watch. Uh, yes, but he's who, unbeatable. Who is Yuachi's god? No, don't. <laughs> and then we go to the land of the gods of Yuachi. <laughs> no, because uh, the only real way you can go from here is Soul King, but they, this arc just undercuts the Soul King completely. Does I mean, yeah. Soul King's dead? Yeah, exactly. I, except not because they have to restore him at the end. Otherwise, you know, reality would fall apart. Yeah, can't remember how they did that. But either way, that got fixed. Uh... Orihime, I'm gonna guess. I think it was Orihime, yeah. That would make sense, but after Yoach tries to retcon her powers back to normal, and like, no, it's too late now. Genie's out of that battle. Ah, it's just, it's just, like, like, I get the feeling with Yoach, he wrote these powers and was like, I'll figure out a way that they beat him, and then they got to the end, like, I've not figured out a way they beat him. Um, the, well, werewolves, they die to, like, cold steel. Um, let's just <laughs> get that. Silver, Do that. yes. Uh, it, yeah. It, it, the, the silver bullet angle that they go with, I, I don't understand. I do think it's just because he wants to get it done as soon as he can. It's, it's not just that it's silver. It's the fact that they're like, it's in every Quincy. Like, it's a thing that's naturally in their heart, I guess. I just don't... The, the main thing, the main problem I have with this is the Quincy were just dudes with bows and arrows. Energy bows and arrows. Why did they have to become god tier? Like, they're supposed to be just regular humans. They're supposed to bleed and age and die. That was their thing. Why? Why this? Why couldn't they just be other people, like a particular kind of person with powers? But no, it became all of this. And I, I get that they wanted to use a, use a, a, a thing that had already been established. They didn't want it to seem like a complete ass pull, like, Oh, by the way, there was also this other threat out there. Because I've seen other things do that. It doesn't work. Like, you need something with some sort of establishment. But man, this just seems so very unbelievable. Because the stakes start so low, and they end so high, that it's just... Ugh. I wouldn't say it ruins the story, because overall, Bleach is actually just like a... It's a really good, well-written story for the most part. Yeah, it meanders, and the pacing's awful. Like, generally speaking, it's, it's an entertaining watch. Oh, entertaining read, sorry. I just... I, this ending, man, it just, it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird and cobbled together. I don't get it. Yep, that's, that's a fair. As I say, it, it goes to the point of ridiculousness and keeps going because you can't back down now. Hmm. Gotta, gotta pull through and finish. Gotta power through and finish to the, to the end.
Art's good, and, though. Yeah, the, the art's great. I mean, uh, and then there is the last little bit. There is an epilogue, of course, where we learn that Rukia, who is now captain, and Renji have gotten together, and they've had a kid. Ichigo and Orihime have gotten together, and they've had a kid. They're both Soul Reapers. One of them stomps out Yuachi's existence in the future somehow. Shut up. <laughs> and uh, there you go. That's that's the end until the bonus until the 20th anniversary chapter. And there you go. I have not read. Hell's back, mm-hmm. and put in, a, in almost as if ah. it was designed to taunt me. Sazi Alapolo is the rep, the uh, end boy who comes out first. <laughs> you also find out that soul reapers that die don't go back into the circle of reincarnation. They go to hell i'm not sure i mean i know a lot of his a lot of the villains have gone to hell basically the whole point is like ukitake is in hell was the big yes yes i do remember that for some reason and he's pissed he's like but why who knows i will find out in five years when he writes the next chapter but uh or maybe puts it on jump plus Ooh, Mm. there's a thought but uh, for now, at least, we'll never know. Let's say I know a lot. There's a lot of speculation. Obviously, people are like, oh, clear. There's going to be more bleach, either more series one shot, maybe just more anime. I was going to say maybe the anime will keep going past Thousand Years War. It is possible that the anniversary was put out to a just be an anniversary celebration to the fans. But B to like put feelers out there to whether or not pe- the world still accepts and would want more bleach. Yeah, that's sort of the thing. Like, obviously, it was supposed to be like, oh yes, it's been twenty years since bleach. Here, have a have a nice little one shot. We'll show you all these characters. We'll have a fun little thing. And it's like, oh, that's great. And then, like in the last five pages, like here you go. I've just set up a whole plot arc. <laughs> Hell's back. Your kid's been kidnapped. I I don't think he's been kidnapped. He walked into hell. Well, yes. He figured out how to activate hell and then was like, I'm and going in. Going into hell, yes. And oh, also, Ukitake's in hell and he's like a high ranking person in hell because that's how that works. And he, he, Things to worry about if it ever comes back, but uh, it's not part of the 74 volume run. So. It, it's not. It's just. It as was... far as we're concerned, hell was just a weird thing that appeared in volume two. <laughs> just a quirk of the early days. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. It's like how in Pokemon, where there used to be real animals in the first few episodes, but <laughs> soon got soon forgot those. Well, there is like a thousand of them now. It'd be a bit crowded without them. Oh, it's not a thousand yet. <laughs> Almost there. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's a... I don't know how to feel about it. I've never known how to feel about the ending. Like, when... I only just read it, but, like, when I knew what happened, I was always sitting there thinking... Those are choices. And it was just... It sort of... It's weird for a series that's so weirdly paced throughout. Yeah. That the ending feels so rushed. But it's also like... It's a very violent ending. Like, it's the Shonen Fight manga. That's fine. It's very violent, but also kind of just... Stops and peters out at the end. Like, I don't... When I was, watch, when I was reading the epilogue chapters of what was probably meant to be the actual ending the the defeat of eisen i was reading those epilogue chapters and it's like them trying to go back to their re- everyday life and like yes uh, this is the end we can relax now that felt like an ending 
Whereas the stuff you get at the end of this, it just is kind of there because it feels like it needs to be. Like it doesn't feel like this like anyone is satisfied by this. Which considering the seven hundred or whatever chapters run, it's a bit I don't know, it's disappointing. It's upsetting. I, I don't know. It just, it just it doesn't feel right, that's for sure. I mean the thing the issue is you can't really write a better ending than what the first one was really because that is i mean i have no idea if he's ever gone the record said this i don't think he has or anything like that i don't think he ever would yeah. but it is very much that's the clear ending yeah it's obviously like, it's, where it was meant to it's weird to not end there yeah and the problem is you can't just do that again like you couldn't just do the final get Tensho again to beat your watch because that would be a cop out and and also be using his powers against him yeah <laughs> yes but so I get that you couldn't just do the same thing again, so which means you couldn't have that perfect finish again essentially. But yeah, the there had to be better ways than this. But again, I also appreciate I didn't write myself into a corner of now I've got to kill God. I don't know. I, I do get why he went there, because he's gotta like he's gotta keep upping the ante, but it's ugh, it's rough, man. That's the I I get upping the ante, it's just you watch his on. Yeah. There are ways you can bullshit a defeat, defeat on Aizen, which they do. There aren't ways you can defeat bullshit on your watch. Yeah. It's like when you, you make your enemies too powerful, so some bullshit has to happen. Yeah. And some bullshit happens. Because I don't think they even defeat the final few Quincy's. I think they literally just hold them off while the finale goes down because they're all so strong at this point that you couldn't... Like, they all have clauses that basically mean we can't actually die. You kill me, I just grow back twice as strong. Like, uh, uh, yeah. 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 But hey, we get to the end of the series and there's one Quincy asterisk. <laughs> no, 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 not the asterisk. <laughs> As- asterisk. I-, I can't talk anymore. It's been five hours. <laughs> I suppose that was one group of characters we don't really see in the epilogue. We don't see the dads. Oh, right. Yeah. They, they make their appearance. Oh yeah, they're just as relevant in the ending as they are the rest of the story. Like they're just like, "Here you go, here's some stuff." Okay, we're gonna go fight, and then you never see them in the epilogue. Don't know if they're alive or not. Doesn't really matter. I assume they they got roped into the fight against. Or do you mean the actual epilogue for ten years later? I I mean the actual epilogue. Yes. Oh, okay then. No, no idea. Like I assume they're alive. No reason to believe otherwise. Weird if they weren't, but like it's not. It's only ten years later. It's not like. A generation. Well, it's also like because it doesn't show them fighting really. Like they are there, they are fighting, but you don't really see them fight. So it's like, did did they just die off screen? I don't know. I mean, what did happen to Ichigo? Where are Yuzu and Karen? You do actually see them. They are. You do. There. Yeah, very. They, they are there. They're, they're in like one panel, but they're there. Talk about characters you think would have more relevance and didn't. Tatsuki. I. <laughs> Tatsuki, yeah, is another one. Tatsuki is the biggest one for that, I think. Chad. <sighs> yeah. Pretty much anyone introduced in before the before Renji and Byakuya show up. Yeah. Pretty much everyone. With the exception of Urahara and, yeah. and Ichigo, of course. Yeah, pretty much everyone else is irrelevant. They shouldn't be, but they are. Sad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the issue is that he kind of pigeonholes their powers as not being proper actual big boy powers like Soul Reapers and all that, which therefore means 
But they could be. They could be. Oh, they absolutely could be. I mean, Orihime, as we've said countless times, should be the strongest person in the series. But Like, with no. all of the time spent just doing trash fights, yeah. why not just spend some of that time or give some of those trash fights to your side characters that you're trying to build up earlier? Hey, I, mean, I would love to have seen Don Kanoji in the final uh, fight. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oh. Sh- shouting, spirits yeah. are always with you. Uh, <laughs> and then pelting a tiny little I, energy ball out. I'd sooner have Con. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, you could have put Con in there. Could have. I wouldn't, but you could. That would have been her here. Like, you're not the only one who can use a body double in this final fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could have been Con's valiant sacrifice right there. Yeah, then he'd be dead, so he'd never come back. That'd be brilliant. Exactly. Genius. <laughs> Pays off on all levels. Ah, oh, man. Are we done? I the, that that is a a discussion of bleach. So in that case, Mike, I shall ask you first. Would you now that you've uh, relived this all? Because I don't believe you actually physically own it. So would you buy it? I think you've watched all the old anime. So uh, would you watch the? Will you be watching the new anime? And uh, would you want it to come back? As so, in the manga. Yeah. So here's the thing. I would only want the manga to come back if Kubo wanted it to come back. That's fair. I am not convinced he wanted it. Well, I know he didn't want it to continue, just based on like the cry for help that was that f- the Fulbring arc. But it's if I had some sort of confirmation somehow, and I'm never going to be able to get it that. This was actually all intentional free will writing from Kubo himself. And like, this is his new ideas within this world. And he wants, he actually wants to expand this world more. Then, yeah, I would absolutely want to read like continuations of the story. Even if, yes, that would stray into a Boruto style situation. Like, that would be fine, honestly. In terms of, but like, in terms of like, where we left it, I don't know, man. Like, the, when the author's clearly done with something, and just like, you stomach it out to the end, you kind of just don't want to see them do that to themselves, you know? Like, come on, man. Do something else. <laughs> just stop, stop did, damaging yourself like this. He did something else. He did I burn know. the witch, which was bleach. Uh, d- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that being said... I have always enjoyed my time with Bleach in any format that it's come in. And yes, that even includes the shockingly bad filler on the anime I've mentioned a few times. The anime has always been well animated, well voice acted, all of that. So that's always been great. And the manga itself, even when it's meandering all over the place, has always been fun. It's always been exciting to read and it's always you always wanted to like give a shit which is in such short supply around here these days so if it came back and i mean like improper full force came back i would absolutely give it another go which is not all that surprising this is one of the the manga giants of, of a few years back and it went places <laughs> In both its plot and what it did for the for manga in the wider world, 
It is a legacy for a reason, and it is very, very good. I can recommend that anyone at least start reading it and then just read it until you're bored of it. That will quite often be around the full break arc because afterwards is not great. Even with that shoddy ending, I still had a great time. Uh, so yes, I would actually buy all this, including the full bring onwards section of the story. And at the very least, I have every intention of someday to own all the way up until the end of Eisen. Because that in and of itself is a fantastic story. Even though there is a lot of it, it's not like an insurmountable amount to purchase either. It's not like your One Piece, which is still going at like a bajillion different volumes. So I would say put invest invest in Bleach. And Bleach is a good one. It is absolutely Put your, put your stocks in Bleach. Put your stocks in Bleach. And I would absolutely watch more anime. I would read more manga. And I would buy those as well. It's just generally very good. It's just a real shame that it had a bad, that shoddy ending. But the ending does not ruin it. It's not like you're looking at, like, I don't know, something recently from us where you're reading Volume 1 of Gal Cleaning. This is nice. Volume 2 of Gal Cleaning. Oh, no. It's all ruined now. <laughs> Definitely nothing like that. And it's just... It's a shame. But good. We've been talking too long and I've been rambling. That's my end thoughts here. Phil, the same questions to you then. Uh, you don't own Bleach, so would you buy it? Will you be watching the new season of the anime when it comes out, hopefully in the fall? And would you want the manga to come back? I will be watching the anime. Probably not as it's airing, because I ain't time for that. I'll, I'll wait till it's done to watch it. And I can just binge it and be happy maybe depending on how the adaptation is i suppose it's by the same studio so presumably will be Le less in terms of the quality more in terms of the narrative and pacing because thousand year war is in that really weird place where i would say please for the love of god put some filler in there pad it out i t expand on some of these fights don't just have it happen and end yeah, that's a bad time. Like they know what the ending is. They know how everything's going. They can they can afford to expand on some bits, make it a bit a bit better paced and a bit better explained, hopefully. As for buying it, I don't really think I'm in any rush to do so. Say I wasn't particularly sold on the first few volumes. They weren't bad. But also as we discussed earlier, they're just so different to the rest of the series. So different. I don't think I would want to buy all of the manga anyway. Definitely don't think I would want Thousand Year War. I think I would struggle to justify Hueco Mundo. Soul Society, definitely. Soul Society's good, great. Get on with that. But I think I'm just happier with the anime in general. But if it came back, if he went, you know what? Put that one shot out there, set up some sequel bait, some anime original crap or something, I don't know. I'd be like, yeah, cool, Let, let's see where this goes. I, I would be interested to see what would happen at the very least. Because, hey, he's already had God die twice and hmm. several 
I can only use this ability once before I lose my power, but got them back again. Does so let, let's times. see what happens, I guess. <laughs> like it, I would say it can't get any worse. That aim makes it sound like it ended quite poorly, which I'm not going to say it ended great, but it didn't end particularly badly by any stretch. And also, it implies that oof, it, it could easily get worse. We, we have read worse on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we have. It, it could easily go places that no good manga should. So, as for me, so, to be clear, Bleach isn't the greatest shonen anime I've seen. I think that's Soul Eater. And it's not the greatest shonen manga I've read. I prefer Bakuman and, for the main, I prefer Deep Rain Man until it's gone off the rails as of recently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it has. But to me, Bleach is and will forever be kind of the manga, the greatest. It, to, to me, it's the same way that I'll forever play Pokemon as like the video game franchise. For me, Bleach will forever be the manga. I adore its cast, even though a lot of them never live up to their potential. But considering how there are literal hundreds of characters, it's kind of unprecedented for me to watch a series, sorry, read a series and be like, yeah, I, I like all of them, really. Barsi has the other Apollo, but that's more because of his fight than him as a character. Hmm. I love Ichigo, as we waited to earlier. I think he's a rare example of a more mature shonen lead who isn't a burning passion moron. Cough Naruto. Or hmm. Total Simpleton. Cough Luffy. Or both, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the main reason I picked this up back in the day rather than picking up One Piece or Naruto. I love the art for the main. Taikubo, I have always said, is the king of character designs, even if he goes a bit, indulge himself a bit too much at times. Yes, you can make the argument, as many do, that his background skills aren't amazing. There's a reason why Hukamundo is essentially a pure white environment for the main with a few lines. But when the characters and the fight scenes themselves are so well drawn, yeah, I can let it slide that the backgrounds are kind of plain. It makes it you focus on what's important. And I, I adore the fights this has, even if when you look back on them, not necessarily that relevant. In the moment, the fight scenes are amazing. The character power is always creative. Action's always clear. There's always stakes to it in the moment. It, no, and no fight. I never really get the feeling that the characters have plot armor. Yes, there is the sense that it's a wait for Goku, wait for Ichigo. But because there are so many mooks of varying power levels, I never get the guarantee that every fight is going to be a win for the heroes. And Ichigo does lose from time to time as well, to be clear. Yeah. The pace of the narrative, yes, as Mike's already raised, does, especially after you've passed Soul Society and you hit Hukumondo, the pacing does uh, leave a little bit to be desired, as does the fact that he writes the same story three times, and the time he doesn't is full brain, which most people don't like. Like, I didn't need things like triple-digit espadas. I didn't need Princess Peaching of characters in every arc with no real payoff for said Princess Peaching. I didn't need the Quincy powers to go beyond the realms of ice and water to existence and omniscience as their powers. Like, it's probably best that it called it a day where it did. But ultimately, I do reflect on the journey through these 74 volumes fondly, and the highs always outweigh the lows of Bleach. So, would I, would I buy the series? No. 
because I can't buy any more. I own every single localized Taikuma release. I own all 74 volumes of Bleach. Could buy them again. Could buy them again. I have volume the 20th anniversary volume one special edition in the post, so I am buying it again. But are you going to buy volumes two through 70? If they get oh. new shiny releases, maybe. I feel like there's an official coloured one as well, like full colour one. I own Colour Bleach. I uh, mm. I own the art book. I own the fan books. I haven't read them yet, but I own the three-part novella series. I own all of Zombie Powder. I own the physical release of Burn the Witch. I own literally everything that has been officially released by Taikubo over here. So uh, I couldn't buy more if I wanted to. Huh. The only thing I don't own all of is the anime, uh, which I will get to one day. But speaking of which, will I watch the new season? Even though it's Thousand Years War, which is my least favourite arc. Yes, I think Fullbring's better. I actually don't mind Fullbring. Yeah, probably will. Mainly because I never really had, because of the way I experienced Bleach, reading them volume by volume by volume, I never really had a chance to be in the Bleach zeitgeist in the day of enjoying it week to week and having that moment week to week, especially as that was also kind of back before Twitter had really exploded. So I'm actually kind of interested to see what it's like to be like in that week to week with my personal favorite series as it were the series that has had such an impact on me because this will probably be the last time bleach will be in that zeitgeist i don't know if taikubo will return to this i know he set it up with his 20th anniversary chapter but considering he's also supposed to be writing burn the witch season two for years and hasn't yeah I, I don't know i don't know what he's up to at the moment i'm not i'm not sure if it will come back if it does i imagine it'll be via jump plus and I hope it does, because I would definitely, absolutely read more without any hesitation and buy whatever comes out. I am that smitten with Bleach. Uh, I don't know if it will do. Plus, with the anime of Hazen Yador, now that it's finished, as Phil's mentioning, there's a lot of work you can do. You can expand bits that need expanding. You can contract bits that need contracting. You can do all the smart editing that we always say would be great to do in anime to fix the issues you could come up with a better ending. Oh God, please come up with a better <laughs> ending. Steady on. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my things with Bleach. There's a reason why this was always a special episode to me that I threatened to do for years because Bleach to me is the goat and will forever be, in my mind, the goat. Even if One Piece continues to shatter all sales expectations ever. Sc- screw those guys. Bleach is better. I don't care what you say. Bleach forever. But that means now this discussion is finally winding down. Finally, we're coming to a close. It's been going so long, it's almost time for a certain person to start Twitch streaming. So if they wanted to check you out, Mike, where could they go? They could go to my Twitch channel. Almost there, buddy. Just a minute more to go. A minute (laughs) or two left. You can make it. (laughs) They can go... Find that at uh, twitch.tv slash Berserkera, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R, and that, and also Twitter and Facebook as well, I guess, if you care about Facebook, and and also technically Instagram, I guess, technically, <laughs> and also technically YouTube, I guess, technically. Nah, you haven't updated that one in donkey shares. So. Neither, I haven't updated my Instagram either. Oh, no. uh, um, uh, also... Discord. Discord, I guess. You just come come watch me play video games. I'm so tired. Come, come watch me play video games. There's Persona 3, there's Inscription, and a yeah. bunch of other stuff. Maybe more Cult of the Lamb by the point. Maybe more Cult of the Lamb. It's good fun. It's good fun. I'm going with you. I've finished it by that point. Optimistic. 
by the time they finish listening to this mammoth <laughs> podcast. Oh dear. Uh, Phil, I always ask you a question, so here's your question. Uh, Bleach or Naruto, which do you prefer? Naruto. Ooh. Well, if you want to strike him alive like I will be doing at Fanatsuki and tell him how wrong he is, even though statistically speaking, Naruto sold more. <sighs> Why was Bleach the least popular at the Big Three? It's so much better. I mean, I hate you. I hate so, you. It did have I, that I can perhaps provide a small amount Jesus of information. Christ, do you want the show to end? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm we good. live the show now. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you just look at the first two volumes, as we do with everything else we do, yeah, Bleach, as we've said, you kind of don't really get anywhere. Some stuff happens, but there's no ongoing arc or anything. In Naruto, by the end of... stuff happens in the first two volumes in Naruto. Yes, in Naruto, they've already started the first arc and they've had the first big fight. In Naruto's first few chapters, he's sat on a loo pooping himself as he tries to figure out how to win over Sakura. And yet, by he the is. end of Volume 2, there you go. Absolute trash. He's finished pooping. And don't get me started on One Piece's first two volumes. I can't comment on them. Uh, I can. You, you shouldn't. It's crap. It's fine. I'm pretty sure there's a part where Luffy essentially has brain damage at one point. Because he's talking to Nami and he's just ignoring reality. And everything that's being told to him is just like, nah. Nah. There's a part where they meet a guy who lives in a treasure chest. That's pretty. In much the first old. two volumes, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I know Zoro shows up and he's Mister. I've got a sword in my mouth, and people are like that's so cool, and I'm like that's so dumb. <laughs> but that's one piece in a nutshell. That's so dumb. <laughs> I guess we'll review that someday. I'm making so many friends with this one. <laughs> I throw shade at the best manga selling manga of all time and the actual objective goat of all time. It manga. appears that we've just thrown down a reviewing gauntlet for for One Piece now as well. I, hey, maybe maybe one day, maybe episode 100, maybe one day. Who knows? If you disagree with me about my pins on Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece, uh, pfft, but uh, you can tweet me at SlazerKing. <laughs> come at me. <laughs> you know, it's been a long recording session where like, if you disagree with me, then <laughs> pretty much. You can follow the show as a whole at Trash Cast. Subscribe to us on all the various podcasting services, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher. Tune in, like, follow, rate, subscribe, tell your friends or read the show notes. It's all in there. Everywhere. Subscribe now so you know the moment a new episode goes live. So what's happening next time when we return to normal run lengths with our Soul Society jaunt over? Phil, where are you taking us next time? Where Where's Trash Society moving to for our more standard anime tie-in episode for the full anime season? Oh man, ne- next time. Sh- Sean like Nagatara. Let- let's fucking read. Uh, we read that again. Yeah, may as well be. We're, we're reading Uzaki-chan. I am mildly worried that I'm going to read this and like it, and then that's another series added to the... Oh, Sean can only become so erect. <laughs> can only be so horny, aren't they? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, enjoy, enjoy that in a fortnight, and we will see you then. Thank you very much for listening to this Mammoth episode. Take care, everybody. Bleach is love, bleach is life. Bye-bye!